Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch live. Hope you guys all enjoyed your Christmas. Now we're heading into the new year with one final episode. Rick Dara, a.k.a. Captain Brunch, joining you as always, being drawn by co-host Destin Soglo Frazier. We're almost to the end, and they kill Stefan Bonner. Yeah, that's pretty, uh... That's Man! <laughs> it's been a year of losses, you know? Not gonna lie. It's yeah. like, this one hurt me as an MMA fan, too. Cause like, we'll probably talk about it a little bit, but you know, there's significance of that. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. Tonight, we're going to talk about where Dominic Mysterio has spent Christmas, what kind of gifts <laughs> Xavier Woods received, Kenny Omega's bastard child, Sammy Guevara and Tay Mello's AAA status, as well as FTR, uh, a new signing in WWE, and uh, even Waffle House. Oh my god, yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I try to make it special, right? I do understand. I saw what we're about to talk about, and I was just like, I hope to God it makes it. I don't care if it's not wrestling related. I need it to. It, may be, it might be wrestling related. It's not professional. <laughs> this isn't even indie. Yeah, so we're going to go over the week of all of that stuff and whatever else we could find, and... As usual, if anybody wants to call in or hang out, it's actually a pretty light show as far as, uh, you know, nobody's dead or, or OD'd or anything. So, and I can kind of just call in and chill if anyone's out there. It's like one of the only times we're ever getting here early, because we're usually running freaking late, you know. Isn't it great? Yeah. <laughs> Might do other stuff on the channel afterwards. That's how early we are. Isn't that incredible? Yeah, we're going to watch the room. No, I'm kidding. What's up, Willie? Willie's been hanging out in the lounge a lot. That's been actually pretty damn fun to be able to oh, just yeah. chill and do stuff there. I started watching like Yellowstone. It's incredible. Love the show. You know, all kinds of different stuff happening. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to start that like ASAP. I like it a lot. But so far, like the last two shows you've told me about being Cobra Kai and Cyberpunk have been like I, I I there's not too many shows where I watch them again a second time just to enjoy the ride, but those are the two <laughs> the first time in a while. Yeah, I we just put it on randomly. We were like in backstage in the lounge. It was myself ask you, Willie Six Slayer came and later on stasis and uh yeah we actually did the first season and uh whole in just one sitting. Like we just sat there. How many episodes? Them. It was well. The first episode is like a mini movie. It's an hour and a half. Oh and god! Then, and then there's after that there's eight forty-five minute episodes. So okay. we watched. Yeah. So we watched all nine of those, like literally in in that one session of being in the lounge. Oh, so, you're talking about hour and a half episodes. I'm like, my god, is this Euphoria again? Like, that series I fell off on. I watched like up to almost the end of the first season, and then I don't know. Oh, I've seen the I've seen the end of season two. It's yeah, I haven't seen oh. anything. Maybe I should get back into that. Yeah, with, with content creators don't get as much time to watch shows. Oh, 
<laughs> you start playing the Sarah McLaughlin music. You <laughs> 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 look towards the camera all sad and shit. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a state of the podcast address at some point tonight. Want to get warmed up first. We talk about the status of the stuff and things. Reflect on the year over. Of course, give our gratitude to those who helped contribute to the cause and all of that. And if you are against it, fuck them. <laughs> but yeah, first, because I keep hearing so much about it and I purposely didn't watch it or click on it. I hear there was a Rey Mysterio situation with Dominic. Oh my God. So it is going to be a, it. It is gonna be a holiday thing, apparently. <laughs> I want to know what's I'm going so on. So let's get this up on the screen. Oh, God. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it's already amazing. Like, just look at them, right? Those shit-eating grins. Where is this going to go? All right, let's go. You have ahead. no idea. I think he forgot. You know, it's the month of forgiveness. I think we're good. We've been really good this last month, and your you dad really has a horrible been. memory, so it's, it's all good. You getting this? Alright, Christmas time. Feliz Navidad. Yeah. You know, I think I saw a couple presents under the tree with your name on them. Really? With I mine? Think, I think it said mommy. Ooh, I'm excited. Aww. Hey, abuelo. Feliz Navidad. ¿Cómo estás? Oh, my God. Poor abuelo. I don't know what the fuck going on. Alright, poor abuelo. That should be the name of the episode. Are you gonna take off the mask? Right, the cameras. I came here with open arms, just trying to be. You know exactly. I don't know if I said his parents' house this time though. You know exactly why you're here. Yeah. Jeez. I know what you really want. Down, little man. Hit me. That's what you want for Christmas, isn't it? Hit me. Hit me in the face. Come on. Come on. Do isn't it. that what you really wanted? Accept your present. Come on. Hit me. I know you want it. Huh? <laughs> Come on. Hit me. Holy shit. What? What? <laughs> Wow, they really put a lot of effort into this angle. Holy shit. This is abuse. Triple H is crazy. I showed up here at my grandparents' house. Holy shit. He pushed my husband. He pushed my husband. We already lived You slapped me. We have it on film. You slapped me in the face. That is abuse. And you're going to jail. You pushed my husband. Yo, I didn't. I didn't see you. I'm not walking behind him. I didn't. I didn't see you. 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 I didn't see you
here, look. Why are you talking to him Listen, like that? Listen, based off what's going on. Why are you being so on, serious, hold on, hold on. huh? I'll explain what's going on, but I but need I, you to turn he, around he, for me. This is a All right, I need you to turn around for me. Whoa, wait, what? What? We're laughing. You're kidding. We, no, we're no. the ones that got no. abused. And I need you to stay still. She got her hands laid on. All right. Well, this is abuse and you're arresting him? Are you Whoa. kidding me? What the? Don't you man me. Don't hey. you man me. Okay, get, get she out. got. She's the one that got Take slapped off. in the face. No. Right. My, my mom hit no. mommy. My mom. What? What She got. She's the one that got slapped in the face. My mom hit mommy. Yo, that is the line of the video. Get off me! Go! All right, go ahead and step in. This is not okay. Coffin, coffin and priest. Coffin and priest. Coffin and priest. Are you fucking kidding me right now, man? All right, bail me out. You gotta get out of here, man. Hey, coffin and call priest. You guys are arresting the wrong one. The wrong one. You're supposed to be arresting them. She's the one that got hit. Exactly. Mommy, bail me out. Mommy, bail me out! No, 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 don't let them take me. Don't, don't, no. don't. Hey, do I, not stop hey, this car! Hey, I won't make it in jail. Right, Jim, don't let them take no, me. No, no. Don't call. Don't <laughs> stop! No, you don't know what you're doing! You're ruining Christmas! Ma mommy, no call them. No! Don't, don't let them take me. I won't stop. make it. I won't make it. I won't make it. I don't want to get hit either, but you got to let him out. He did nothing wrong. Come down. Wow. It's supposed to be a happy time. Wow, there were people legit out there watching that shit. You know, there were so many quotable lines in that one video. What a crazy situation. My mom hit mommy. I won't make it in prison. That's better than anything that they show on the main show, right? Yo, that was amazing. Are they going to show this? I don't think they are. I mean, Raw was just Yo, the I best of... I, I mean, they showed Thanksgiving. Yeah, but Raw was just the best of 2022, so I guess they're not going to show it till next year. Yeah, yeah. I had to think about that, as you said, and I was like, wait, yeah, it's going to be 2023 next Raw. I love, how, I love how serious Triple H takes this angle. It's like, yo, you think it just stops when the camera stop rolling? Like, no. You don't think they wow. run into each other on the holidays? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's definitely grown into a character, that's for sure. Oh yeah, he's so much better ahead than he has any business being. It's so good. Mm -hmm. So if you listened or watched last week, you know that we covered SmackDown. Not just uh, we already covered we covered two SmackDown because we came on late Friday night, so we covered the previous week and the current week. So there's no SmackDown to cover this week, which was the last live stuff that WWE did. There was some, uh, there was the SmackDown lowdown stuff that we haven't seen yet, though. We could check out to see how the aftermath of everything went. Oh, yeah.
Imperium. However, you still have some unfinished business with Gunther. You can say it's unfinished uh, because you're absolutely right. Uh, Gunther cost me the World Cup tournament. Um, Ricochet took advantage of it, and I don't blame him. I'd have done the exact same thing. And when you're in a tournament to win, you win. You do whatever you have to do to win. So I'm giving props where props are due. Ricochet was a better man that night. But Gunther, on the other hand, is an absolute dirtbag. And those two clowns that run around with him that just think they could stick their nose in anybody's business whenever they want to, well, I found that out tonight that it don't always happen on my watch. Now, Gunther, on the other hand, I'm not forgetting about what happened. You have that Intercontinental Championship, and I promise you, if I ever get a chance to get my hands on you, I would love to be the monster to take that title off your hands and put it where it belongs, around my waist. I'm coming for you. Be ready. Thanks so much, you guys. Well, Emma, what? got into you out there tonight. I mean, you slapped Scarlett. Yeah, I just Yeah, how can like, she slap? What? What? <laughs> you slapped Scarlett? What was going through your head? Are you being serious? I was just sticking up for you. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. I loved it. Bam, slapped it. Bam. Right in the kiss of crikey might. No, right slap. Please tell me that's not an Australian accent. What do you mean? That was, that was a perfect accent, right? Did you... Come on. She probably thought it was Emma. That was... Forget the accent. I actually wanted to ask you... How would you feel about joining me in Minnesota with my family for a little white Christmas? Oh, white Christmas? Ugh, I am not a cold person. Oh, yeah, right. That was uh, stupid. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I get it. Okay. So it's a date? It's a date. How are these two really fucking and they have no on chemistry, on, on screen chemistry? <laughs> Stewie and Monty won't like that. Okay. Because they have to pretend like they ain't fucking yet. <laughs> happy, happy holidays, you guys. Thanks so much, you guys. It doesn't work the same in reverse. Congratulations. A massive victory for you tonight. And next up, you will challenge Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now, Raquel, Ronda is someone that you have a lot of history with. And even just last week, we heard... Kula! Kula with the resub. Thank you, sir. Preach. Much appreciated. How you doing, Kula? Nine month streak. Look at that. That's wild. You're one of the highest subs here. Holy shit. Thank oh, you, sir. Pregnant streak. No, I'm kidding. That was terrible. Oh, yeah, Megan. I can tell that for weeks now, Shayna and Rhonda have been intentionally attacking my hurt arm, intentionally hurting my friend Shotzi. But I proved to them tonight that all I need is one good arm. And you know what? I plan on entering the new year as your new SmackDown Women's Champion. So Ronda Mamacita, I'll see you on the 30th, Chiquita. <laughs> Raquel, thanks for the time and best of luck. Thank you, Megan. I mean, that should be the person that's put over. She smiles too much, that's the problem. <laughs> now she smiles too much. You turn her back into a killer. I'm like, yeah, but you can't be all doughy and happy as shit. Look, Shayna finally found an opponent she could fuck up. My reaction. <laughs> <laughs> you hate shit. My reaction. 
I mean, can I say that was complete and utter BS and that ref counts faster than, I don't know. What she has happened. one arm. She has one arm. What are you going to do against Ronda Rousey with one arm? She's going to look really stupid with that one good arm shoved all the way up her. Okay, okay. That's the part that sucks about being in a team with Ronda Rousey. You're by default the one who's going to be taking all the ass weapons. Unbelievable. So SmackDown did 2.213 million viewers. Which is up from the previous week. They, they, they could run a SmackDown on Christmas and the numbers will be high at this point, I guess. I just love how every time we talk about the ratings for SmackDown, when when it's one when it's a week like that, my first thought is, I love how y'all got the nerve to go up. <laughs> like anybody's touching y'all right now. <laughs> yeah, like SmackDown's. A, I mean, it's on Fox. Fox is a huge. Like I wouldn't want to say it's the largest network probably on television. You know, and like if have, not the largest, it's up there. Like, yeah, I mean, it's up there. I mean, aside from shit like NBC, which they're also on. In a sense, because you know NBC is the parent company of USA. Yeah. So yeah, they're up from last week's two point fifty six million, and uh, the two point one hundred fifteen million the previous week, all with the point fifty and the eighteen to forty nine demographic. Oh yeah, good for them. Why does Kill Ricochet? Me. Um, why does Ricochet have stitches? What happened to him? Oh, um. During the uh, Miracle on 34th Street fight, when he was on the apron, uh, he when he took that chair shot to the back, the top of the chair popped him in the head. Yeah, like, look at that. Missile told the shit out of him. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, the particular spot is like when he was, I think he was going for a springboard, and it might have been... God, it might have been Ludwig that uh, swung the chair, but when he swung it, he caught him while he was still crouched down, so it caught him around the top of the head. You know what the strategy I would use in this specific style of matches? Don't throw chairs. It's a fucking miracle on 34th Street match. Oh, no, he didn't throw. He, trust me, he, Ludwig doesn't work at Waffle House. He swung it like a regular person. Oh, okay. Well, still. Yeah, he he just what is he if he would have caught him on the way up or before he was crouching, he'd have been fine. But he just he swung at the wrong time, basically. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it, it won like the Sean Spears Cody Rose thing. Like, no, this was a little freak accident. Fair enough. All right, well, we will cover a weekly. So I guess we talk rampage. Yeah. Yeah. Get the so, whole Friday slot knocked out. So Rampage uh, came to us from San Antonio, Texas. They're still in the Freeman Coliseum because they taped two episodes consecutively. I sometimes feel like they just literally at this point make shit up as they go along. <laughs> you too? <laughs> yes, me too. I feel like they literally <laughs> just don't... Because this this match starts, and I told you, I know Rampage has a habit of doing that, but I can't, bro, I can't tell you how much I can't stand when they open like that. Everybody's already in the ring. 
and the bell rings. I hate that shit. I don't know who told them that that would be a good idea, but too many times have I tuned into an AEW product. Welcome to AEW. Ding, ding, ding. And then everyone's fighting and they're explaining what's happening as it's going on. <laughs> like, like, are you kidding me? Give me an entrance. You can't have a few entrances. Use the, use the time they're walking down the, the, the ramp to tell me about the match that's going to happen and the reason it's happening. AEW is like full blast ahead, you know? Or do like Raw and SmackDown have done in the past. Skip the pyro, go straight into the entrances. You know, the show itself actually seems like it's on blow. You know? <laughs> like, it's so weird. The only Got time. That it was all day back and everybody was skiing slopes as fast as they went on this show. <laughs> Welcome to AEW Rampage. Ding, ding, ding. Like. Ah, oh, it's just so strange. So I, I'm <laughs> see actually, what they gotta do. They see what they gotta do. They gotta one up it. Welcome to AEW Rampage and the winner of the match. <laughs> this is this is I guess so that everybody gets their Christmas bonuses match. You know, <laughs> because this is. Well, first of all, let's get it started. May as well because it's gonna. Okay. So I'll explain what's going on here. Basically, this is <laughs> this is the three hundred thousand dollar Three Kings Christmas Casino Trios Battle Royal match. I haven't ever heard of this, but this is what they're doing. The teams are Aria Davari and the Varsity Athletes Josh Woods and Tony Nice being accompanied by Mark Sterling against Era Fox and Top Flight's Dante and Darius Martin against Kip Sabin and the Butcher and the Blade. And uh, the best friends, Chuck Taylor, Orange Cassidy, and Trent Beretta against the Dark Orders, Alex Reynolds, Evil Uno, and John Silver against the Blackpool Combat Clubs, Claudio Castanoli, John Moxley, and Willie Yuta against La Faction's Ingobernables, which is Realistico, Preston Vance, and Roosh being accompanied by Jose the Assistant. And they even have the Spanish announcers out there called the Spanish Announce Project, which is Angelico, Luther, and Serpentico. So this was just a fuster cluck. What I love so much about this was when the Dark Order came out, they didn't do that thing that we've seen some places do where it's like, what are they going to do? This is the first time they've been to place at the return. It's just immediate ass whooping. <laughs> Run it. <laughs> All sight. Unbelievable. And what the hell are these guys doing here in Helico, Luther, and Serpentico? It's just such a weird choice. They just got as many people into this match as they wanted. Like, I was just desensitized to the action because, again, what I like about the Royal Rumble, which thankfully, guess what? That's the next pay-per-view coming up versus Battle Royale is that the Royal Rumble tells stories because the order that people come in and slowly fill the ring, you have, like, many matches and encounters with people who have storylines going on. When you start a match and everyone's just already in the ring for the most part, because they do have teams still coming in, but it was just so much... Hold on, should we turn it on to listen to whatever Smart Mark's saying over here? That says you cannot milk another man's cow. No one will ever touch your cow wives. Tony Nese and Josh Wood. You see what I mean? Like, why is there, why is there always scissoring and milking of cows and stuff happening on this show, too? Like, enough. Proud answer. Look how people start getting killed off one by one. Like, all right, you're gone and you're gone. All right, wait 35 seconds, you're gone. Like, it doesn't even look, doesn't even look like a departure. It looked like he just left. Watch. <laughs> he gale cam. Bye. Leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving too. Yeah, they, didn't need, they need less. 
less battle royals in wrestling right now in general, man. Yeah, because they're they're all over the place. They're trying to have a Royal Rumble without having a Royal Rumble. Like everybody gets one a year. Oh, I'm not gonna remember when that storyline began. Cool, years ago. Google. That's when it began. <laughs> I could look into it for you, but I won't remember off the top of my head. I probably have the old the old clips. Nice. See, at least stuff. See, once the ring clears, you start to get some action. Of course, you have to have Claudio do some extra manly type shit. <laughs> He's a big, strong boy. Get your ass out of here, Claudio. So AR Fox and Top Flight win the $300,000 Battle Royal. Payday and a half. Eddie Kingston and Ortiz. Kingston with Lately, we've been seeing <laughs> come out here and beat everybody up. House of Black, we sent the contract to you. Guess what? You didn't sign it. I want to fight you guys now. Monkey wants to fight you now. Creepy crap. Let's go. A creepy Julia Hart. She's a witch. Ever so perceptive, Eddie. However, uh, all in uh, due time, I was thinking if the enemy of my enemy is my friend, then if the friend of my enemy is influenced, would he then be his enemy too? Interesting, right? And if my friend's enemy is my enemy's friend, then would his influence influence the enemy of my friend? You know, he's become, it became like Scott Steiner math, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, his head made perfect sense. <laughs> anyway. Here with Danny Garcia and Sammy Guevara. Jericho said that he wanted you to essentially take the lead of Sammy. Now, my reaction... We're not doing this, Sammy. I'm going to talk for real. I don't like your hair. I don't like the way you dress. If Chris thinks we should be together, because I'm a professional and a team player, I'm willing to give him my best effort. A professional. You're a professional tight ass. And you need to loosen up. Renee, switch spots with me. Oh, I got to see Renee's face again. <laughs> a professional. You're a professional tight ass. And you need to loosen up. Renee. <laughs> Look how unsettled she looks like. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, is that not the most memeable face she has ever made? How tight are we talking? Like, is he version on prom night or is he like third? What the fuck? She didn't want a corpse. <laughs> oh, that is a faithful woman who is fighting it with every ounce of her being. <laughs> Professional tight ass, and you need to loosen up. Don't break. Don't break. Don't break. <laughs> hey, switch spots with me. I know what you need. You need a hug. Bring it in, come on. Okay, right, there, right there, right there. You feel me? And as the new year approaches, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. As the new year approaches, we're gonna do great things together. You and me, me and you. Merry Christmas, brother. Are you okay? <laughs> I don't think he is. Jade Cargill, she started out this year. Or anywhere. It's a great presentation. Jade Cargill versus Vert Vixen. Never heard of her. I won't hear her again after this. Undefeated streak of Jade 
Cargill, but to earn a shot. Fixing beats Jade Cargill tonight in San Antonio. Cargill, she scoops up for Fixes TBS Championship eliminator. They just fed her somebody. Like she's like, fuck it. She's already ran through everybody else in the division. Let's just give her fodder for a little bit. Let's just make people up. <laughs> She'll kill up all day. Well, all, you know, the height. Wait, go back to that pump kick. How high she got off the ground, though. Like, yeah, that is really high in the air to hit somebody with a pump kick. Almost dangerous. That's high for a bicycle kick. Like, yo. <laughs> Holy shit. If you can catch it, if, if you can catch it before she throws the actual kick, her her plant foot is like eye to eye with the girl. Yo, who taught her that Shaq? Good lord. <laughs> Kicked her to death. supposed to be the end of our story i was supposed to be able to close that chapter for so damn long i was supposed to enjoy it but anna J decided differently asked for help i wanted to fight this fight on my own i think i found the perfect person to join this fight with me fist bump come on come on we're gonna have to work on that i don't we're gonna have to work yeah. okay <laughs> Anthony Bowens last week, your partner Max Castle attacked by Jeff Jarrett. Even though you have daddy ass at your side. Last week, yeah, we took Max Castor out, and tonight we're gonna take out the rest of those yahoos. And did you hear my rap diss on Wednesday? <laughs> tonight we will prove that we're better wrestlers as well. Why don't you all, Jericho? Please, please think I went soft. You're sadly mistaken. Jeff, we're gonna beat your geriatric kid rock looking ass. And do me a favor and take Max Castor's advice and listen. You will hear San Antonio screaming the one thing you're scared to admit. Everyone, look! The Look like there's been enough talk. It's time for the main event. All right. Well, let's skip the intros to the main event. All right. If we have a rap coming, I've got to get it to you. Clean. Oh. Send them back to the impact zone. I love that he's the not so great Kali, the guy they Yo, that was the most. I think that was the most savage one they've ever done. Satnam Singh. Like, what do you say to that? <laughs> now the crazy thing is that everybody in this match is really good at this point, including Jeff Jarrett and Billy Gunn, who you would think are way over the hill. It's so strange to see how. Look at this, right? Like, I just can't believe look I'm look seeing. Billy Gunn is massive compared to everybody else. <laughs> but I'm also seeing some of Jeff Jarrett's best work. Right? You know? Why do all these guys still go? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is what happens when you take care of yourself. My I God. guess it's in his DNA. Literally. But yeah, I really did like this match. I liked it. It was very boots to the ground as well. Aside from the scissoring. You know, we could do a little bit less of that. My snap super at, at this point, you hoping for world peace if you hoping that goes away. Lethal sometimes. Now look at that great move. Yeah. Pulling the man back to make the... 
Looks like Bowens has a bloody nose. Look at that. Nobody moves slower or anything when it comes to Jared and, and um, Billy. No. They do a really good job. Like, they're moving as fast as everybody else. Love the oh, fluidity totally of that. And those are the winners. The heels team TNA going over. And not so great Kali. And the not so great Kali, right? TNA meets Ring <laughs> TNA meets Ring Ka King. Was he a Ring Ka King guy? Who knows? Probably not. I don't think he was, but we're, for the sake of the joke, we're gonna say he was. He was Ring Ka King. Oh, Jared was. Who Jared was a former champion and everything. Yeah, he was more like Tunic Tunic, right? <laughs> he was like, what? Remember that song? Tuna 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 Tuna. It was like a popular song. Oh, my God. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's stop. Oh, we're going to hell. Hey, they called him <laughs> right for the end of the year, too. They made him a bargain bin Khali. That's way worse than anything that we came up with. You know, the only difference is he can walk. <laughs> Tuna guy is more over than him. <laughs> uh, that's a compliment. Oh, that's, that's going to be his new thing every time Sotnam Singh comes down there. Now I'm going to need that drop whenever we see him. <laughs> <laughs> we have way it's going to be the first right running right. gag of 2023. <laughs> oh, I hope not. <laughs> But yeah, after like during this broadcast, they announced a new AEW Dynamite. We're already doing what what Impact used to do. Huh? Remember back in the day, how many times we got a new Impact Wrestling and they changed everything, but really changed nothing. Yeah, apparently, the sets changing, stuff yeah, changing. It's a, it's a new Dynamite. Well, I don't know. What is the new part? I mean, I guess they're gonna. We're not gonna see it until they do it, right? Yeah, I know. I've been hearing that um, a new set is gonna be one of the first things we're out of the gate. Yeah. Well, I mean, so far that's really the only the only major detail I've heard of. I mean, they would need a new set. How shitty yeah, would it be? Have for to be imagine that shit to be like new dynamite, same old set. Yeah. Right. And nothing. <laughs> So Rampage did 566,000 viewers with a point eighteen in the 18 to 49 demographic, up from the 447,000 viewers that they did last week. So they've been rising. They're always half a mil or under half a mil. It ain't a great situation to be in, not going to lie to you. No, unfortunately not. Yeah. And that show could use a format change, honestly. Oh, like you wouldn't believe... Like just ding 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 right here, bro. change, night change, whole lot of stuff. Just Yeah, pretty much. So let's see what we got going on here. Kenny Omega. Probably not gonna have be the most popular opinion here. Wanted to read something from a Kenny Omega transcript.
So he spoke to New Japan Pro Wrestling 1972. Which I which I assume is like their default channel, right? Yeah. And he was quoted as saying, For me, New Japan kind of became that child that I was ashamed of. I didn't want to talk about New Japan to other people. I wanted to go back to those days where New Japan was in those infantile stages of creeping over to the West. Under my help, of course, with me as the captain, it was sure to succeed. Is he a heel or is he an asshole? He sounds like he's in gimmick. I would hope so, right? Because um, it's just weird, like... To talk about New Japan uh, being a child, he was ashamed of. Like that was around before you were born. Yeah, that's oh. a, he sounds like he's in heel cleaner gimmick. Cause like that's just a weird opinion with how good New Japan has been doing. Like, Ring of Honor is what got New Japan the exposure that got it over to the states. Not not Kenny Omega. Yeah. yeah that 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 sounds like he's in gimmick. Yeah, I mean, we do know that he's going to be challenging Will Ospreay for the IWGP United States Championship at Wrestle Kingdom January 4th, which we'll talk about later tonight. So, yeah, it must yes. be a gimmick thing, right? Because who the hell would say that about, like, a company as prestigious as New Japan? The infantile. And we've seen, like, when guys do New Japan interviews and stuff like that, sometimes they'll do them in gimmick. Yeah, which is part of what he's probably doing. It's not like you see in the stage where it's like... If you hear, God, let's say Jeff Jarrett talk about AEW, he's not in Jeff Jarrett heel mode. He's just regular Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, I could see that. Because when I first heard it, I thought, man, I'm sure he has some level of self awareness, you know? <laughs> right. The child. <laughs> Like, that is quite the statement there, friend. All right. Well, in other news, Xavier Woods received some presents. Let me see if I could get an image of this on screen. Do you see this? Oh, I have not. Some people be too young to know what it is. Oh, my Jesus. Yeah, so, uh, it's a collection of N64 games. I recognize one of them in the, uh, on the left side. Yeah. Start from the top on the very left, go down four, that's Donkey Kong 64. I recognize the yellow case. That had to be the gift that he gets because by now any PlayStation disc would be scratched. <laughs> you know. N64. I hate to be the Grinch of Christmas here, but not a system that visually aged very well. Yeah, when you look at the system, it like looking at the games is always cool. It's always good reminiscent. But when you look at the system itself, oh, yeah, the games are like I think I was um I was watching that YouTuber I got you into a uh, Chisel Adonis and I think he showed somebody his N sixty four and I saw it and I was like, Oh god, that's what that looks like. So there I wonder who got him the gift. Right. 
Oh, I recognize another one. Uh, far right, second row, uh, Turretu Seas of Evil. God, look at me, you know, he triggered my nostalgia. Ain't this a bitch? <laughs> Maybe it's my age showing, but the ultimate Christmas gift for me in this situation will be somebody to take all that shit off my hands. You know? That's <laughs> not much, a lot of shit, yeah. <laughs> how much can I get in trade for all this shit? All I'm saying, I mean, you take it to GameStop, you might get pretty petty. I doubt it. GameStop doesn't give you any money for things. Hey, man, I'm, all I'm saying, you take a Texas calculator up there right now, you're getting at least 10 bucks. The only reason I would take these N64 cartridges up there is if I get to throw them at GameStop employees' heads. <laughs> <laughs> Don't throw it at the employees. Throw it at the higher-ups when they come to visit and pretend like they give a shit. I'll throw it at the employee's head and say, call me when the higher-ups are here and come to visit. <laughs> I can't always be here and I can't always tell. <laughs> That'll be the way we resolve it. Taste on right now. I, I would feel so bad. You bring all them games up, the poor kid who has to process every last one of those. It's like, oh, fuck. I've seen people do that, bring up whole tubs, and it's like, yo, do you understand how long this is going to take? Like, so what's everybody's favorite? I love that whole stack is, too. Since cool is name dropping over here, if you had to pick a favorite, your best N64 game, which isn't Mario Kart. No, I'm not going to say that, but what, what, what will you choose? Oh, man. Damn, that's a tough one. It's going to be kind of a random answer, but for me, it was actually... um. My first one, which was uh, Banjo-Kazooie. Holy shit, Banjo, that, really? Yeah, that one holds a special place to me because, like I said, it was literally my very first video game I ever owned. And I think I, I think I got, like, three quarters of the way through it. But, like, that one always, like, when I saw it on the Rare Replay, I think I played a little bit of the first one and, like, the, the memories that game brought back. Like, holy Jesus. Yeah, I played Banjo. It was good times, man. Shark Lover used to stress me. The move mechanical Shark Lover used to stress me out, though. But I think a close second would probably be, uh, Rayman 2, just because it was the first game I ever beat. Took me forever to do it, but I did it. <laughs> and that is crazy that that was your first game. <laughs> as far That's as some shit. something goes. Yeah, it really is. Like, I'm telling you, some of these on here I recognize just because of the cases, like... Like, it's not one of the ones that's on the very top, but somewhere in there, I see Pokemon Stadium, too, because that one had a gold case. And you understand, I can look at this picture all day and just reminisce like a motherfucker. Like, I see Diddy Kong in there. Oh, my God. We'll be here all night. We gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Wakula says his favorites were Mario 64 and Goldeneye. Oh, yeah. Goldeneye was great. Goldeneye was a lot of fun. I wasn't into first-person shooters as much as I am now, so GoldenEye, I was all right with it, um, you know, but it wasn't like a top thing or anything for me. 
Whereas uh, I will say one of the things that I always loved with uh, the N64 is when um they brought out the Rumble Pack. Oh my god, like that changed everything for me. <laughs> By the time I saw Mario 64, I had already beat Resident Evil 1. Resident Evil 1 had pre-rendered backgrounds, but it made it look more realistic. So I found myself disappointed visually with Mario 64, but could appreciate what it did for 3D gaming. Uh, I didn't like Pokemon Stadium, boo. But anyway, um, I would if I had to pick one, I would say uh, <laughs> that was fucked up. <laughs> I love how you just quickly sped through that one. <laughs> um, See, I was more of a fan of the first Pokemon Stadium, but that's only because it was one of the mini games I used to fuck my cousins up on every time. It was a little one where you were supposed to dig down i think it's like a water well or something and you knew you won when the water shot back up i used to beat my cousins by miles in that fucking game nobody ever wanted to play that one with me every time we did a little tournaments and that one came up everybody just put the controls down because they knew they was gonna lose if i had to pick it would be zelda ocarina of time easily without hesitation it's actually oh, the yeah. only game that i think of when i think of the n64 now here's a, here's an interesting one for you what's an odd game for the N64 that you think of whenever you think of the system. An odd game? Like, like one where it's just like, it's interesting that that one comes up. Because for me, um, remember Glover? I do. He was the last boss in Smash Brothers 1. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to tell you something right now. I discovered Rage playing freaking Master Hand in Smash Brothers 1, okay? <laughs> that motherfucker was frustrate me. I don't know shit. The last boss is Glover? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What about Conker's Bad Fur Day? The only game that had any kind of adult content to it in the world of Nintendo. Yo, you talk about a game. I it's it's kind of crazy to look back on like other games that they have for Nintendo and then see you start thinking like how did this one show up look cool I wasn't great with patterns and reading moves back then okay like I am not the elite that I am now. no I'm kidding but <laughs> yeah the old smash with the hand but yeah, Conquer was over the top. Like, that was crazy. Like, I think that, that would be up there. Ocarina and Conquer. If I have to pick unique stuff that you can't really reproduce. Um, I know a lot of people like the N64 WWE No Mercy, which was good for the time, but also didn't age well. If you play that nowadays, you'd realize that you don't, in fact, want this. Oh, good Lord, no. I think one that always stands out to me whenever I think of the N64 is um, Star Fox 64. Just because I remember I'd always get the easy ending, the easy Andross fight for the first maybe few years I played that game. And then I remember the, the first time I ever got to like the hard one. I got there completely on accident. And I'm sitting there like, what in the hell is this? <laughs> Perfect Dark is another one. A lot of people like Perfect Dark. Oh, God. Perfect Dark was great. Like, there's so many good games that came from that system. Yeah, I'm trying to look up here and see if I could tell the games. Let me take a closer look. I see Zelda Majora's Mask. I see Cruising World, I think. Might be Cruising. I see Cruising USA. Oh, my God. Yeah, I just love that game. 
Uh, what else do we got here? Doom 64, which wasn't really that good. Um, hmm. yeah, some of these are hard to make out. You guys make out any yeah, other games? Diddy Kong and uh, the first Pokemon Stadium, right? Uh, around each other. I see Pokemon Puzzle League, which is fantastic. That's the best puzzle game ever. <laughs> I forgot they had a puzzle game. That is the best game. It's called Tetris Attack for Super Nintendo. If you could play some Pokemon Puzzle League, it'll blow your mind. Not even cool. Say he's Duke Nukem in there. I think I see a Bomberman, but yeah, I do see Duke Nukem. Yeah. I think the blue one near the bottom isn't that like Hydro Thunder? Uh, it, it looks be. like some kind of building game. I don't even know what the hell the one is that he's holding. I've never seen that game before. Yeah, I've never seen that one. I love the look of like pure excitement. Like this, like nothing tops this moment right now for <laughs> You know what the best <laughs> It's funny we're talking about the things we see and the things we reminisce. You know the only you know this picture, you can hear this picture, you know that, right? Yeah, totally. Because all I hear is the sound of blowing on cartridges when it won't work, and it only ever worked if you blew on your own cartridge. The N64 didn't suffer from that nearly as badly as the older system. Like, the Super Nintendo didn't. The Nintendo, the 8-bit Nintendo, like, you had to blow a cartridge. Like... It was like... You ever, you, ever, you ever had those friends that had, like, techniques with it? Like, I knew one friend fucking loved this dude to this day. I still talk to him about it. He used to go up, then down, and then halfway up. And if it didn't work when you went halfway up, you were fucked for the rest of that day. Yeah, I've seen people have that. They little methods. Blow the top part of it, blow the bottom part of it. You know, exactly like the kind of shit. Blow in the middle, light, on the, light in the middle part of the side. Like, everybody had little techniques. You know, pray. A lot of prayer went into it. <laughs> you know the bad part about this? The one everybody always talks about blowing into the cartridge to get it to work. Nobody ever talked about getting that thing in the slot and then like Donkey Kong and it just pow and then it worked. For those of you that don't know, and for those of you that don't understand why, basically the issue is that the eight bit Nintendo was designed the equivocal to if you've ever had a bad headphone or charging port that you have to wiggle to get the sound or the charge to happen. That's how the 8-bit Nintendo was by default. Something about the way the cartridge caught into the system didn't work. Like you'd have to wiggle it literally in the thing. And even when you got it perfect, it wasn't always perfect. And blowing in it wasn't even, it turns out years later, blowing in it wasn't even what was causing you to get the game to work. It was the fact that you were removing the cartridge and you were reseeding it over and over and over again when you were blowing it. Because if you even so much as tap your 8-bit Nintendo, the game would, like, cut off. Like, it, like they couldn't be moved at all. Like, it was a very loose sensor in there for the cartridge. Well, those were the days of hell. Blowing it is just, I guess, that was copium that people were having and thinking that they were making a difference. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, crazy days, man. Crazy days. 
But yeah, Good congratulations time. to Woods. I wouldn't want this. <laughs> you know. But if it worked for him, do I remember Killer Instinct? Yeah, I actually don't mind the Killer Instinct on the current consoles. I have that one. Those are good days, right? I think our TVs are too big in HD, and I don't mean that like in a snobbish way, but I think our TVs are too big in HD for certain games at this point that they would just look absolutely... You'd have to go get the old CRT TV and plug it Oh, they look weird, wouldn't they? Yeah, it looked like absolute dog shit. <laughs> like this wasn't meant to stretch this far. But we got it to. Yeah, cooler, but you gotta experience other things, you know what I mean? You can't like Yeah, cool. like they're staying in the nineties and then there's just like wait what? Like there's certain stuff like I like from back then. But I'm still sitting here like okay, it's time to upgrade. <laughs> A human being can live up to 100 years. How much sense would it make to keep experiencing a decade period worth of content? Everything has to go forward. You know, like it, it's, I, I would say not only just for entertainment purposes, but honestly, in all seriousness, for your own mental health. You know what I mean? Like you want to you want to experience all kinds of stuff. You don't want to be one of those people, like you don't want to be like a like the character, not the actual wrestler, but the character Disco Inferno, where it was like a, the gimmick is that the guy's stuck in the disco and all he likes is disco oh stuff. Oh, good God. You know, you want to experience all kinds of stuff. You want to experience life to the fullest. No, that's not weird and unique. It's just weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know, be nostalgic, but to a limit. Branch out, expand your horizons. There's a lot of life to live. You know how much better stuff is now around here? Like, I have. That's why some games get remastered so they could look like they can keep up with stuff nowadays. I've had relatives that that I'll. Everyone has their favorite stuff, but I've had I've had relatives and and friends and associates in the past that you could see them decades later, and you get in their car and their music's still playing the same shit it was playing the last time you got in their car. I swear <laughs> to God, bro. Like I swear to God, may they cancel this, may it be the last episode I'm lying to. You. But I've gotten into relative and friend's car, decades apart, and the same shit was playing on the radio. Or, or on the CD that they put in. And I'm like, damn. You still have that same CD going? Like, you didn't look up <laughs> any fucking other thing with this? It's that DMX's first album? What are you doing? <laughs> you know, and it's like people will say, oh, you know, they have their, their, their favorites. But don't, that doesn't mean don't have current shit. That just makes it weird. <laughs> it's just my opinion. But I think it makes people weird. When, when I see that, I'm like, man, what a shame that this person, you know what I mean? They're watching, you know. An old, I love the movie, but like, you know, you, you hit up a friend and they're watching Scarface, you know, listening to move, music from fucking 80, 88. And they've watched these and movies be like, before. Yo, check out this album that came out last week in this movie you know, called The Town. Like, what, like, what are you living, reliving your, 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 your shit over and over? You know how much music and stuff there is to experience in the world to have like set music for decades and years? <laughs> I, I think games should be the same way. Movies, all, all manner of content. Especially because we've evolved. Keep in mind, Kula, and anybody else listening to this, which I hope there are others, otherwise that'd be pretty disappointing. But keep in mind that we've changed as a society and as a species. In the past, we recycled content a lot. Yes, you would buy your favorite VHS tapes. And when you were a kid, maybe your parents put them in at a certain time of day for you to watch. 
But that's because that's the the level in which content could be produced at the time. If we were to go back to like fucking medieval times, we could say the same thing about books. Libraries were very unique because you didn't have a Xerox copy machine or anything. So that meant that in order to get a copy of a book, there was a guy who physically wrote the fucking book for you. Which is the reason why only <laughs> lords only lords and kings had books. It was considered a luxury because what do you think? That these peasants and shit that are working in farms are going to hire somebody to write a fucking book from beginning to end for you to have your own version of? No, it was a rare thing. That's why books were a treasured uh, commodity during those days. You know, because you would have to get to, to get a book copied or to have a book in a different place. You had to take pen to paper. And there were people that did that, but it took time. So if a book got destroyed or if a library got ruined, you were fucked. That's the reason why knowledge was lost so easily back in the past days. Because it wasn't like now we could copy things, we throw it on the internet, everything else. You just had these books that you had to write. So back then, the way that we consume books and the availability of books was different. But then we learned how to make them faster. And then libraries were everywhere. And then the internet was born. You have to look at the same thing with the content you're consuming. Video games. What do we get? A Star Wars like once every five years at best? Like things that have special effects and movies and stuff. There wasn't that much. You were able to keep up with the content that was being released. Disney movies, you could literally probably have had a contest where you told somebody, name every Disney cartoon, and they'd be able to. There was very little, you know, like we were still in the in the infantile stages of, 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 of content. So it was more common, I would say, back then for people to watch the same movies over and over again or have their set library of things that they watch or set games because that's the way that culture was. But now, nowadays, it's a little bit self-serving unless you're showing someone else the stuff or whatever. It's a little self-serving to go back to just like a small quantity of shit, whether it be music, books, games or whatever, just because there's so much of it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's to the point where it's kind of weird when you restrict yourself to that old school type of stuff. And they try to turn nostalgia into... Okay, have a little bit of it, but you can't make that just your whole thing. And they try to turn nostalgia into money nowadays because whenever you don't go back willingly to nostalgia, they try to pull you back into it because those of us that want to go forward that don't want to be roped into what happened 20 fucking years ago, what will they do? They'll invent something or come out with a movie, a remake of a song, a remake of a game from 20 fucking years ago. (laughs) We got you back. Ha, 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 ha. You know, it's Everybody strange. Goes, but this one looks better. Nope, same shit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's just really weird. Like, we live in a world of nostalgia. Everybody's so busy looking back and thinking back that nobody wants to move forward. And it's it's, it's, it's across the board. I mean, the last two, what, last year, two Final Fantasy games that came out weren't new Final Fantasies. They were just remakes of two old ones. <laughs> Yeah, and I have nothing. I love, I love uh, Crisis Core. We streaming on this channel, but everything, oh, yeah, Crisis fifteen, was every, great. everything. Yeah, but you should you should focus on reactions for you, my friend. Right, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> it should focus on your reactions. There's a lot of stuff out there. Just enjoy it. We, we do all kinds of stuff on this channel. When have I ever stuck to one kind of content? The only time I've ever done is really PSO being our main game. And even that, I try to be flexible about where we're going and what we're doing with it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure almost every time I've popped in here on a Tuesday before, whatever we're going to do, in some way or shape or form, there's something different there. Either in a different area, fighting different stuff, like just things where you always got to make things a tad different than the last time. 
Yeah. It's not nostalgia if you just live in the time period. Yeah. <laughs> we say this with a giant picture of Austin Creed on our freaking Tron with the uh with all these N64 games later. I mean, all I'm saying, if I go to up, up, down, down right now, bet money I can find him playing the game from this year, all right? Of course. See, that right there, that's nostalgia. Because it's like, yeah, I play the stuff that's come out this year, maybe the year before, but it's pretty cool to have all this. <laughs> but he did announce that he is going to be going through these games on up, up, down, down. Yeah, seeing that, but that's something he has always been known to do. He'll obviously play the new stuff and the current stuff, but he'll throw some old school stuff in there before. Mm-hmm. I mean, like yeah, I think yeah. what I think him and Liv played like an old WCW game the first time she was on there. Like her and Ronda play, uh, him and Ronda played. I think Turtles in Time. So you know, like imagine cooler. Like imagine you meet like a like a hot gamer girl decades from now. And, like, the only thing you know how to play is, like, fucking Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game on the NES. And Life well, Force and Radius. 100% Final know. Fantasy you know 15, I mean? like, three like, times over. if you meet any of these streamers, you know, that could be, like, the mother of your children. Because, let's face it, back in the day, in the 80s and the 70s, having geek culture and nerd culture wasn't perceived positively. Where, like, nowadays, it's a flex. Like, let's be real. You know how much pussy you could get for being good at games and being just overall good at pop culture stuff and knowledgeable? As opposed to, like, if you go up to her and you're like, hey, are you a gamer? Yeah, I was playing Frogger last night. That <laughs> money, I walk out on the street right now, walk in the first girl I see, tell her 100% of Skyrim. She'll pay for the Uber. All right? No, I'll fuck with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got that Skyrim flex. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Whip it out. Those four <laughs> Honey, get in the car. I play Elden Ring. <laughs> You know, with no heels. <laughs> yeah, you know that's what I mean. Like you don't want to. I'm not saying again. I have nothing against nostalgia, but I'm just saying. Imagine if you were to be in a party, because girls and and like women in general are gamers. They're badass gamers now, and gaming is very very much embedded into modern day mainstream pop culture, and it's something that you're highly invested in. I wouldn't say it if it wasn't something you're highly invested in. The last thing you want to do. Is be in the middle of a cipher, and then they ask you, "What is it that you play?" And all that comes out is Russian Frogger. attack and, and and Akari warriors. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like bro, what's the last RPG you play, girl? I'd be Glover last night. Are like, you kidding me, fuck? man? I got I got everything out a hundred percent on Quest sixty four. <laughs> You know, oh you're gonna look. God. You're gonna look like a grandpa. Cooler, <laughs> cooler. Trust me when I'm telling you. Get handed a shot. You get hit a milk of magnesia. Cooler, tell me. Trust me when I'm telling you. That's not a life that I want for you, man. I wouldn't tell you this shit if I didn't care about you. I've been I telling you that for years. That's all I'm saying, man. You know, I grew up in a household <laughs> of gaming. I grew up in a household of gaming and technology. You know, I was speaking over Christmas to my father, seventy-five-year-old man. And he was telling me about all of the tricks and things that he does in Elden Ring. All the way he gets past bosses and the way he grinds his enemies and the way he goes through the game. Elden Ring. How are you, a young man, going to be in nostalgia in the 90s and, and just not expand? I want to see you grow as a gamer. 
Like for the love of God, cool. I just got a series S this year. We're getting a PS5, like, well, but a month or two ago. Yeah, it, and he, he goes, shit, I would probably be the one to fuck the party up. Dude. Don't prob- talk about that like that's a flex. Bro, probably. You would definitely <laughs> be the one to fuck that <laughs> <What>? party up. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Dude, at my, hold on, at my fucking lowest, you will never hear me say, man, I'll probably be the one to fuck shit up. You know how many, how many parties I have gone to knowing good and well, I probably wasn't getting shit out of it, but you couldn't tell by the way I walked you, in that bitch. You, you do not want these women to be like, this motherfucker's not even a proper geek. You know, like put some expand, man, expand, because nowadays they're not going to even remember the games that you're talking about. <laughs> they play this shit in the rare replay. Motherfuckers, you, you, you got bitches out here maxing out battle passes on like day one. Yeah, and they're you out over here talking about the man. I just beat Master Hand for the 500th time. Like what? They're out there, cooler. I know a lot of them. And as hot as you think they are, it's probably not even a fraction of when you actually see it. You'd be surprised. <laughs> You'd be very, very surprised. Either that or just stay nostalgic and hit the gym. You know? Five days a week. Get that shit in, motherfucker. Just don't tell her about the video game collection, though. <laughs> just tell about Steiner math. because right now just right it'll make perfect sense 33% chance of getting laid you know you want to raise those stakes (laughs) because if she grew up in a Sega household that didn't have any Nintendo system then that takes your 33% chance and it cuts it down to like a 66.6% chance (laughs) because she only had half the fucking consoles and then if you take the fact that she was born in the 16-bit era instead of the 8-bit era you then have to take that 66.6% half and then cut that in half and it's like 8% chance of you getting laid because she only knows about the 16-bit Sega era of games that you're familiar with you don't want that you know Yo, I wish you could have seen the look on my face. I'm like, oh no, he's really doing it. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and the worst part is, I know you. This wasn't planned whatsoever. Whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> All that was off the top of the head. I do my best work when I have no plans. I'm just going in my <laughs> It's Christmas, Holy no wrestlers Christ. got in trouble. It's a content light episode. I figured let me just take some time to fuck around a little bit here. <laughs> we'll have some fun this time. End of the year. <laughs> we made it, okay? Oh, man. We still got to talk about Dynamite and NXT, and I still have a state of the podcast address, like I said, where I'm going to talk to you all and give my thanks to those of you that contributed and so on and so forth. So believe me, it's still more short. I mean, we do have to do our predictions for Wrestle Kingdom. Like that card's all set up and ready. So there's a show. I don't. Why did I say that there wasn't that much of a show? I guess like sometimes it just looks. Like it, you know what it is? It's because first of all, we're on. We got on at the time we're regularly supposed to be here. Yeah. And two, there's not like a bunch of like sad long shit that's gonna take like an hour and a half of pop. Like it's. Yeah, but no. When I look at it, we were able to put together some stuff here. 
but that's not bad. All right, well, you know, we should cover a weekly now. What do you think? We got, we did Rampage, we did SmackDown last week, so there's only three weeklies left, so we got to spread them out accordingly. You got yeah. NXT, Dynamite, and you have the best of Raw 2022, where they go over the best matches of the year. You know what? Let's knock out Dynamite. Okay. We can I, I actually want to save Raw for last, just because it is the best of episode, and that feels kind of special. Okay, yeah, we could do that because we're all prepared for that here. So let's get Dynamite stuff on, got our Dynamite program in front of us. I just watched it last night, so it's easy to remember, thankfully. All right, so Dynamite, episode 169, New Year Smash. I bet Tony was happy with that. Now I get to name it. He's like, like, it's that time of the year where I get to name shit again. Mm -hmm. It came to us. From the Broomfield, Colorado First Bank Center. That's it. You know, this is where the first bank was invented. <laughs> you know, banking started here. One, there was this one guy who had so much shit in his pockets. You know, he rolled up to Colorado and he was like, "What do I do with all this shit?" And they were like, "Why don't you bank it?" And that's where it came from. The first bank was centered right here. Anyway, we start off with a singles match. Let's jump ahead to that. That is going to be. We don't need entrances and stuff. We know who everybody is. It's Brian Danielson against Ethan Page. Oh, and you got freaking MJF. I forgot about that. Hold on. That's fucked up. <laughs> that's Daddy Doom. Well, that's what she calls herself from the Indies. You know what? I never really was a big Ethan Page fan, but I will say that I definitely liked him in this. You know? I like that they've, they're letting him work a lot better than anywhere I've seen him work before. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they do. Like, like when I first job. started watching him, he was um, part of the North, which I think they, they, think they still hold the record for the, the longest uh, Impact World Tag Title run. So that was the first time I got to see him. But this is like the best I've gotten to see him since I've been watching him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did an excellent job. Brian Danielson, I would like to see him in more of a storyline, more of a main event scene. I'm assuming he's the one that doesn't want that for himself. Yeah, um, I believe I heard him say um, in an interview, the only reason he he didn't win the ROH world title or hasn't won the AEW world title is he's just okay not being a world champion right now. Yeah, well, you know, I think it would help the company, definitely, to have somebody like that yeah. be in a prestigious position. But yeah, overall, really looking good. These are the oh, kind yeah, of matches that excellent. I do like. This is the stuff that uh, Dynamite does well. Oh, you yeah. Know. It, it kind of goes back to the thing we always say that's been great that Triple H has been doing. Like, if you can wrestle like you're the best in the world, go for it. And Ethan Page got to wrestle like he can hand to hang with the best in the world. Yeah, he really did. I like that he passed out. I don't know why the fact that he passed out made that look better for me. How are you feeling ahead of this matchup tonight? Powerful words. Yeah, that's the problem. There's been way tonight is about powerful action. Just in case you didn't know. <laughs> powerful words. Yeah, that's the problem. There's been way 
Tonight is about powerful. I love the way you scream that. We watched this movie recently backstage. What was the name of that movie we watched where the guy keeps dying over and over again? Was it called it Boss Battle? Drive, right? No, it was Boss Battle. It was called Boss Battle. Oh, I've heard of that movie. <laughs> and it's a movie. It's a great movie. It's an action movie. If you like, like just high-speed chases, gunfights, martial arts and shit. It's a movie where the guy... It's like if you've ever seen the movie Groundhog Day where time kept looping. Except in this one, he's wanted by like assassins. And like he just keeps getting killed. Uh, and he wakes up and the day starts over and he kind of gets used to... You saw, or if you ever seen Better Luck, uh, which which one was it? There was one with uh, Tom Cruise that did the same thing. I forget what the hell the name was of it. But anyway, uh, in Boss Battle, there's this one Asian katana-wielding ninja girl that he fights occasionally. And, like, it'll always end with her chopping his head off. And then, like, it gives, like, a, a, like a center her on screen camera shot. And she goes, my name is Guan Yin, and I did this. And actually, <laughs> he's, he's Joe Yin. <laughs> And it happens over and over again. Like he'll just be in different situations. Like, I guess before and she just Ching! my name is Guan Yin. And I that's what that's what Joe said. <laughs> <in the library. laughs> How are you feeling ahead of this matchup tonight? Powerful words. Yeah, that's the problem. There's been way tonight is about powerful action. My name is Samoa Joe. to make sure I timed that right. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, God. I don't remember if it was called boss battle or boss fight or, or boss level. <laughs> I did this to you. <laughs> boss level. It's called, it's called boss level. And, he, and every time he dies, the day resets for him. I just found... Uh, I'm going to show you guys in a minute. Oh, you found the clip? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, no. What? Oh, God. Do we have another, Do we have the Samoa Joe drop for next year? Oh, God. I'm somewhat You know you got to have it ready for what happens in their match, right? I'm somewhat spoiling part of the movie here, but... They'd be alright. <laughs> but you already, I already told you what happens. And he's trying to, the whole movie, basically him trying to figure out why their day keeps repeating, like when he gets killed by these assassins. Oh, my lord. Bear with me, man. I'm queuing it up. <laughs> Build up the suspension of this bullshit. <laughs> no, just because I have to actually physically go get it. Oh my god, this is gonna be grand. <laughs> That's such a fucked up concept. Like, why do I keep dying? What keep. Why does the day keep repeating? What keep going? Shoo! I want you! I did this to you! <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny, we just watched that movie and then that happened. <laughs> Like ask you and I were rolling when we wanted that shit. Okay, here we go. 
This little angel-faced asshole is known as Guan Yin. How do I know her name? I am Guan Yin. And Guan Yin has done this. Her name means <laughs> goddess of mercy. <laughs> well, sometimes I manage to kill them. But it doesn't matter. They always find me. And eventually, they take me out. I am Guan Yin. And Guan Yin has done this. <laughs> I love how it gets up to 151 and here she is again. I am Guan Yin. And Guan Yin has done this. <laughs> that sucks. I don't want to spoil anymore. But yeah, you get the <laughs> You should watch that movie, man. <laughs> I am Samoa Joe. It's Samoa Joe has done this. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that dude dies so many times. I feel bad for him while he's trying to figure out how to make it through the day. <laughs> and there's so many assassins <laughs> that come for him. It is like Groundhog Day meets Crank. <laughs> oh, why would you tell me that? Because Crank is one of my favorites. Oh, God. Uh, too good. But yeah, I love you. I did this. I did this to you. I did this to you. <laughs> Freaking Joe. Wait, the movie's like what around hour 42 hours long yes it's one of those ones where they have the full video the full movie on youtube oh christ nice well that one's going on the like list <laughs> Let's get back. Let me pull back on my pro. Put my program down for this. Six layer. What's going on, dude? What happened? We've been having a lot of fun, man. New Year's special over here. I did this to you. I did this to you. Excuse me, doc. Oh my god. Of course you'd want to know. Yeah. This is How are you, man? I love how they said he's been following protocol. I'm like, wait a minute, protocol involves run-ins every week. Yeah, right. What protocol is he even following? He's been right. very defiant <laughs> of anything. So we get tag team match: Top Flight's Dante and Darius Martin against the Blackpool Combat Club's Claudio Castanoli and John Moxley. Oh, this was fun. Yeah, really good. You know, these Yo, kids them boys them. hung right in there with Claudio and Moxley. Yeah, they did an excellent job. I liked the fact that like this wasn't really as much about uh, the Blackpool Combat Club. It was more to show like, hey, Top Flight can hang in there with top tier talent. Mm -hmm. And like, it's, uh, I like that they did take time to, to really hammer on the fact that it's like if both of them can stay healthy, this is a serious threat to the whole tag team division. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, you know, it's good that they get the rub from two guys, even though they didn't really get the rub. Claudio kills them. But, you know, they got the be in a match that was competitive, rather. 
with uh with yeah, two veterans. They, they, like they didn't go right. down like bitches. Yeah, exactly. Like they 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 went down fighting. Cool Which that, that that's, might... that's how you get somebody over in a loss. Cooler said we might be like, looking yeah, at yeah they lose at, the uh, match but they still go down a blaze of glory. Yeah, Cooler said we might be looking at an unsanctioned match for their sake. I hope not. You don't want unsanctioned match against Claudio and Mox. Let's not get fucking crazy. No, he's he's talking about uh, Mox and uh, Page. Oh, okay, I thought you I was gonna say Which, yeah. That, that that seems <laughs> like that's going lights out territory. The way they've been basically fighting every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I really like this match. You know, the wrestling. There's nothing to complain about when it comes to the wrestling in in AEW. Yeah, you know, just some of the decision making they do. Yeah, wrestling's. Excellent. I like that 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 felt that ending almost felt like a sign of respect. The fact that Claudio had to take his mouth guard out and then uppercut him, and we ultimately want a landing on the mouth guard. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize that. That's fucked. Slayer of regrets, old and new, sought by many and found by few. We've done this tons for far too long. It was only last week that I eliminated you again. Final act where I peel. I eliminated you right after you got him, so by, by your logic, Trent gets a teleshot before you. You know what? I look forward to seeing this. Good luck, gentlemen. Uh, we're going to do it on Rampage. Awesome. All right. Sounds official. It's all going down <laughs> on Rampage. Hook versus Balaam Lynx. He looks like I. He looks like I download him on like the community creations on 2K22. Ouch. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> that's flat. Wait, go back that slap. Holy shit. Yo, the disrespect. <laughs> that's our hook. Yeah, I guess this guy got to be on TV for a few seconds. Yeah, I love that he cross-faced him before he put him in Red Rum. A certain jungle running. Yo, I love I how like he how ran the pyros that went off. I love how Lee Moriarty <laughs> wasn't going to let there be any fanfare here, you know? Like, we're just going to immediately brawl. <laughs> yeah, you have to look way up at Big Bill. No relation, to, no relation to Bullet Bill. All I'm saying, man, remember what happened when we was in WWE fucking with small guys? Remember what happened? We was there. We seen it. You mocked Chris Jericho. I call you small-minded, and I call you exactly what I knew you are. I'm one of the greatest to ever do this. I am the Ocho. I am Chris Jericho. Why don't you go check your little buddy Action Andretti? Action, don't come back to AW. Go back to the Indies and stay out of my face. I'm Ricky Starks. Once again, in Seattle, you are going to pay the price, and I'm going to embarrass you. Put an end to the Starks experiment. I sure hope you're right about that action Andretti guy. You don't want to be wrong. 
Swerve, honestly, disgusting actions from you last week. What's happening? Hey, baby, what are we talking about? I just got rid of somebody who didn't believe in the same vision that I had. You know What's up, Spartan? And this killer, you're going to find out about Spartan him. Jesus. This band of tattooed mystery men to get your point across. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get to your point. You want something violent? You want to get dirty? How about you meet me Friday on Rampage? If you excuse me, I'm going to walk out. Speaking of violent. Yeah. This is like the best thing about AEW right now. You know what I've been loving about this? Yes, we're getting basically, we've gotten what? This is now match number six. Each match has felt like a different match. Yes, completely. And the same six guys have just so happened to have been in it. Yeah, there's a lot of brutality in this. These guys are taking risks, but I love it, you know? This is what people tune in. Yeah, this that's true. Made, this is what brought AEW to the map, you know? Oh, yeah, God. like, I, it, it, God, it's just so funny when you hear fans are complaining. It's like, you guys forget the reason this company's here is because of these six guys. Hell, what was it? The first event they ever did all in Kenny and Penta main event of the damn thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, let's not sit here and act like this. Like, we're not watching this product because of these guys. And I think this is the only series I've ever seen where every match has been more violent than the last, not just felt different. Yeah. One, like I said, complete. And I like the fact that the hammer, as much as we're making fun of it, it actually got incorporated into the core part of the angle all the way yeah. up to <laughs> elevating to this match. Like, they had, they had a plan. They had a plan with that hammer, I got to say. But like, yeah, that's really probably one solid. of my favorite things because it didn't turn to a thing where it's like, oh, he only believed it, and they thought that he was just wrong, but he was the only one that stuck with it. Like, no, he literally proved his point. Freaking V trigger him into that can. Look at that. Those garbage cans got a lot more use than you normally would see in a match. Right. Look at that foot stop into the package pile drive. A little bit sloppy there, but still works. Phoenix goes crazy around here, man. Look at fucking <laughs> Phoenix. <go. laughs> Melsa driver on the outside barely got it, but still managed to hit it. He just throw chairs at him instead of hammers, I guess. BTE trigger. And still a break. When the hell does this match end? <laughs> that was wild. This was wild. See, so they did a thing there where, where Matt had tapped, but I guess Omega got the pin first. Yeah. And I like that they, I like when, the, when they did that too, they were in two different parts of the building. Yeah. So like literally that. Pac and Omega isn't, a, Pac and Omega, neither of them are aware of what's going on with the other. Yeah, that's pretty insane. How you doing Spartan, by the way? Yeah, I believe uh, the match uh, up next will be a ladder match from what I've heard. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to play the whole Acclaim thing instead of just a clip of it. <laughs> Can't show these boys that respect. A lot of people want to know what you're doing on our show when you haven't been relevant since 2004. Spending my days working hard on the go. Yo, it's platinum on the mic going hard on these hoes. Hey, double J, you a double A. Ho, really thinking you could be the claim? No, not to have you tapping like a Morse code. I stay scheming like I'm global force gold. 
You're a carny, ripping people off every minute. Gizet is off, Mizad is it, Gizet. The king of the mountain for this ass whooping. The last outlaws, last match, last booking. Slap you so hard till my palms hurt. You're the worst Jeffrey <laughs> since Dahmer. Failing upwards is just your way of life. And you stealing money like it's Kurt Angle's wife. Oh! This was like back in the day. They got shot for that. Damn. <laughs> so you know the best line of that whole thing was the Karen Jarrett thing, right? She didn't think so. Yeah, she'd be all right. I don't know. She was pretty pissed <laughs> off. Matter of fact. <laughs> she said, uh. Right, as far as tell me where the lines at, though. <laughs> She tweeted out, Karen Jarrett tweeted, please tell me I didn't hear what I think I just heard. Hey, Tony Khan, your little boy, Platinum Max, thought he was cute and went somewhere he should have never, ever gone. You and him have no idea what you've gotten started. And then Max Caster replied, cancel me. And then uh, Kurt Angle replied, when you got to use my name to get heat after 12 years, smile emoji, thumbs up emoji, hashtag move on. And then he deleted that. I guess he's going to say he was hacked and somebody else did the tweet. Right. It's been a minute. I mean, I... <laughs> All I'm saying, Karen, if TNA didn't turn it into a whole angle, maybe we wouldn't be here. <laughs> right. Like, motherfucker, they made it into one rap. We dealt with that angle for months. Hey, she could be it's working too late too. to complain. Like I said, she could be working too. I think I've had my fill of Karen J for a lifetime. So yeah, you might be, you might not be getting your fill thanks to that. <sighs> you know, I hate to ruin your New Year's. Anyway, moving on with Dynamite after that, we had a tag team match, Ruby Soho and Willow Nightingale against the Jericho Appreciation Society's Anna J, AAS, and Tay Mello. I hate that AAS shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of annoying. There's so much rage there. <laughs> these, these, the stable has too many names. The Ocho, the JAS, and all that shit. 
Like, we get it. We get <laughs> it. You like guys are cool. Willow's great. I really like Willow. Better oh than, yeah, good. It's, it's good to see her back. Better than Ruby. It's been a little bit since we've seen her. No, Ruby still sucks. You know, I mean, man, you know. Come on, now. we were here talking about how pleasant it was seeing Willow, and then you reminded me that Ruby was in this match. How dare you? No. Man, she just doesn't work for me, man. You know. She doesn't work for anybody. <laughs> Ty's even gotten better, you know. Ty and Anna J have gotten better than Ruby is. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. You te that tells you something. The one that got pushed in WWE is the one who's not the better of the two. See, Ty, another one with a beautiful pumpkin. Like, yeah, without without taking flight though. I was about to say, yeah, she hit and jumped like eight feet in the air. <laughs> not that Cargill kick, you know. <laughs> Hell, I swear to God, I'm gonna find a clip of that and just watch it over and over again because I can't. Like she, her, her plant foot was on the fucking turnbuckle. Like Jesus, this looks like shit. Willie was talking about this. Oh yeah. <laughs> Damn, Ruby. <laughs> like it just took them so long to get that spot off. <laughs> It's because after she threw the chair, she shuffled back a little, I guess. I don't know what went wrong here. It just all looks, it looks like crap. You know what the bad part about it is, is I could see, I could see it being Tay, but for more Ruby, it just looks awkward watching her just hold that chair in place. Like Tay, like, like, like Tay having to shuffle back slightly to set her feet didn't help it, but at least on her end, I could understand she wants to make sure she gets the proper angle on the shot. I guess. But it definitely did not help whatsoever. First Dynamite of 2023, where you're going to be taking on arguably the toughest competitor. Well, Renee, I'm feeling a lot better than my good pal, Action Andretti. I mean, what do you expect from a group like that? And that's get a little revenge in Seattle next week. I appreciate the compliment. Yes, I'm a star, obviously. You don't like the fact that I think for myself. Because there is no experiment to be had. I have a big mouth and a bad attitude because I am absolute Ricky Starks. And I am the one that's going to take Chris Jericho down several notches. Why? Because I can. The Moa Joe takes on. AEW TNT title match. Fortunately tonight, looks like Wardlow is suffering from a little bit of stage fright. He won't be out here right now. Wardlow coming out to the tunnel. He's moving pretty regain that TNT championship and we have a main event. And he comes out of one. He's got a sprawl. It's war versus Joe. What do you think of it? Love big man matches like this. It's funny that the one getting the push is Joe. <laughs> you know, not really. He some shit. <laughs> He's in the feud and everything, but they're really pushing Joe right now. Like, I guess in pushing Joe, if Wardlow eventually goes over and they wind up pushing Wardlow, right now they're pushing Joe. Ugly German was like yeah. a little bit too tilted there. I guess, I guess it's to kind of put Wardlow in a scenario we don't often see him in where he can't just throw somebody around now. Yeah, I mean, the squash matches were getting old. Yeah, like, it, it, it's going to be... It's, 
I'm more entertained at the concept of Wardlow actually having to struggle. Yeah, he flew across. Oh yeah, Spartan that. G. Yeah, Spartan G. Says, Wardlow's athleticism is terrifying. It really is. Like, that motherfucker catches cruiserweight air with like no effort. He cuts his hair here, right? Look at they cut his whole ponytail. Yeah. Off. <laughs> Yikes. And then Darby Allen shows up because that's where you draw the line, Darby Allen. He's not going to tolerate you messing with somebody's fucking hair. It's fucked up, man. Darby coming for the TNT title. Dynamite is way under 1 million this week, guys. It's 876,000 viewers with a 0.28 in the 18 to 49 demographic, even down from last week's 957,000 viewers with the 0.30. I mean, I guess we could blame New Year's, what they named it after, right? Right. Kula, how would hair versus hair work when Joe's <laughs> short? Come on, dude. Come on. That's what he wants hair versus like, hair. I feel like you didn't think that through before you typed that out. Like, <laughs> yeah, hindsight's 2020. <laughs> I had to bump that up to 21. Like, Jesus Christ. That was like I read it and my first thought was, Who's who who has hair in this now? <laughs> That's gonna be a shape up match at best. <laughs> the following is a shape up match. <laughs> the winner of this match gets to shape gets up a the clean lineup. Hair. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> AEW <laughs> <laughs> still has writing problems up the ass, dude. Man, I'm not gonna even begin to lie. Like, nothing makes sense at all that they do. Like, <laughs> like, like that that hair shit didn't really make any sense. It wasn't like there was any hair stuff going on in this feud. Yeah, it wasn't like Wardlow talks a lot about his hair. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't really like that impactful like the way that they did it Darby Allen really had almost little nothing to do with it except that he wants the title I don't know I just don't like the way that the whole thing came together I feel like they just said fuck it cut his hair it's just something else that we could do give, like serve like a like a proper purpose here you know yeah oh man the wrestling's I'm great so now I really want to shape a match yeah, they, I, I mean, this is the most likely company to give you a shape-up match. <laughs> Just something right to break. You know, you're talking about wanting a shape-up match. This is the most likely place you're going to, in fact, get a shape-up match. <laughs> you see the sound of Clippers buzzing in a casual conversation. So how do kids do it today? Bzzz. said I mean I'd be heated if, if if I got my shit rocked then got an involuntary trim <laughs> you know how many bitches I used to pull with that ponytail you got some bullshit <laughs> that is amazing <laughs> All right, we still got weeklies to cover, but let's talk a little bit of the news. So, Sammy Guevara and Ty Mello were stripped of the AAA Mixed Tag Team titles. 
That is right. They were booked to defend the AAA World Mixed Tag Team titles in a triple threat match at the AAA Noche de Champions Night of Champions event. But uh, the Dynamite booking prioritized uh, the AAA event. So Ty couldn't be on it. That's pretty shitty. Yeah, I would have sacrificed a meaningless tag team match for their her to be able to get to defend those titles. Yeah, I don't Cause know. Because it's, like, it's like what like she lost her mixed tag title why so she could kick Ruby Soho in the face? Like That's what it seems like. The only thing they did was the was That's the not shitty, a great trade off. <laughs> was a shitty Ruby Soho match. So they were stripped of the titles by Conan, who made the announcement before the triple threat mixed tag title match started. Abysmo and and Flammer took um, Guevara Mello's place in the match. And also had Octagon Jr., Lady Shani, Commander, and Sexy Star 2. Abysmo and Flammer. Raw deal. Abysmo and Flammer wound wound up winning the match. The people who took their place, the stand-ins. Which kind of makes me almost feel like they were probably going to retain. Yeah. When well, no, uh, Sparta G, this is sexy star too. This is a different sexy star. Yeah, this one they put the chip in her. She doesn't. She doesn't stiff you. <laughs> this sexy. This one doesn't look like on. a bird with a mask off. She took her Windows updates. <laughs> Download that patch where you don't break Rosemary's arm and shit. Melissa was saying that AAA wasn't thrilled uh, with the fact that this went down the way that it did. So we don't know if this had any kind of negative relationship between AAA and AEW. It's so stupid to do it for a shitty match that we just covered. That with the right. Tay Mello <laughs> fucking Ruby when she has a world title in another company. And they were the first champions. I guess a shitty way to end your championship run when you're the first champion. Like imagine if Jay Cargill's run got uh, ended because she got double booked for like a GCW show. Because that's about as much that's about as important as kicking Ruby Soho in the face is. Very ridiculous. It's like, dude, you could have just not had that match, saved everybody a segment on Dynamite, and the girls still have her half of the mixed tag title, but now her and Sammy are fucked out of the title because Ruby Soho was so much more important. Why let them get outside titles and do outside things if you're going to lock it down for some dumb shit like that, like a match that meant nothing? Yeah, it's not, and it's not like there's no way Tony couldn't have known about that because AAA is one of those companies that are really good about plugging in stuff ahead of time. So you have all the time in the world to know, hey, on this match, on this date, this match is going to happen. Tony sees that and goes, but look, guys, this Ruby Soho match is really important. Now, I know they have those AAA titles, but I'm not going to take this fucking shit anymore. I mean, it's a pay-per-view, too, you know? Right! 
like versus just the fucking dynamite. Like it's the match. I can't believe it's the match we just saw. You know when I put this program together, I didn't even make the connection that the reason why they lost those titles was because they were at this fucking stupid match that we were just covering. <sighs> Good lord. You got Carl Anderson, who's in WWE and the never open weight champion. They didn't double, but even the case like where he won a double booked. Well, actually, though, no, on New Japan, on New Japan, and they had to legit lock him in. But even if that was the case, Triple H probably would have let him go to Japan instead of dealing with the match. And just like, all right, we'll work around it. Tony Khan's like, nah, guys, look, it's Ruby Soho, okay? She's Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. Oh, you, dude, you took the word. I literally opened my mouth to do that just when you said it. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say because it's Ruby, Ruby, Ruby Soho. <laughs> to Triple A pay per view, I won't get to go because of Ruby, Ruby, Ruby Soho. <laughs> it's funny. I've noticed that in the back half of this year, I've grown to hate Tony Khan more and more. Just because he just does dumb shit, like. And all like, Guevara had was AEW anymore. It's just him, like. And all Guevara had was a backstage segment during this whole thing, right? Yeah. There's he almost, didn't even have a match. I couldn't think of a more convenient time to allow them to defend their titles in another company. When neither of them has anything important going on on this particular dynamite. But let's not forget it. What is this called again? This is New Year's um. New Year's Day or some shit. I'm just saying, from the time we're doing this show right now, there's still two more actual days. You'd have been okay, Tony. He might be an OCD type guy or something. I don't know. Might just be fucking dumb. <laughs> but the losses at this at this AAA event didn't end there. FTR, New tag champs. FTR also lose their AAA tag team titles. Hope AAA just didn't say, you know what, fuck this whole AEW thing, and then they just decided to do that based on what happened with the high, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they lost against Los Hermanos, Dragon Lee. And realistico. See, see, Tony, they were able to be at the pay per view. I mean, we had yeah. the pay per view. Triple A, and and you know, that's one thing that I gotta give Triple A a lot of credit for. They saw a problem for whatever reason. They didn't want FTR to have their world titles anymore, so they said, let's uh, let's move them over to something a little bit more stable. You know, people that we have under our own umbrella. I'm not. Too, I'm. I'm familiar with Dragon Lee. I'm not super familiar with uh the other guy in Los Hermanos, which I'm yeah, Drillistico. I've seen him the last like few times I've watched AAA. Like he's. I haven't seen them team together, but I've seen Drillistico a lot. Yeah. 
So that's the new tag team champions of AAA right now. Dragon Lee, Los Hermanos. Dragon Lee and Calistico. So, I'm not sure if you know where this is going next. Oh, I know exactly where this is going because you talk about some shit I didn't see coming. So then Dragon Lee gives his victory speech. So this guy just announced that he's going to be going to WWE. After winning the titles from from them taking it off of FTR, his victory speech was, I'll be headed to WWE. So so immediately, people figured this has to be an angle or something. You know what I mean? Because what the hell? He was in AEW for starters, right? And now he's in AAA. He showed up a few times in AEW in the very beginning. Yeah, remember I said that he would have been a nice fit with uh with, with the uh, Death Triangle? Oh, no, you're, you're thinking of Laredo Kid. Oh, you're right. I am thinking of Laredo Kid. Yeah. But Dragon Lee showed up there, I think, once or twice. Yeah. But what makes this interesting is, uh, like, right after that happened, Triple H shared out this video. Like, this is Triple H's video that we're playing. And it said, an unbelievable athlete who has collected accolades and held championships across the globe. And he's just getting started. The next chapter of Dragon Lee's career begins with NXT. So what happened? Like, FTR got FTR had the titles in AEW, and they got taken off and put on these guys, and then this guy got recruited by Triple H to NXT while holding the titles that FTR just dropped. That's some shit. <laughs> and when asked about it, Dragon Lee's response was, Finn Balor told me, would you like to be in WWE? And he said, and I said, yeah, sure, why not? It's some, it was something special for me. So Finn Balor went up to this guy and said, hey, do you want to be in WWE? What is going on over there? Did Triple H tell him to do that? I wonder. He must have, right? But he I guess, with, I guess with Finn's ties to Japan, he probably had a way to reach out to Dragon Lee. It's just crazy to think that he, uh, you know, so what happens now with these titles? I guess he's going to have them and still be in WWE? Well, yeah, because uh, with Triple H, their events are spread out pretty wide. So, like, because a lot of the reason FTR was able to hold those titles for so long is because they didn't have to show up and defend them very often wow so so there's so like triple a events like triple mania and stuff they're spaced out long enough to where he could work wwe and maybe he has to go away for like a week to to go and defend the titles and then come right back for a while and Melsa said that WWE wasn't interested in dragon lee until they found that AEW put him on tv with no contract and then uh, they came after him like right after that. AEW put their foot in their mouth. Ain't that some shit? <laughs> Damn. And then apparently the deal was made a couple of weeks ago, but they had to keep it quiet. 
and they and not make the announcement until they won the tag team titles. You know, and Melsa points out that that's kind of interesting because he basically pinned an AEW star. Um, and then announced he's going to WWE. <laughs> that is kind of fucked up. I never thought about that. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't think that Tony Khan would have agreed to this to, to them dropping the titles if he would have known that this guy, while these guys are still on the floor, would have been like, all right, now I'm heading over to NXT. You know, that might have been part of the move that was made here strategically. Yeah, smart move. Because, it, like Melsa points out, they're not going to have one of their guys get pinned by somebody from another company. And they literally just did. Without realizing that he was in another company. Right. They well, said, but yeah. Me is from Tony's going to be pissed. Wow. Oh, man. That's some crazy shit, right? Yeah, they apparently Melsa saying he couldn't go back to his New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, which was his home or where he wanted to work originally and where he would be working for le- years along with CMLL, um, which got rid of him because he worked the PWG Battle of Los Angeles a couple of years ago and they wanted nothing to do with him because it was an unsanctioned with AAA talent. So I guess he burned some bridges, which is one of the reasons why he was going to be winding up here. Jesus. And they said he was working in Mexico, but there's not really a lot of money in Mexico. He had a trial with WWE. AEW wanted him as well. He was talking to various people. And uh, the deal that AEW offered him was for bigger money. Uh, but he's getting NXT money, not main roster money. So apparently he turned on a bigger AEW deal to go to NXT. Wow. The, the speculation is that he maybe he thought that when he went to AW he would get more money but would probably be used less and get frustrated that's usually how things tend to turn out there wow yeah we'll go for Dragon Lee can't wait to see what he does a lot of stuff happening over in AAA, huh? I'm saying, like... <laughs> Very cool. So what are your thoughts on this? How do you think that they can use a guy like that in uh, in NXT? That seems to oh, be man. Like, there's a ton of potential of stuff you could do with him. There's a lot of guys who are there that I, I could see him working extremely well with. I mean... Axiom right off the gate. Um, him and Wes Lee could have fantastic matches. There, there's there's a ton of possibility, I think, for Dragon Lee. But yeah, I could yeah, I could definitely he's, see he's that number one. where Triple H is like gonna go for it. What's up, Ask you? He's officially Luchador number one there now, right? He's like he's the only one. They have to restart their Pokemon collection. This is card number one now. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> going good, my friend. Going good. So yeah, this is an interesting turn of events. Just to recap a little bit, yeah, this this guy uh, is headed to WWE NXT right after winning the uh, AAA titles by beating AEW's FTR for them. 
And we don't think Tony Khan would have signed up for it if he knew that that's what the plan was. This is a, this is a great timing uh, for for this guy, and I joke around about it, but but, it, but it's legit. Like, there's no other luchador who has a luchador gimmick mask included and all in NXT right now, right? He's the only one, I believe, right? No, it's Axiom. Axiom. Axiom's a mask wrestler. Yeah, yeah, is, is he a luchador? Mm-hmm. He wasn't before, yeah. right? He, he wasn't before, he, he, though, he, right? He, uh, they didn't originally have a mask on him, but he is um, Spanish descent, so he, gotcha. I guess he's one. he does count. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was a kid, but this is the this is the, the this is the only one they had in where like he can't where he like legit had a mask from the get go. Right. Yeah, Dragon Lee's extremely talented, so there's almost infinite possibilities of good stuff you can do with him. How infinite? Like, when I say how, I mean like like what's the ceiling cap there in NXT? Oh my god, it's. See, that's a tough call to make, and I only say that because the watching Dragon Lee in New Japan, the only thing I think that used to ever really hold him back was just um, the weight limits they had. Because he was always a force in um, in the junior heavyweight division, but he was only ever a junior heavyweight. Yeah, I mean, he's good, but, but he's going in a division where there's a lot of people that are also good, you know? It's kind of like when 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 Kyle O'Reilly first went to um, NXT, and I had big hopes for the guy. And I, maybe I'm a little bit biased because you know he he was a, a Surrey British Columbia guy. I, I used to live in Surrey for the longest time, so I, I was a huge fan of Kyle O'Reilly even way way back in the day, just being from Surrey, right? But I was like, you're going in there with, with you know there, there's Adam Cole, uh, you know there, there's there's all these other really really you know seasoned veterans that, that are amazingly talented, and I'm like. At some point, being really, really good isn't good enough. And I think they're running into that brick, a lot of these guys. So I don't know how high his ceiling is. I don't think it's that high, to be honest. Well, you I mean, it, was, it wouldn't have been that high under the McMahon era, but Triple H had enough common sense to know how talented Dragon Lee is and how good of a catch that guy is. You got to ask. So, like, the ceiling like, uh, is a lot higher than it used to be, for sure. Like, what's Dragon highest... Lee comes in last year, ceiling probably ain't that high. What's but the highest where the ceiling has now, ever been though? There's a lot more out there. What's the highest the ceiling has ever been though for a luchador in NXT? God, as especially in the past, not terribly high, but I think it's a lot really higher now than it used to be. Yeah, I I don't think it's really. I mean, like, and to be fair, you, you know, Rick asked a good question uh, because I don't think it's ever really been that high for a lot of luchadors in NXT, and that was with Triple H having almost full control. Uh, and Triple H is obviously still the guy in charge, but but he's not as hands-on with NXT as, as he used to be. It's more Shawn Michaels now, right? So he, Triple uh, Triple uh, Triple H has the the Vince McMahon approval thing going on, but I think he trusts on a lot. So even with Triple H being the guy in NXT, I I don't recall seeing a lot of big pushes in terms of main event spots and and, and world title reigns for for luchadors in NXT. What what would be? So I don't think it's behind. If we had to pick one, what would be the luchador by default, the luchador success story? Is like there a, a luchador success story for NXT? Um, the Lucha Dragons, their former tag champions. Okay, so dude, if that's success, then the, 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 the freaking vaude villains are a success. Get out! Like, no, no, no. Like, we, I mean, we we're talking about success for luchadors or luchadors that won the tag titles. So wait a minute, wait, are you talking about the team that was Sankara and Kalisto? Yeah. Oh man, I hope that's not the ceiling. 
I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, with stuff that's like terrible. Shawn Michaels being in charge, I feel like the ceiling probably could be a lot higher now. I don't know, dude. Triple H was super high on luchadors back in the day. He was the guy that, that, that lobbied for Sin Cara, and that was a huge pet project for him, right? I would argue that nobody in the company, at an executive level, is more bigger on luchadors than Triple H, right? And there, there hasn't been a successful luchador in NXT since the history of that uh, promotion. You know, I'm, not he, saying, I'm, I'm not saying Lee can't be the guy, but I just don't he, uh, think... how much he loves Sin Cara, man? Like, he really loves Sin Cara. He was so proud when he got Sin Cara. Then that motherfucker Huge. started tripping on the trampoline. <laughs> but he was yeah. so fucking see, excited. See, now, now we're in an era where we don't have some old guy in the back talking about something. This is good shit. So I feel like everything's a lot... Like, I feel like there's a lot more for them to be able to reach for now than there used to be. The thing the thing I'm saying though is like with Dragon Lee, we're gonna see if the if the ceiling is bigger for He didn't have the interference with uh with, with Vince in the old NXT when he was running in two thousand and I would I would say thirteen, fourteen, fifteen and ah, blah, 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 interference, right? The only time Vince up and when they went, when they made the main roster, but 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 Triple he was he was the voice. It was his direction, it was his baby. You know? I don't think he like 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 Lee w- w- would get past the uh, the the mid card in uh, in NXT, I can't see him. Me personally, I can't see him headlining a pay per view, or competing for their uh for 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 their world champ uh, world title. I just I, I just don't see it. Yeah, I mean, I'd be surprised. I mean, he's not going to beat Brown Breaker or even Grayson Waller. That's the thing, dude. Like, like I just I I I can't see it because WWE already has their own homegrown quote-unquote nxt guys you know what i mean and those are the guys that they're grooming to be kind of the future of that not just that league but 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 of their company one day right because they're their home guys right so so it's more organic i can't see a guy like dragon league coming in dethroning them and and when other guys that were more seasoned than him that were more talented than him that have been around longer than him that are a bigger name than him weren't even given a fraction of that opportunity you know what I mean? Like, they barely used Kyle O'Reilly, in my opinion. You know? So, yeah, I, I just... I don't see it, man. Like, I, I, I don't think it's as, as high as people make it out to be. Uh, just based on the stats and, and the history of NXT. Cameron Grimes is another one they didn't really give a push to. It's a like, shame. I like Cameron Grimes. I like I I this gimmick. That hobo millionaire. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, now this guy, unfortunately, that's what I I don't understand what they're doing with this. You know, it's a smart move politically, but I don't see booking wise what it what it will do. He's just another guy, but 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 it's weird to me how they would sign quote unquote just another guy when they just got off this era of firing like ninety percent of all their just another guy wrestlers. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's like like this hiring would have made a lot more sense three years ago, four years ago. You know, now, and I'm not saying it's out of place, but but it's a little bit, it's landing with less of an impact than than, uh, than what it would have been, uh, you know, back when uh, NXT was still at its height before they were firing people, you know. I think this is a very political move, just based on the positioning of it, you know. Like the fact that Triple H didn't even wait until his own show to announce that he tweeted out the video of Triple A, you know. It could be. It could be. I wouldn't put that over him. 
Well, let's see what happens. This will be interesting. Oh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Okay. Is, uh, instead of Road to WrestleMania, it's Road to the Middle. Road to Midcard. <laughs> it's just, instead of pointing at that WrestleMania, they just point back to the ramp. <laughs> I'll be coming down that ramp. You'll see. Point to the backlash sign. All right. So what are we doing now with weeklies? We're down to two weeklies. NXT and the best of Raw. The best of WWE 2022. NXT. NXT. Pull up my NXT stuff here. Okay, this is NXT episode 661. As usual in the Performance Center, where else are they going to be? And we open with JD McDonough versus Julius Creed. I guess the stock has dropped for freaking JD McDonough, huh? Yeah. Ha! <sighs> They let one of the Creed brothers beat him. You never let a guy the status of like JD McDonough get beat by one guy off of a tag team, even if it's like a really good guy. This guy was introduced like fighting with Braun Breaker. How the hell Braun Breaker, even Apollo Crews wouldn't lose to like, you know, one of the Creed brothers. Yeah, he would. <laughs> I don't know. He just came out of a feud with the top guy, you know? There's a lot of people. Grayson yeah, Waller wouldn't lose had, to him. When he had like what druids and then like he opened his eyes on the hard camera and that was about it. Yeah, but all of these guys, status-wise, Grayson Waller even, would not lose to one of the Creed just because it's one half of a tag team. Nothing wrong with the Creed like, brother himself, but this is That annoys me quite a bit because I'm like, this is a guy who went toe-to-toe with Ilya fucking Dragunov. Ilya fucking Dragunov. Yeah, they don't see and him And he's losing to a guy in a tag team? Julius, you have proven yourself. In two weeks, we will finally get the respect that we deserve when we destroy the two of you. Tony D, tonight you get your opportunity at Wesley and the North American Championship. On the last NXT of 2022, I win my first title. Mackenzie, I've been waiting on this moment for a long time now, but I'm going to hit him where it hurts tonight by taking that North American Championship. You not only have to worry about Wesley, but also the looming threat of Dijak. Stacks took care of that last week. Tell him what you did. Come on. It wasn't pretty, but I laid down the law to Dijak. Well, let's just say Dijak won't be an issue. If you would excuse us, Mackenzie, the Don has a title to win. Generation of Jade. Is to- let's get past all that. Dyad. Is that what they call Dyad? Is intimidating to other groups in NXT. Dyad, schism, stuff. I don't even fucking know anymore. Control your actions does not serve you. Your attempts to fill that void are temporary solutions. Idris, Malik, Odyssey, you must continue. God, she's so awful. We are four roots. One tree. What a. So, yeah. This is kind of bad, specifically because of her. Right? Yep, it has Exactly because of her. Dude, she, why does she have a character? 
She doesn't need like she shouldn't have a character right now. She's way too way too fresh faced. She has no personality yet, and you're forcing this character that is clearly not her like her or natural to her to play something. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, dude, she, she she like she should just have that. You know, and, and The Rock makes fun of it now, and, and he's like, when I was Rocky Maivia and her chance of die, Rocky die. Look, you needed to come out as Rocky Maivia. You needed to come out as this bland, happy-go, freaking baby face, because you developed a personality after that. She needed be, to be and, and the, it grew organically. She needed to be the rookie first like Dominic Mysterio was. She did. 1,000%. Like, she, you can't just put her in this, like, really cringeworthy gimmick when it's not, like... For her to have this gimmick, you would have to be like Bray Wyatt talented in and terms the, of character development. You know what I mean? She's is, not that. She's nowhere near that. The problem with this gimmick is that we never got to know regular her. It's the same problem we had with that stupid rumor about a dark Gable Stevenson. Mm-hmm. Where it's like we never had a regular Gable Stevenson. They gave us like a dark. They gave us a dark whatever the hell her name is, and we never. And saw we didn't like even regular. get regular Gable Stevenson. We just got a shitty brother. Yeah, and it's like we didn't get a regular version of her here. You know. And then they ungrizzled the veterans. They did ungrizzle the veterans too. Nobody's benefiting from this but Joe Gacy. He's the only one who's who's gonna come out of this okay. <laughs> Everybody else is fodder. The whole stable's really to put the leader over. Give yeah, him your energy. That's about the whole thing. WWE's odd with facial hair. I mean, remember when they unmustached everybody in Mustache Mountain? They all just had beards. <laughs> what's the, what's the point? Yeah. See, at least I can strange. still find the mustache there. I don't know what the fuck happened with Ava and the Grizzled Young Veterans. I keep forgetting her name's Ava Rain until you said it there. I just keep saying Rocks, kid. Four roots, one tree. I think I saw an Asa Kira movie with that title. Wendy Chu is really good. And then that inconvenience. What's her face? Cora something. Yeah, Cora Jane. Cora's gotten better, but Wendy Chu is really good. I just need her gimmicks that they keep giving her. I, I just need her to put that fucking weapon, whatever thing in there, because either she's getting her ass kicked with it, or she's missing it. Like, just, just put it down. They really just hated like, her being an Asian woman named Karen Q, right? <laughs> they really couldn't stand they, they, that they shit. They have too many of that. They have too many of that. They have so Mia they Yim. They, they have Jai Lee. There's too many of that. Yeah, because you know, God forbid you be Asian with an Asian name. Like, can't do it. You have to have a she would, of all the people in NXT right now, she would benefit the most from the uh, main roster call-up and, and complete character overhaul. She would benefit the most from that. So good, man. So solid. What a shame. This ain't just any match, Mama. This is for the bar. That bar has been in your family for decades. These guys have really grown on me. I like this team a lot. Yeah, they're fine. Who's her? You, you, pal, I'm on, I'm on your side. Yeah, I'm on your side, pal. Balance side all day, right? Right? Good. Keep it that way. Pinky Man Zero. Against Reggie. I am so glad you didn't even attempt to sell that script's bullshit. No, that's Reggie in a mask. That shit looks as bad as like, fucking... I'd rather have Ava Rain in Schism than Reggie in a fucking mask. That shit is Mr. America bad. Like, it's clearly Reggie in there. Like, why make him Reggie if you're going to do this? Someone just rip that shit off of him. You're Reggie. You know, you know what they're going to do? You know why they're doing this? I bet you someone from the props department bought a lie detector test. And they're like, how do we use this? 
Don't you even try to entertain that bullshit. No. No. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna call it right now. Middle of the ring. There's gonna be that lie detector test. And they're, gonna, they're, they're, gonna, they're gonna copy that Mr. America segment. I hope not, man. Like I see the problem is right somebody now, would have Mark had to already call him Reggie, but they're over here acting like Reggie doesn't fucking exist. Like I don't see Reggie's fucking dreads on top of Reggie's fucking head. Last legend, it's a shame that she sucks so much, right? Because she's so big. Like imagine a girl like, that, cool. <laughs> like imagine a girl that big that doesn't suck. You know? Yeah, that, we got her, Jay Cargill. Yeah, yeah I wasn't impressed with either of these two. Yeah, the, I mean, the other girl's brand new, though, you know? Like, Last Legend yeah, last, last really Legend has time. been here and sucks. You know what? I I, I, I can't... We, we talked about this last night, too. I, I can't give that as an excuse anymore if they're brand new because they made it to NXT, because they made it to a WWE program. I'm expecting... I don't care who you are, how new you are. If you make it on that level, I'm expecting a certain amount of talent or fundamental, you know, um, foundation um, for you. You know what I mean? It's not mm -hmm. like she started in the indies somewhere and I'd be like, oh, okay, I saw her in some random show. You're in NXT. I'm expecting you to be at least X good, you know, bare minimum, you know? Yeah, and she was hyped up a lot. You saw that intro they gave her with Thunder and Lightning? They, they, they did the same uh, stuff for uh, Dana Brooke when, when she first came out. Yeah, not a She had her one little, uh, little little move or a little, uh, little taunt. And then, well, I mean, she's still there. What are you going to do? And now they're like, get your ass over the table for three. We got work for you. Our truth and Carmelo. Come on, we'll talk know, about you know, you know, you know. We talk about ceilings. Table for three is not even the ceiling for Dana. I mean, that's where she last was on with, with our truth and Carmelo. Oh, she was. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Our truth, Carmelo, Dana Brooke, talking about their old times back in the day when they used to ride up and down the roads together from before any of us. So what you're saying is somebody got sick <laughs> and couldn't make it, and she was the first person they saw. Okay, gotcha. Our truth has well, so then, many table for threes. Our truth was also yeah, yeah. With, with Goldust and Booker T. <laughs> yeah, I like Dana Brooke, but but that ship has sailed a long time ago. And not in terms of even not in terms of even just like wrestling ability and getting better as a performer, but even just in terms of getting better as a character. You know, what I mean, she's been flat for a long time. I lost interest in Dana Brooke when she stopped being Charlotte's sidekick. So, yep, this match happened. An empire, the greatest women's group in NXT. Name another faction that, despite our ultimate success, what are they gonna do? What's their next move? But this group was created by doubt, taking down the woman that took down our empire. Schism, six man showdown. Let's go with Schism. Last week, Grayson Waller baited you and fortunately knocked you out. I fell right into Waller's trap, all right? I'm not in the mood for games, and I'm calling his ass out tonight. Grayson's not here, and however, he did leave you this video message. I bet you're still pissed at me, lad, for last week. Embarrassing you in front of the whole world. Bron Breaker is hands down the most dangerous man in NXT, and it's not close. I'm smarter. And as much as I would love to be there tonight, I've come home. Sydney, Australia. I might be a little biased, but I'm pretty sure there isn't a more beautiful view in the world. She's like... I'm taking care of my mind. I'm taking care of my body. On January 10th, I'm bringing the NXT Championship home. I had to leave to show the world the superstar that I am. I'm going to be there next week. And we can sign the papers on a very special episode of the Grayson Waller Effect. 
I wonder what brand that was, right? <laughs> anyway. Six-man tag team match. Idris Sanofi, Malik Blade, and Odyssey Jones against the Schisms. Jaggery, Joe Gacy, and Rip Fowler. Those are some I names. Mean white guys versus black guys. <laughs> Pretty much. That's what they went for here. How dare they you always ruin go for this that. match for me by doing They always go for that. That, that. That's like the most WWE thing you can do. I really like these guys. The Idris and Ophi, Malik Blade combination. Aside from that sweater shit, which I kind of still do like it because it's funny. The fact that the whole thing's sweater motivated. Yeah, the sweater there is specifically just for commentary. I mean, for See how corny she is? That's its only purpose. But no, they're, they're a hell of a tag team. Giving Booker T all the credit in the world for holding a straight face. <laughs> I mean, as many jokes as Booker them and cracking on that commentary table. Not like that's not like that's difficult for him. Nice elbow. He could have corpsed, you know. He could have corpsed harder than the dead gimmick that they gave her, you know. I love the double tower of dooms there. That was solid. Even though he yeah, winds up on one of them. I've never seen that. Even though he wind up landing on the poor guy. Yeah, those knees didn't feel good. Yeah, that's brutal. Ah. Look at all that bumping, man. Like that guy was bumping for everybody. Mm-hmm. He sure was. They have promised her. Next week, I have Axie. He can wrestle. He can submit. But there's one thing he cannot do. That is whoop that trick. That's right. The year 2023 is the year I become the NXT champion. So he's got two choices, Trip. And it is not Apollo, it is Mello. Hello. Hey, next week we're going for two. Swiss. Swiss. Number nine. Fallon Henley. Kiana James. You keep talking about these credits. Did you see the credits? This is about legacy. What do you think? What do you guys think of these two? They work pretty I mean, well. They work pretty well. I've been I've been enjoying them lately. They're not like the best thing I've seen, but no, no real complaints about these two. Yeah, it's nice to see TNA Mickey James in NXT. Oh wow, that's not the same exact thing. I mean, Mickey James. Not, to not be really. and you cannot tell me it's damn near close. Well, just nah, to see not really. I didn't think of Mickey James for a second until you even said that. I mean, Bruh, that is country justice, Mickey James. Look at that attire. Mm, I mean, this southern attire, hers, hers was more, hers was a different style of southern attire. She had, she had, she had the brown boots, and then she had the the the, the Daisy Duke uh, baby blue uh, short shorts, and she had the blue crop top. Sometimes she wore the uh, red, red and black checkered crop top, but usually it was the blue one. Yeah, and I don't think I'm missing anything else. Mickey James, in a lot of ways, came off a bit for Southern as well. Yeah, they they came like they 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 tried they added a little bit extra to the Southern. Well, I mean, she, she has a she has a friggin' country album. <laughs> that was the most. That was the most, more extra than that. That was the most country thing, I guess, about it. This guy, this, this, right. this gimmick just comes off more organic, I guess, because we didn't see Mickey originally country. Yeah, I do. I. I I like the Dukes of Hazard thing that, that that you brought up. You know, I I think it's I think it's fun. I, I hope they they come out like JBL and, and like a muscle car toward the side of the the ramp or something like that. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, I think I think I think they're pretty fun. So, no issues here. 
the other girl, uh, she's all right too. Didn't they do an angle where she was like going to take their bar or something? Yeah, I think that that's what this uh, match was. They were fighting over the bar, and that's it. She won, and that's the end of the bar. Like that, like she has. She well, no, no, no. Um, Fallon won, so they get to keep the bar. But that's what I mean. That's the end of the bar angle. I'm guessing. But aren't they having like a pay per view coming? I'm surprised that this whole because it's been going on for a while. It just ended like on a random episode of NXT. Like, like that's it? Are we sure? <laughs> that's so shitty, right? And here the champ is here. Roxanne Perez, it's a dream I don't want to wake up from. And I know that this honeymoon phase is going to wear off real quick. I need to be on point. On my game, have you seen the talent in this locker room? Look at the list of past champions. I have to live up to the history of this championship. And I'm going to do everything I can to represent this championship. Thanks, champ. Thank you. Gotta, gotta live up to that two and a half year history of that championship. Now, now, Hank, you're gonna face competitors of all different experience levels, okay? Hi. Uh, so what we're gonna do? We're gonna do a little. Really like this. Oh. Okay. It's a basic. Oh my God! Sit in here. Sit in here. Okay. 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 <laughs> I like how scared that guy. You see how fucking terrified he is? Look at the real black man here. Look at him tap. Look at him tap. Like <laughs> it looks like he's like. He's tapping his his own groin. He's hitting the the um the boop, but just the, the positioning of it just looks like he's constantly just tapping at his own groin to make it stop. While he revolver ocelot at his ass, you're pretty good. <laughs> Regal's boy. You want to step up to a real wrestling? I give you a run for your money. I didn't hear you. I really, genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, wish Drew Gulak was more over, or actually over, because he's so talented, and I love all of his segments. Like he's so versatile as an actor and as a talent that it, it sucks the fans don't really connect with him that much. Well, I mean, they murdered him when they called him up to the main roster, so. He, he he had a pretty decent segment with Daniel Bryan. It's not like they didn't do anything with the guy. Like like efforts were made to get him over. He just couldn't do it. I mean, that dude was white hot in 205 and NXT, and then he came up, did that one segment with Daniel Bryan, and then was running around getting his ass beat every week backstage. Yeah, they kind of. I don't know how much up. effort they really put in there. I feel like they put effort in deep pushing him. Right, that's the only effort that was put in. Wesley versus Channing Lorenzo. That's Tony D'Angelo. Wesley is ridiculous. Sorry, I don't know why I said Channing Lorenzo. It's because we were seeing Channing in the ring so much. It's like, it's like the first match I think Tony's had back. Like first or second one. God, I remember when I couldn't stand Tony D'Angelo. Oh, able to 
counter, Lee DDT! Just kicked in. Adrenaline rush just kicked in. And I spoke too soon. That was brutal. Right. Dijak's taking him away to sing him up to, to tell him a poem. Don't do that. Don't do that. Cause I passed by that clip I can't remember where earlier today and it's still disturbing. Look at him. 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 <laughs> tell me that there's not poem position right there. Something gonna get told. It ain't gonna be he's a poem gonna, though. He's gonna tell him a poem, bro. I'm gonna go tell him what the safe word is. That's all he gonna tell him. Bring out the gim. Spoiler, there's no safe words. I'm telling you, he's gonna tell him a poem. What was that guy's name? The poem guy again? Heidenreich, right? Heidenreich. Heidenreich. Yeah, the whole fucking Heidenreich. I, I can't believe Will, will you be name. my friend? <laughs> Remember, he was the other half of the Legion of Doom. You know what? They could have, because the fans want, all the fans want to do is pop when they hear that stupid song and they get the Doomsday device. That's all the fans want to do. They're not expecting a five star match from Legion of Doom in any era. They easily could have made that work if Heidenreich actually cared and actually gave a shit about that gimmick. Yo, I had a... So when they put Heidenreich in a gimmick, he didn't give a shit about it. Like, what, what the fuck do you want to be in an old tag team I was sitting at home watching that segment and my phone goes, if I had a text from a friend, he was like, yo, did, Heiden, did, did Heidenreich just fuck Michael Cole in the ass? <laughs> Cole's did. face didn't do he him did. any favors, yeah. I mean... At the time, I was the one that was in denial because I just didn't want that kind of shit in my wrestling. So I was like, no, dude, he was behind him and he was intimidating me. It was like, it looked like they just basically made him get fucked in the ass. I said, no, he didn't. Nonsense. Looking no, back, did. though. In a reality situation, you look at you, you know that man was balls deep. Yeah, looking back, though, is something Michael Cole definitely should have done. Ugh. Ugh. But yeah, he's hiding Riking here. Oh. Oh And Wesley retains. Let's go. They're making up for this guy missing a whole partner and friend. Right? Right. <laughs> That's the plan. I'm gonna make you feel better. Anyway, five doing what for some reason impact didn't do. Like this, by the way, <laughs> this, 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 is, this is Dragon Lee's ceiling, by the way. This belt, this title, this spot. This is as high as he's going to go. Wait, North American title ain't exactly something to be sad about. It's a nice title, yeah. I like it. I'm not saying it's a ceiling. As a matter of fact, in my opinion, this is as high as he's going to go. I mean, hey, if this is as high as he can go, that's a decent fucking ceiling. <laughs> Some people they, don't even get that high. They needed to bring the other Hermano, I think, and then have them be a tag team. Would have made more sense. The other guy, what do you say the other guy's name was again, Dustin? Fuck, I already forgot his name. God damn it. Either way, they need to bring the other Because I, 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 I keep wanting to say Flamita, but I'm like, no, that's somebody different. Yeah, well, they need to bring the other Hermano. That's what I think needed to go down. That would be kind of cool though to have like a lucha tag team in NXT again. Yeah, it works better. It can conspire for more. And it would have been cool to have the AAA tag team champions in NXT because we only have one of them with Dragon Lee. Well, NXT brought in 588,000 viewers, 0.12 in the 18 to 49 demographic. They are 
really low. I'm not gonna lie. I guess because I don't know, it's two days after Christmas might have something to do with it. I'm almost I'm almost reaching here because it's not Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. But I mean, I holy shit! People are home. They have more of a chance to watch this thing. They just chose not to. Yeah, because the episode before was 705,000 viewers with a point fourteen. The episode before that was the 666 episode, 666,000. They had dropped to 588. This is kind of where NXT just hangs around, unfortunately. I mean, I feel like the end of December, middle to end of December is always a slow time for wrestling and stuff in wrestling in general. Yeah, because people are either going, coming back from places or going to places. Like... So we knocked another one out of the box there. But Boom. I'm, did you want to talk about, because uh, we, we still have to talk about New Japan Wrestle Kingdoms this upcoming week. So we'll still have to go over that card and just say what we think is going to happen. But did you want to talk about the Stephen Bonner stuff first or later? Or? Yeah, yeah, I think it'd be uh, proper to honor Stephen Bonner for a little bit. Oh. This one. The American Psycho. Like, as a long-time UFC fan, this one hurt me. Oh, yeah. Because I remember I was one of the people I watched that fight live. (laughs) Like, I didn't even see the season. I saw that fight. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to put them up on the screen. If you guys have anything to, to mention, I'm going to look for some clips and stuff. I don't know what will be appropriate to to break out during this kind of shit. It's it's hard, man. I mean, like, he, he, was a, he was a decent journeyman. I, I think in terms of reaching his potential, he, he, he reached everything he could have. You know, like, like I, I don't think, like, even if he won the Ultimate Fighter, I don't think his uh, career trajectory after the show would have changed at all. I, I, I think he, he would have still wound up exactly where he was. I, I think he, he's kind of like um, Evan Tanner, who, who also passed away, unfortunately, uh, you, you know, years and years ago back in the day. He, he's a guy that, in my opinion, overachieved, reached everything he could have achieved. And, and, and that was it, you know, he, that was his legacy in his career, and, and that's nothing wrong with that. Um, I, I think Bonner, for his skill set, his ability, his age, did everything he could have, and, you know, uh, left behind uh, a, a pretty decent legacy. I mean, I'd almost say it goes beyond decent. Like, Stefan Bonner's one half of the fight that saved the UFC. Like they 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 said I think and um I don't know if you remember ask you but there was uh that documentary they did when uh the UFC yep. hit twenty five years I remember I remember yep and remember they talked about like if that season of tough hadn't worked out it'd yeah, been they game over yeah it would would have folded yeah still to this day even years later one of my favorite things is always hearing when Joe Rogan talks about the fact that like. People were calling their friends like, dude, you got to watch this shit. <laughs> like, that's still to this day. It's not even, I can't even say it's my favorite fight, but it's the fight I remember the most as a fan. Just because I remember watching these two guys. Forrest had a huge cut on the bridge of his nose. Barner's battered and bruised all the hell. And they're just standing in front of each other, just swinging, hoping to God somebody goes away. And 
it was so cool to think like yes yeah, Stephen Bonner never won a championship he got in contention a couple of times but Stephen Bonner forever has his legacy tied to basically the fight that's the reason the UFC is still here to this day the reason we've had what 20 something seasons of tough like even if him and Forrest Griffin would have never been champions they always had that tied to themselves to the point where they're always going to be gods amongst mixed martial arts I mean, that's definitely quite the statement. Um, He—he's definitely, you know, that fight has a has a huge role in the survival of the sport in general, right? Like as you said, without it and the success of it, um, we we wouldn't have a UFC. They one thousand percent would have would have folded there. And like like I was saying before, it's not like Stephen Bonner has a a a bad record. You know, he's above five hundred. He's got more wins than losses. I I think he's. Um, was it like sixteen and uh, nine or something like that, or fifteen and uh, fifteen and ten, something like that? Um, yeah, so pr- pretty decent, right? There's a lot of uh, juryman fighters that you know are, are below five hundred after a certain while. You know, um, like I said, it, it, nothing against Stephen or uh, Stephen Bonner. Uh, I feel like he he did the the most of what he could like if it wasn't for that fight that he had, he probably would have been cut in the UFC a long time ago. I think they held on to him. Um, just on, on principle of, of what he represented. Um, but I mean, like, you, you know, it's unfortunate how he passed. I'm not even sure how, how he passed. I, I didn't really read into his passing. All, he had. Um, all I've heard is that it was a uh, heart complications at work. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard. But, but, like, but any, they, like, they didn't say exactly what, though, right? Yeah, I haven't heard like the down, like dead center specific thing that happened. But it definitely was um, issues with his heart. Right. See, this is clips on the fight right here, like. They stood, and these are two guys who weren't known to the mixed martial arts world, like the Chuck Liddells and the Randy Couture's, but they stood in front of each other for 15 minutes and literally set the whole world on fire. Like People yep. still talk about this fight to this day and how crazy it was. Again, this guy... He he what he wasn't good enough to be world champion, but he was good enough to where you knew if you saw Stefan Bonner on the card, you were gonna get a good fight. I mean, he's had like he's definitely had some fights where I was disappointed, uh, performance wise. Like, like I, I wouldn't you know say his fight with Sam Hoger or, or, or even uh, when he fought Keith Jardine were barn burners or anything like that. Um, he's known for two things. In my opinion, Stefan Bonner. And this is the good and bad of Stefan Bonner and, and his legacy. He's got one of the best fights uh, in the sport, history of, I, I can't deny that, with Forrest Griffin. And he's also ironically known for testing positive for steroids on, on the rematch, if you recall oh that. God, I forgot about that. Right? And, and that tarnished a lot of his legacy. You know, uh, he still fought in the UFC. Uh, I think he had like eight or eight or so more fights after that. I, I think he had a 50-50 record, I think, or maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit more than that. I, I can't recall. But uh, yeah, it, from that point on, he he'd never really been the same. Yeah, I remember he was one of the guys that um during that reign of terror Anderson Silva had. He was one of the guys who, when Anderson would come up to 205 live, he fought him. Which at that point, fighting Aaron's and Silva, we were a brave soul doing that back in the day. Who did? Instead of um, Stephen Bonner? Stephen Bonner. Yeah, he, he fought him um, super late in, 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 in his 
career, uh, both of their careers, actually. He retired for the first time after that fight. Yeah. I mean, hell, you get kneed in the sternum as hard as he did. You probably might want to call it quit for a little bit, too. <laughs> That's the one thing I remember from that fight. He's just watching his body shake when he caught that knee. But, uh, Stefan, Stefan could take an ass. I think, in fact, if I remember clearly, I want to say Anderson was the first guy to finish him. Stephen I might Barr? be wrong, but I'm not sure. No, Kristoff Swazinski, that Polish guy. Okay. Uh, also, I think he. Well, it was a. I, I, I can't recall if it was a doctor stoppage, um, or if it was a TKO the first time. I'm not 100 sure about that. But I know early on, uh, Lyoto Machida also had a, a TKO uh, doctor uh, stoppage uh, win over him way way back in the day. I found this video. This might be his last video. I'm not sure. I mean, it says that it is. I don't know how accurate that is. What's up? Five days in the hospital now. I was really out of it. Uh, just so confused and disoriented. And um, when I got in here five days ago, they asked me who the president was. I said Bush. Um, I didn't have the year right or the month. I, I <laughs> was pretty bad. Um, but apparently my ammonia levels were over 200. And uh, I, when I asked the doctor if that was bad, he said usually people die at that level. And normal is 20. But um, levels are back down. He thought maybe it was salmonella. And he also thinks it could be Wilson's disease. So I got to collect my pee for a day. It's, you know, no sense talking politics. You just piss half the people off. Um, but if you guys don't see that there's something fishy going on, I don't know what to tell you, man. Uh, there's just too many things that don't add up, man. Like yesterday, Biden said, I'm going to take questions, and they cut him off. And then you got the Democrats. What the fuck's going on there? I want to talk about Biden. He was always an odd person sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah, he looked rough at that hospital, though. Oh, my God. Is that is this is that clip with the Biden thing from after the hospital or no? Can't be because he had like that what six thirty o'clock shadows like going on the yeah I guess it, that, that might have been next day or something like that it wouldn't have been sometime uh, after the same day yeah, I don't after? know dude I wonder if this goes into any worried they want the new coats anyway let's see he's, he's clean shaven here and he had he had a. He was scruffier than all hell in the first one. Yeah, I don't want to. Hear it's that. not like. Yeah, it's, it's not like he, he let, 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 was like go from the hospital and shaved immediately or something like that, or you know, shaved before he left out or whatever, you know. Right. Take me and luckily they. Uh, well, anyway. I guess that is all. That guy went all Grandpa Simpson at the end there, like just old man ranting at the cloud. <laughs> you know. Jesus. It's not it, it, that. That was not the lasting image I wanted to see of Stephen Bonner. Like, oh <laughs> man, huh? But yeah, man. This this was a tough one 
for the for the mixed martial arts world, especially the UFC. Like I remember watching their first fight, and I remember when they um they announced the decision that Forrest won. Like I'll never forget that image of just Stefan just falling on the floor because it's like bone exhausted, and then then it goes, "All right, we're giving Stefan a contract too." And it's like, and it's like the look of relief in his eyes. Like I did all that I lost, but I still got what we fought for this whole time. Thoughts and prayers to all affected, and rest in peace. Amen to that. All right, so we're gonna have to talk a little bit about. Uh, are we gonna do New Japan yet? We can save New Japan for last. Okay, so what do we want to do next? I guess the uh, it's either it's either Waffle House or the best of, of WWE. Oh <laughs> man, that's a tough choice. <laughs> I'm voting. My, my my money's on Waffle House. Oh, you know what? Yeah, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's go Waffle. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go Waffle House. Man, I didn't realize how tough of a choice that was gonna be. There was an argument. Where is this at? This is just because we always talk about how low tier Waffle House is a place for people to exist, and that you know you're in Yo, the Waffle House. This is like the fourth incident with Waffle House in, in the yeah. last two months, where a, a, a big fight has, has has broken up and all hell broke loose. I'm yeah. not even exaggerating. Like this is. Let's be real. This is the fourth one that they've gotten on camera. And I always talk on here about how you know you're in the wrong area of the city or the country, wherever you are, when you're near a Waffle House. Like, I couldn't get to a Waffle House without spending a tremendous amount of money because they don't put them in civilization. So you always Which know is so got- fucked up for me because if I walk 10 minutes to the left of my neighborhood, I'm in a Waffle House. Yeah, guys, yeah. Just, just, just drive three more minutes, take a right, <laughs> and, and, and go to the Panera Bread. You know, the, 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 there's a Chipotle across the street and civilization starts again. Like you, you don't have to just jump into the void, you know. Yeah, and this is a Waffle Texas- House is that place you stop on like a long road trip to your hometown because there's nothing else for miles. And this is a Texas Waffle House too, so you don't just get the balls; oh. you, you you get the hairy balls. <laughs> you know this shit that went down. There, there's so much that I want to talk about when it comes to this clip. I but haven't seen anything. All I know is Texas Waffle House. I don't know a single thing about the clip. I haven't even read the synopsis. Oh, dude, of the you clip. don't even understand the madness we're about to walk in. I don't know. Yo, I don't know what I'm walking into. I literally know. Before, b- b- before we even play this clip, I'm g- I'm gonna flat out say, the uh, if it's, if it's one I think you're thinking uh, you're, you're playing, which I, I believe it is, I'm gonna it's say it, that that white chick, man, she's got better hands than freaking Tyron Woodley. You know what I mean? Like she threw down. All right, I can't wait. Let's see what's going to happen here. Oh, God. Oh, let's kill the music so we can figure out what's going on here. Bro, I just want my waffle, guys. What's, what they doing, bro? Quote it. You, you read my mind, dude. You and me on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. You wildin', guys. Oh. Oh, shit. You are What the fuck? Oh, 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 oh,
Go back to that. Look, look, look at those hands. Wait, wait, hold on. She's hold on. Down. The girl, the girl she who fell. I love that she still <laughs> threw the thing before she hit the ground. <laughs> yeah, it's called gravity. Holy shit. Yo, I'm going to tell you something right now. You know you are in the heat of the moment when you are determined before you hit the ground to hit this bitch with whatever is in your <laughs> The bump she fucking took. Yo, yo, you understand? Watch the punches. Watch the punches. Look, look, look at this shit. She sneaks in an uppercut too. I love it. But that's not even the best part, right? Oh my god! Better. Not over it. It's not over it. You're right. There's one more standout moment of this. One more high spot. Oh my god! Somebody channeled Sabu. This was awesome. Look oh, at oh, <laughs> all those useless men there that, are, that aren't able to break this up properly. It's right? ridiculous, right? I'm like, really? Like, you guys are going to be get paid enough that. They should have cleared that shit up in a minute and a half. The fuck was going on? <laughs> because the best part. No, the fuck they not. Oh, yo, that bitch blocked the chair like one woman. Nothing, like nothing. Yo, she blocked her after. Watch her, watch her response after. She's like freaking Becky Lynch with the nosebleed. Yo, she's like, she blocked that shit like a true Saiyan, right? You ever like one of the Saiyans in comics just slap that shit to the side and just stand there all awed up? Wow, like Spartan Jesus said, she ultra instinct that shit. Watch your reaction after this, man. She's like Becky Balboa in this, you know? This girl has another chair? Look at her. Hey, get her on. Those two did get arrested, by the way. Well, I would imagine so. What about the, what about the girl behind the counter? I was about to say, fucking which two? Like, Jesus Christ. The girl behind the counter, did she get fired? Uh, I'm not sure what happened to them, but I know the other two got arrested. Still, I'm assuming like she got. I'm, I'm assuming she got fired though, because even if she wasn't at fault, there's no way the restaurant would not fire her based on her actions. There's, there's just no way. Oh, just still, my favorite one is Chicken and White Pants, who fell who, who over that counter. Who struck first though? Like what? Still made, was who, determined to throw. Like, who who struck first though? You did the, the behind the counter. What right made there. her do that? There was nothing prior to that. That's what I'm trying to find. Was there anything prior to that thrown at her? I'm sure no, words she, were she, said. She, she I'm not sure exactly what. I just she, love girl in the see, black she was doing pants. Something. That's my favorite part of this whole thing. But just watch her, watch her throw and then fall. It's great. Yeet! Slam! <laughs> Yo, I've never needed JR commentary more than this moment. I love how the, the moment this happened, all the black dudes just ran out. 
<laughs> oh yeah, and, 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 the man <laughs> just ran out of the restaurant. Right, that's They all ran out. They all want to get arrested, man. And the cops show <laughs> up. Like, in unison, they all ran out. That's protocol, man. The last thing you want to yeah. be is be somebody inside when the cops roll up. When you're black in Texas, you're your, you're your own lawyer. As soon as they saw that it was becoming a legal means, they vacated. <laughs> you know, they received, nope, nope, done. They received legal Officer, advice from everything. their... I was outside, though, but I see... <laughs> they received legal advice from their own asses not to get caught. <laughs> I love how they're out there. Like, come on, y'all better than this. You guys were in there, too. I love how she blocked that shit before she turned Super Saiyan freaking beast mode. Oh my god, bro. You, you wild it. Yo, chill. You going to Like you're on camera. Nothing outside that ass whooping exists in that moment. I gotta see some. You know what the best part is that it, that it's happening while the camera pans past career to waffle. <laughs> <laughs> All now. Welcome to Waffle House, where every night is fight night. They, they get health insurance, as you can see, right? What are we quoting? Career to Waffle? What was the other one? Oh my god, I just want my waffle. I just want my waffle cause was the other one, right? We got two nice titles yeah. there. Oh my god, that is brilliant. Yeah, we had to turn off the music for that. That's how real it got. <laughs> Full disclosure, wow. right when I saw that girl climb over that counter, I looked right to Rick's camera. I was like, I can't wait to see how he looks with this shit. <laughs> I, can't, I was not disappointed. <laughs> if Waffle House did fire her, I, I, I hope Dana White... I hope Dana White hires her for something. Remember the other chick? The, um, I, th I think she might be Samoan, and she like stopped, like physically tackled uh, a person that was shoplifting and held them down and shit. Oh yeah. And, and then the store fired her because she, she touched the patron and she's not allowed to do that. And Dana's like, I'll hire her. And then they, <laughs> they, she got a job. Oh. That's pretty cool. You know what I mean? If she did get fired, I'm, I'm hoping this clip makes uh, makes its way out to Dana. It's a good employee oh, right there. That was That's a team player. I love the how funny thing is the, the clip of that I've been seeing circulate like Facebook and everywhere. They took they 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 put in the part where the girl hopped over the counter and fell, and then the girl the, when the girl blocked the chair, and they put the Avengers music over it. Wow! Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> That's amazing, man. Too much, too much. All right, that didn't disappoint. I didn't expect any of that. Oh, Very dude, last... you don't understand. When you said you had to walk... Why do you think I was so excited at the start of the show when you said you had the Waffle House clip? Is that, did that say great pay at the, at the very bottom there from career to waffle? The very last thing, bottom left, is that, is that great pay? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can somebody confirm what the pay is to Waffle House? Cause what I'm gonna I'm gonna call shenanigans on this. What's the thing on oh, the top right God. say? I it's a, I don't even know. I can't tell if the one underneath it says stock or black. <laughs> <laughs> it's blurry, you know. 
There's a Hermione in there, I know. Oh, so I'm looking at this thing right here. It says, uh, server hourly pay about 1440. What's the minimum wage? I mean, it has to be above minimum if, if they're advertising great. You like, you can't advertise great pay, and your pay is the bare minimum. Yeah, you got people blocking chairs up in this motherfucker. It better be great pay. <laughs> Unbelievable training staff. Incredible health insurance, I would hope. You're going to need it. You know, every day's a new adventure. Oh, my God. What's that Seeing game we like played? What's that game? There's like the overcooked Waffle House edition. Oh, dude. High pressure cooking. <laughs> Don't put it. Oh, my God. Can you imagine that? Overcooked. Right and it's the same like thing. Quick, quick, quick. Pass me the pan. Pass me the onions. Oh, shit. Here come the locals. And you have like a woman who drinks <laughs> on the counter. Everybody pop their shield. Okay, quick. Shit's going to get real. You know, they spawn more locals in the in the freaking Waffle House edition. Oh my god, that was funny. I can't believe like, how I've bad that I've seen that pop up over and over again all week. That's the first time I've seen like the actual clip without the Avengers music though. Yeah, and there's like there's a couple others out there circulating too if you haven't already seen them. Same thing. They're just giant brawls in a Waffle House. <laughs> I'm telling you, working at Waffle House has to be like being in the NHL. You know a fight's going to happen eventually. And ain't nobody going to do shit to stop it. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's what they should do then. They, they, should, they should have a penalty box in the Waffle House. <laughs> like, like, like the King of the Mountain match. It, it's two minutes for instigating. You know oh, what I mean? Stop. I did... <laughs> oh, you rat bastard. I want it now. Hey, Loki. I, I need it one more time. Oh, oh, Loki, you just... Oh, this is perfect. Loki just showed up. This is going to be grand. Oh, hey, what's up, Loki? Just because... Merry Christmas. We got you just something. because the whole thing was unexpected. Like, I didn't... Waffle I don't know House what I fight night. But just my favorite part's the way that girl fell over the counter, though. Like, you can't beat that. Like, she fucking Dude, went just... colliding over that counter. You know how determined you are to whoop ass when the last thing you think on the way down isn't grab something but toss this cup? Dude, she got the worst of it. I don't, the, she took that nasty bump, and then she and took then she uh, at least two on the clean way uppercuts. Yeah, she <laughs> took two legit clean uppercuts from that chick. You know, you know what it is. <laughs> that girl, that girl should have known. Like, look at how much trouble she's having doing everything. It's like her her trouble starts <laughs> way sooner than the bump. It's like <laughs> the bump was she because she was over persistent. Like logic she, and danger. Like, look at this. She's having trouble climbing there. Look, watch her. When it takes you that See, many she's steps struggling to get up there, there, you need to stop. And then bye. Yo, go back. You can <laughs> see her foot slip, and like you can see the moment shit starts to go wrong. Did you see her head kind of like nod back for, for, from, from the first couple of punches? Well, Watch she her hit, head when those punches start flying. Lamp. She, her head hit the ceiling lamp. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. It did, and then she went down. The, I don't know. I don't know if they were trying to help her or trying to hurt her, but she did that because look, that one guy kind of reaches down. Is he the, the assist? But the other girl saw that as an opportunity, right? The other girl was like, that's oh, my yeah. chance. Oh, yeah. I'm right there with watch you. Watch your hands you and watch the other girl's head. 
Yo, she looks oh, like yeah, a fucking she yeah. She looks like a fucking Jim Lee comic book panel, right? She's like, <laughs> like, you, <laughs> like you could get the fucking wall scroll of her. <laughs> Earth, fire, air, ass woman. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god, that is great. Take a minute, breathe. The fucking, yo, that's some good form. She looks like an anime form right there, right? You ever play like the yo, old Cap- you started from the beginning one more time, I swear. Yo, you ever played the old Capcom games and like when you hit your super you get that animated giant, you're just like, ah that's what she looks yes. like. So Loki, what's <laughs> going on? This is a video that's been jumping around social media. It's a huge oh fight that happened God. in the Waffle House. Yeah, all you have to do is say it's a Waffle House. Yeah, so you really need to say it. It really Hold is. Hold on, wait a minute. I was trying to figure out what that guy's shirt was. You ain't seen Wilder. Oh my god. You know her falling over the counter has to be the screenshot, right? Yeah, isn't she hot based on on, on that alone? Look at that. And then, yeah, look at how she lays in those punches, man. Yo, she got in her shit. Yo, if Herb Dean that was, was there, like, this would have been over. Herb Dean would have stopped it way sooner than this. Uh, her, her punches was 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 like Cash Wheeler when when he uh, when he uppercutted that dude that, that ran Bret Hart down. Yeah, at, at the at the, uh, the 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 Hall of Fame ceremony, or whatever the speech. She caught every bit of them punches. Oh yeah, yeah, she ate. That yeah. white chick was cooking. And sisters hate getting the asses whipped too. Now they'll never leave. Like now they're fucking the, the stuck here forever. The, the, the only offensive move they can do is grab her hair. That, that, that's really it. You don't want to throw hands where that has you. I'm really trying to get that sign. Let's see if we catch that. <laughs> Text careers to waffle. <laughs> I love it. That's the uh, that's the name of the episode. Careers to Waffle. Oh my god. I, but 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 in commas you have to write great day. That's got to be the title. Then you have to catch the moment the girl blocks the chair. I like her response afterwards when she was oh waving the other girl uh, to come to to come in and try it again. Bring I mean, it. Shit, you, she gave I'm it a bring it response. You blocked that shit. That, 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 was her, that, 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 that was her Becky Lynch after she got the busted up nose from, uh, from Nia Jax, you know? Oh, oh my, god. my god. The only time I've ever seen somebody that boisterous after a shot was when fucking Jamie Noble blocked the Jerry's mist and the motherfucker looked away and said, come on, boy! That was brilliant. Like, the, the way that black chick fell <sighs> reminded me of Remember that episode of Nitro where Kevin Nash was in the middle of the ring and, and they were supposed to dump like this goo on him to embarrass him and then the goo hits beside him like just misses him completely just just lands with this awkward thud and Kevin no. Nash had to turn over and look at it and sell it. You talking about that? I'll hit you with a more recent one where freaking Batista had his last match against Triple H at Main and he tripped over the ropes. I can excuse that. It's, it's his last match. He, he was no longer a full time wrestler at that point. He's, he's got some you remember how I'm not walking you know? through the ropes. I was excited. You know, it, it's like a muscle thing, you know? I can excuse that. I, I can excuse that. Oh, well, the planning of sludge <laughs> that's supposed to hit somebody and, and you miss the person who's supposed to hit and the sludge just falls flat in the ring. That's really bad. 
That is brutal, is what it is. <laughs> I love how fucking Sparty's response. Like, like, this bitch key smacks a whole ass chair. I don't really think I want none. Look at the Wow, I was not expecting that. Oh my god. I mean, it's honestly, if, if you. I thought it would. If you have that much anger and animosity while eating at a Waffle House, like, you definitely can't afford Panera bread. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I, forgot, I go to a Waffle House and eat. I'm happy. Like, the food don't cost that much. Like, I'm just like, ugh. I don't think anybody says I go to a Waffle House, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> you Man, know. look, you don't live in the South, all right? <laughs> go to a Cracker Barrel like a normal human being. No, I'm you know, go to a Cracker Barrel. Actually, not that far. Never mind. There's one closer to me now. Loki don't know. Loki, the same reason everybody else fights in a waffle house. We don't fucking know. They wanted their uh, waffles. They just wanted their waffles, cuz. Somebody was supposed to get smothered in a chunk. They got all in, and it was war at that point. Isn't that what we were told? They just wanted their waffles, cuz? <laughs> no, he just wanted his waffles. He ain't got time for this ass whooping. <laughs> That's why we can't have nice things. Oh, my God. There was um, There was another incident that involved again it was all women it was at this store this restaurant where all they sold was like french fries like different styles of fries and, and dips and stuff well, that sounds like and heaven. i guess they, they were angry because they wanted extra dip but the extra dip cost extra money because i guess you get one free dip with your purchase of fries and if you want two dips the second dip and third dip and fourth dip will cost money and they lost their minds like they they vandalized they just they, they tore down the whole place they, they they threw the cash register broke windows, like they just mini scale riot in the small over little eatery dip. <laughs> over over like a a dollar and how many ever cent dip because they, they didn't want to pay the extra and I'm like I watch these videos and I'm like man there's so many shitty parents out there just raising shitty kids if you're a parent and you're listening to this stop raising shitty kids you know what I mean uh, be a better to- parent. You know, stop raising little that. pieces of shit. <laughs> you know? Just stop and, raising pieces of shit. And you have to explain know? to them. The, you have to explain to them the dip to food ratio. You know, right? It's one and one. Everybody knows this. It's one and one. You're giving people way too much credit if you think everybody knows this. Yeah, I don't normally watch. I mean, there's probably Waffle House compilations out there at this point, right? Dude, you 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 could get lost in that shit the way we used to get lost in fail videos on YouTube back in the day. It's like motherfucker, you will burn through an afternoon if you're not careful. That is incredible. Just bear with me, guys. I'm just getting our program recalibrated after all of that. <laughs> no, motherfucker, you try to recover. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It did throw me off. <laughs> that was the fucking best reaction. The level of shock. I just couldn't believe she went fucking flying off of it the way that she did. 
I've never seen that much shock on your face. That was the best thing ever. Oh my god. Stop 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 creating in the way people. We have too many of those? Yes. That's all that's all they were. They're just in the way people. This is the end result of no child gets left behind. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> She's lucky oh she didn't. I swear to God, every episode, there's certain parts of the show I'll latch on to. This is going to be the one for this one. So. <laughs> She's lucky she didn't head plant, right? She probably did. She, she, she probably did. <laughs> we, we, we didn't see how she fell. It's very possible she did. I think like all those people are trying to help her back up. They, they just weren't prepared for the other chick that was like, nope. <laughs> you call the lies. Ass whooping. You, yeah, it's the wrestling mentality. You, you, you jump the barricade into the ring. You know, like, I was fair game. Hit the ground first, fist the cuffs. She, she was like that fucking. She, she was like that referee when that uh, fan jumped in the house show. It was Triple H versus Austin, and and Triple yeah, H like tackled curve. the guy, <laughs> and then the referee was like kicking the shit out of him. <laughs> referee kicked. Dog shit out of that guy. Wow, man. That'll be the that'll be the new that's the announcement tonight that the new show we're gonna be starting is going to be uh all about Waffle House. <laughs> it's gonna be called Waffle Roadhouse. The best of Waffle House. <laughs> Great pay. Same time, different ass whoopers. <laughs> The sad part about it is you can legit make that a show and never run out of content. Didn't that rapper dude get shot and killed at a Waffle House recently? Like a couple months ago? Rappers are always at places that they have no business being, right? I know what you're thinking. You're thinking of Offset. No, that was a bowling alley. Was it? No, no, no. I, I, there, there was one where the um, the girlfriend posted on Instagram like the meal. It was like a chicken meal at, at like I think it was a Waffle House. And then like literally twenty minutes later, b- b- because they they posted it live, so I guess people realized, oh, he's still there. And then like the criminals went there, and um, I guess they tried to rob him. There was an altercation. He was shot, and uh, I think he, he passed away. I oh, think that I was a Waffle House as well. You're about to miss the state of the podcast address, Cooler. What do you mean? See us later. Got a big state of podcast address. <laughs> yeah, we don't care. It's, it, it's, it's not about stuff in the 90s. So he's not concerned. Yeah, if it's not 90s <laughs> stuff, he doesn't give a shit, right? <laughs> oh, God. And to be fair, I've been feeling that way for the last 10 years. I don't blame you, buddy. Another MMA guy died today, by the way. I put it in the chat. Who is it? Can you bring that up for me, Destin? Like DJ Khaled. Another one? It's terrible. Let's see if I can see how to pronounce his name. It's uh, Abdul Kareem Edloff? And what does it say his credentials were here? Because I've seen this guy fight a few times. Forever since our last season fight, man. Fucking Spartan Jesus said, Come for the wrestling, stay for the Waffle House. I'm so dumb. <laughs> oh, that's too good. <laughs> shit. Oh, wow. He, um, damn, this guy had a record. Holy shit. 
Uh, his he finished his MMA career with seventeen. Uh, basically at seventeen and four, sixteen finishes. Good. What's that? God. Um, it's pronouncing his name that fucking kills me. But it's uh Abdul Kareem Edilov. It's in the links in the in the chat. I ask you. That, I got that just, just before I got okay. out Yeah, no, I I don't recall this guy. Um, hmm. There was a slew of Russian fighters that the UFC signed uh, about like, like five, ten years ago. Uh, and honestly, about the time when... Um, you know, Habib came on, and I just I, I lost track because there were so many of them. Um, so yeah, there's no, been a I, few I of them. I, I think I just I think he was one of those fighters. Like I just I would always just happen to catch his fights. I think I caught like two or three of them. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, thoughts and prayers, rest in peace as always. Oh yeah, another loss to the MMA world. So we still have to discuss uh, several things. The best of WWE 2022. We have to do our predictions for the New Japan Wrestle Kingdom this upcoming week. But of course, as always, we're going to do the state of the podcast address. We just talk about the uh, the way things are. You guys know how it is. And I want oh, to yeah. say we had a great year. This is like we've been. In, you guys know we've been on so many platforms. We started off as a podcast that was essentially in the can, just something you would get off of SoundCloud, iHeart. All of those places, TuneIn, Stitcher, same places where we're now back officially. We're now back to being a podcast, if you guys didn't catch the announcement at the anniversary episode a couple of weeks ago. So you can, once again, a little bit of a delay, my my own doing, between this version of the episode and the podcast version comes out with like a week delay. I know lately, I haven't been getting them that quickly. Uh, my apologies, but yeah, I, if you really, really need to see the up-to-date stuff, I can't recommend enough coming into Twitch and checking the VOD section because sometimes... As a result of all the content we're making on here, I don't always get uh, around to putting them up right away. But we will eventually because those are our permanent archives and those are our servers. But yeah, we've had such a great year. So many friends expanded our horizons. And I'll be real with you, to be honest, made a lot of money, made a lot of lucrative connections and things here. A lot more to come. There's some planned stuff going into 2023 that's going to definitely help with growth. I, when we came back, we had a little bit over 100 followers because keep in mind, Twitch was never our main spot it was the place that we kind of used it as a backup stream we were more on mixer we were more on mix lr we were everywhere else and twitch was like our back end and it was only at the literally one year ago is when we made the switch uh and we started focusing more here and we left a lot of stuff behind to do it we left behind facebook with 1.5 thousand followers facebook gaming which we transitioned to just a few months before that you know we've left we left youtube we left a lot of places and uh one thing that I've learned from doing this is that I, I don't really care about bot numbers or, or fabricated numbers, which a lot of the numbers I see on, on uh, social media and with streamers are. We've had the, mo the most interactions and engagements and fun, overall fun, since coming back to Twitch. So I know a lot of people. Amen. Yeah, a lot of people in the beginning were DMing like, I can't believe you're just going to leave that audience. You're going to leave that. And it wasn't really a matter of leaving so much as it was taking a, a recess from it because now we're more or less back everywhere that we want to be. You know, and uh, it's really cool because we grinded our asses off for it and it and it worked out really well. 
now for those not from twitch you probably won't a lot of this next stuff won't be for you but i will say that we were part of a lot of different podcast networks and collaborations before we had become streamers and uh i noticed this year specifically a lot of other podcasts and content creators in general have closed their doors for the last time some we were affiliated with some we grew a disdain for I am not going to sit here and act like outlasting others doesn't fucking feel good or pretend to mourn our co- or pretend to mourn our competition or feed you guys <laughs> some good sport type deal. I'm not going to tell you I'm, there's no high ground here. You know, I'm not I'm a very honest person. Like, yes, it feels fucking it was only good. a matter of time before <laughs> I, Rick Dara, bought my own competition. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> but yeah, I don't <laughs> but I'm not going to sit here and act. We won't mention names. But I'm not going to sit here and act like outlasting others doesn't feel good or pretend to mourn. It feels great. It feels it's the best feeling next to sex, to be real with you. Especially um, when they tried to act like under no circumstances could you ever not do it better than them. Yeah. So I think we earned it. So I'm, I am going to sit back and bask in it when it comes to the wrestling podcast community. We haven't missed a weekly episode in eight years. We kept things fresh. And to this day, we keep refreshing, recreating and reinventing. A lot of those other shows got lazy and complacent. People I've known people to take days off, even weeks off, make schedules that they can't commit to. Here's our new schedule. Here's our new schedule. Here's our new schedule. Here's our new schedule. You know, uh, where it's like, you know, we, we try to do things with you guys. We've never considered uh, when I deal with the community, unlike a lot of people, I don't I see places that never consider what the community wants. They tell them what they're going to play, when they're going to play, what they're going to do. Rather, we prefer as you he's here and here. We discuss it with you. You know, we don't just tell you what's happening. That's never been our way. So I have um, I've had a blast. Like I've said on here many times before, this is the year I felt the most good about doing content. You know, and I've and I've I've sort of feel like we've only just now truly after eight years come into our own where I'm like a hundred percent comfortable. I could roll out of bed and this would be like my my, my mental state uh, that I come on the show with. So I'm I'm very happy about that. Um, you guys have supported through raids, a lot of you, which we're gonna get names and stuff. You guys have supported with raids, even something as small as retweets. The amount of you guys that have subbed to us monthly is something that I am completely humbled by because that's money that's coming out of your pockets or your Amazon Prime. You don't have to do that, but it's lucrative enough that it has kept us affiliated and it has kept it, it has kept the lights on in the sense that we've put it all back into the stream and the improvements you see is because it has been consistent enough that it has become quite consistent. So I am definitely 100% grateful and I feel like I need to give back to the subs as well. So I also want you guys to know going into next year, there is going to be a lot more stuff for subs, like a lot more specifically uh, designed ideas, cater to subs, uh, things that because I mean, you guys should have emojis of, uh, of different people in the chat, different things going on. Stasis and I are going to work on some emojis of us and like custom stuff for the chat. It's not about laziness everything every moment that i get goes back into doing something for the show when i'm not doing things irl irl is the only time that i'm not thinking about what i can do for the show what are the content i could i could produce that being said uh i wanted to give a thank you in a little bit more of a personal way because uh i don't really come on here i've never been the kind of person i know there are some people who do it and it's great for them it's not it's not my philosophy i never come on here and talk about my personal life at all if i've had a bad day if i'm sleepy if i'm hangry none of that shit 
that's not my style. You guys know that about me. It's just not. I, I don't. I never want to put that on people who come into our community, who come into our stream. Hi, how are you doing? Well, you know, I have. I'm sick, and I have my my. I just found out that I have a rare bone condition, like the fucking guy from from uh, Unbreakable and you're never gonna really hear that from me even if that was the case you know like I just never feel like putting my shit you guys come into these streams in order to be uplifted and you come into these platforms you take time out of your day because you want to be a part of something and we want to be a part of it with you and like I told you before that's the reason I've never said our fans I've always said our viewers or our listeners because we're not fucking rock stars here. I don't believe in having fans. There's no such thing as fans. I'll never subscribe or be a part of a service that has the word fans in it because I consider us all equals here. I just happen to be the person holding the mic at the moment. This was never about me. It was always about all of us. That's the way it's always been. And then one thing that, you, that Destin can attest to is that from the very beginning, I've always tried to take the focus off of myself as much as humanly possible because I've, I've had enough of it already. I, I Not in a bad right, way. That but I ain't feel the like, fucking truth. Yeah, like I kind of feel like this is for all of me i want to hear i get more out of this when i hear from you guys your voices your opinions your feedback than what i'm able to give out you know and i appreciate the people come here to listen to me but i've always wanted it to be a, a feeling like we are all in on this shit together it's not me sitting up which is the and the reason i learned this it's not like i always felt this way i learned this over time from observing other streamers i never want you guys to get the feeling like it's me sitting up on a high chair somewhere looking down at our subjects with because i sometimes i get that vibe when i go into other platforms where it's like they're cool and everything they're not malicious about it but like they're the they're the king or queen of their thing and we are the loyal fucking simp subjects on the bottom like you know i don't like that this is we're all in on this shit together everybody has just enough right you can call and you guys can voice opinions you could decide what the content is this is not mine this is ours and that's the way that it will always be that's the only way that it could ever be whatever i do is only because of the result of there being a necessity for me to do it the the less of me is required the less of me there would be that's another thing that that's what i always tell you i'm by no means here for the spotlight or the microphone i did want to thank you guys though my uh irl this year has been a little rough I don't talk about it, you know, nothing that anyone else hasn't dealt with. And I feel like there's always people who have it worse and are going through things that are worse. You know, my wife had like a health thing, to be completely honest with you. And I won't go into details. Spoiler alert. We're OK. Everything's fine. But it was touch and go there for a while. But I wanted to say thank you to those of you in the community that came into the chat room, not just to lurk us, but the ones that converse with us and engage with us and are here to bounce back on that call in become a part of it collaborate with us and become a part of the system you know our name in the chat room is great it does great for the twitch numbers and i'm sure there's a twitch god out there whose dick we're sucking that's very happy about it that doesn't do a fucking thing for me those of you on the other hand that are in here that are actually engaging with me as a human being engaging with my wife with destin would ask you what everyone else in this community as a human being that's really where the credit comes from one of you that's interacting with us is equal to a thousand lurkers in my opinion because it's the engagement that we are here for and uh, so I wanted to thank you for that. And also those that have welcomed us when we do have the time to pop into your chat room, which those of you who work closely with me know if I'm not there, it's because we're not we're busy. And if I am there, I'm not trying to pat my own back. But that means you must mean something to me when we do pop into your chat room. I do want to thank those of you that if you're playing a Call of Duty or a Fortnite, you invite us to join. You know, or if we come in and I go, I have a few minutes, I don't feel like working on the show or doing something wrestling. I go, hey, you know, my wife and I are here, you know, you guys need two more players. You guys don't hesitate to throw us in. You know, not when you, you queue us up and put us on a fucking waiting list like this is the DMV. Not going to mention any names here. But if you Take keep book Q17. <laughs> but if you keep bookmarking your favorites, don't be surprised when other web pages don't load for you anymore. Just saying. 
But in general, the 95% of you that you have welcomed my wife and I, at times where it's like, honestly, when you're stressed out and you're dealing with life and you're just, and nothing tragic, when you're just dealing with IRL, it, like, it's rewarding to us to just be able to go into sometimes another stream and just, hey, maybe play a few rounds of Fortnite. You know, just let us have a game or two and then we'll be on our way, which you guys have done for us. You know, there are people who they've been playing with their families. And, you know, my, my brother and my sister will sit up for a game so you and your wife can get in. And I have appreciated that, you know, which is really cool because we in this in, in this content creation world that we live in, you learn who your friends are. You know what I mean? Everybody's nice. And that's something my wife and I talked about off the air. Uh, yesterday just in passing because we talk about things just like we do on this show but everybody's nice nowadays today's society is different from the society you and i grew up in where it was much more direct when the fuck's the last time somebody hasn't been nice to you nice has nothing to do with it. i'm sure you've had to go to court with, against people who were nice to you the whole fucking way you've had to deal with with inconvenient people who were who, who were who were nice to you you've had to deal with bosses that were nice night being nice having a nice disposition doesn't stop people from having shitty intent or doing shitty things so don't wait for people to motherfuck you to your face. It's almost never going to happen today. They're too busy being quote unquote nice. You know what I mean? And that being said, you truly learn who your friends are in this line of content when uh when when you're doing it the way that we're doing it. And I've learned to appreciate people and this year is going to be a lot more, if not 100% focused on the people in this chat room, in this community more than anything else. And it's no disrespect to anybody else, but I think we've learned where we stand in this world and where we stand in this place a little bit better. Because again, there are those of you that when I've had a bad day and I haven't had my own stream or wanted to do my own thing, I've gone into it and I felt uplifted and I said, that's the kind of energy I want to bring on my channel. But then there are those of you that without even realizing it can be dickheads as well pick favorites or do whatever it is that you're going to do but you know you, you kind of talk down without realizing you're looking down at your community or you're playing favorites in your community and that made me and i thank you guys as well this isn't a negative because you made me realize the kind of streamer that i don't want to be that's the kind of shit that won't be happening in this channel everybody gets a say everybody gets a pick everybody draws a straw there's no bullshit here there is no favorites there is nothing like that we're all a unit here that's the way that it's always been you know, you have to give something for loyalty has always been the talk brunch way. But I just wanted you guys to know that that goes well, well into my mind about things. We, we observe and a lot of the time we let our silence speak for us. But this is one of those times that I wanted to be vocal about the things that I wanted to say. The raids, the retweets and especially the, the, the subs. You guys, Zeomantic, Kula Ice, Willie V2, EB Gamer, Photon Miku, Best in Slot KFC, Alex West. Marinol, Six Slayer, Kleinator, Spikes XU, Nihilistic Nerd, ZN Renova, Hef, HexBF, Fletch Malone, Skulls Nightshade, Thrift Shopping, George, Kira Uchiha 916, Chemistry, Shibli, Tora Member, Spartan Jesus, Darkside, Dolan Corn, E Clarissa, of course, my beautiful wife Stasis, and anybody else that we might have missed in this. You guys have all in one way, if you're not subbing regularly, if you're not supporting, through, uh, through the rating, you have done something, you're doing something consistently in this channel that has made us feel great. And I wanted to go out of my way to make sure that I got everybody who has made us feel that way. And I, and I feel like I really did. I was kind of stalling there after we were done with the uh, Waffle House because I was double checking the name just to break a little bit of the fourth wall there. But yeah, I really wanted to think about the people that made it feel like we belong here and that actually invested energy into us as a community. And I wanted to really thank you guys because I'm going to remember that because we have shit coming up that uh, those of you that are content creators, you're going to want to be a part of. And uh, 
I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna give it back. We're gonna always pay it back. So thank you very much to all of you guys. And it does feel really fucking good, whether it be a little bit or a lot. It feels good when I get a phone notification and it's and it's a Twitch payout. You know, when and it's something that I'm doing here. I'm not gonna act like it doesn't help because it does all. Every bit of it goes back into the channel. But when it's not there to go back into the channel, it comes out of my own pockets. So it feels good when you get those payouts and you know you can give more to the community because of it. Because it's pretty fucking consistent thanks to you guys. And I wanted to, uh, I, I, like I said, I'm never going to not acknowledge things like that. You know, thank you, like all of you. I consider you guys my friends now, the people who were here this last year, uh, more than anyone else in, in, in any past communities. So that's been really awesome. I said before, I wake up every day excited because I don't know what's going to happen. What are we going to play? Who's going to be in the chat? Who will be in the lounge? Who's going to be streaming something else? Who might raid us? Who might we raid? Things I never gave a shit about before this when it was just a podcast. You know, we learn about other games and about each other the more it happens. And it's honestly the best time of my life. So thank you so much for that. It's something that I'm never going to forget. We're work, Like I said, I assure you we're working on bigger things, greater things to come. And the show's not even over. This is just a midway point. I just wanted to get the damn state of the podcast address the hell out of the way. So. Very well said. And on behalf of me, fuck Nova Scotia. <laughs> um, I'm from Canada. I can say it. There you go. Well, I'm not from Canada. I'm still saying fuck Nova Scotia and Bob's Burgers. It, it wasn't just. It wasn't. It wasn't. I don't want to single out anybody, but you know, there's all. Like I said, <laughs> there was. I swear to you, when I say I didn't single any any one community or any one podcast out, there are so many, but all of the ones that are negative will think that this is directed toward them. And I really don't you know, care I, at this I, point. <laughs> I wasn't being specific with, with Nova. Just anyone that lives in that general proximity. Like just the, the whole place. Anyone in that general area. But yeah, yeah I know yeah, everyone. So, so if you live there, then yeah, it's definitely you. Yeah, but you know what See, I mean? Now you like, know me. You know I don't give a shit. I'm like, if you think I'm talking about you, I'm probably talking about you. <laughs> but I do, again, I, do, I re- really appreciate it, guys good times here and it's going to be more we might even depending on how late we get off we might even be doing something after this a game or whatever you know i mean the rest of the week guaranteed going into new year's there's going to be stuff you're going to have that to look forward to yeah it's been a hell of a year can't wait to see what's happening next year yeah absolutely we'll still be here reviewing waffle house fights and again, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to act like it doesn't feel good to outlast everybody, whether it's your podcast or a stream or whatever label you want to put or relabel you want to put on yourself. We were always here from the beginning to the end. Oh, do you know, especially from where I was when you first met me, you know, it feels fucking great for me to have outlasted some people. Everybody's so busy talking about changing things up and rebranding that they never focused on branding. It's like the DC universe all over again. Yeah, just, <laughs> just lazy. Martha! Oh my god. Alright. Well, we're going to be doing our New Japan Wrestle Kingdom predictions, and we're going to be doing the best of Raw. Well, not the, I keep calling it the best of Raw, the absolute best of 2022. It just happens to have taken place on the Raw time slot because there was no Raw mm-hmm. this week. So we're going to start with that. It was officially Raw episode 1544 came to us from the network Vault. <laughs> 
because that's where you put stuff like the best of raw the show was here tonight this is where all the tv magic happened <gasps> my eyes they see nothing It's not going to take us three hours to cover this whole thing because we're going to be not skipping the shuffle. All. But yeah, the absolute best of 2022. And one of the ones that they choose is the WWE slash Universal title last man standing match between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. What do you guys that think of this as a madness? Do you think that this is a good choice as a best of a 2022 match? Oh, hell yes. Yeah, I think the ending of the match was super cool, right? Um, like it's super memorable, you know. For me, what I love about it is it truly portrayed. This is where the level of hatred's gone between these two. They've been fighting each other for years. You can't mm-hmm. tell me by this point it's just regular matches anymore. They're going to try to fucking kill one another, and that's exactly what they tried to do. I don't know if I call this hatred because you know. Brock is having fun. He's, he's very noticeably having fun in this match. Yeah, he's having right? fun kicking the dog shit out of Roman, who he can't stand. Yeah, to me, hatred's like an old school thing. So, so it's like a blood feud. You get the crimson mask. There's no smiles. It, it, it's just you know very hard hitting, uh, you know strong style stuff. This is more of a fun match. I, I think from start to finish, uh, most people that watch it had a good time. I, I think these two guys got the most out of what they could. Um, yeah, I, I think overall it was a very fun way to, to, to especially open this type of show where you're going back and doing a year-end review. This is a nice little reminder of cool things that happened throughout the year. Absolutely. Yeah, and this is the first time we got to see Triple H and Steph work without anybody else. Right. This, this was the era of actual good shit. Yeah, very good shit. And they bury him in order to bring it home. <laughs> But yeah, I did like this. I wish Brock would have won, but it would have messed up the streak. It just would have made a better visual at the end of him standing on top of the tilted ring with the titles. But I know they didn't want to do that. They let him get... And the ending worked out more if you have Brock lose. The fact that Roman borderline has to kill him to keep him down. Mm Mm-hmm. So after this, they showed some highlights of just big things throughout the year, like the Kevin Owens Stone Cold highlights. if he means all her i couldn't believe that how, how much happened in this i wasn't expecting right. any of it <laughs> i was like oh shit they're really this reminds me of like when Shawn michaels came back in jeans and i thought i didn't think anything was gonna happen and then everything happened that was everything my favorite part of this whole thing it's like every few minutes it was just like wait a minute they're letting you do everything steve yeah, austin took flatbacks like, like like on the outside I, I think he threw more suplexes in that match than he did in the last five or six years of his career you know, he took a stunner from Owens. Like, 
I didn't like the Johnny Knoxville Sami Zayn thing. Which is no. ironic because this is um, when, when Sammy was on the Stone Cold podcast, he said he was so proud of this because this shouldn't have worked anywhere near as good as it did. I'm not a fan of Johnny Knoxville. Oh, wait, here's some. Of all the things, 2022 highlights, well, you, not even mad, just disappointed. It's fine because it's the holidays. Can't talk about the best of 2022 without talking about the bloodline. We will be looking back and take a look at my dogs. Jimmy and Jay, the Uso. It was pretty Uzi. Get the privilege of being able to say, I'm very Uzi. Then the New Day and the Usos. So, what do you guys think of this as a choice? Raw smacked on tag team title match, the Usos against the New Day. One thing they don't mention, isn't this match also the streak is on the line? Yeah, th this was, uh, th the record was on the line. Yeah, the record, rather. Which I love, like I said before when we talked about this match, it's cool the fact that this, that the Usos had to get the record by beating the record holders, which not many champions get to say that they have to go through the guys who hold the record. And then yeah. it's one of WWE's best tag team rivalries because these guys always put on incredible matches whenever they get together. For a while, they were the tag team division in a lot of ways, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So definitely, like they're well they're, they're they're WWE's go-to when you want to have a five-star tag team match. What made the match so good was exactly what we were talking about, though the fact that it was two things on the line. The New Day lose not only the opportunities for the, uh, not only the tag titles, but they lose the, uh, you know, that whole entire streak, that record. Yeah, because these guys go on to to be the longest reigning tag team over the New Day. Which was something they else. were literally a couple of days away, so it was do or die. Very cool stuff. To let us in on what led her to where she is today, I am from Knoxville, Tennessee. You talk about somebody who had 2022 to remember. I started doing track. My mama used to dress me up in. I got very good very quickly. I was obsessed with being the absolute best. And so I forgot that I was supposed to be having fun in the process. I was always naturally a muscular, try to get faster. And so that's when I developed bulimia. I was in a dark place. That's when WWE came into my life. And I feel like I'm in this environment now where I can just be me. This was my dream until it was my reality. We are just getting started creating history. Through that whole journey, my final destination is sitting right here on my shoulder now. An inspiring story from the EST of WWE. Christmas is one of the, the, the biggest times of the year for us. So my husband and I, Montez Ford, we're very festive. We're very, very festive. But it, it doesn't surprise me. I yeah. mean, the mother of the EST, of course. Any sort of <laughs> secrets you're willing to reveal? Montez Ford strutting around the house with various decorative garb. His inner child always comes out, but it comes out even more. He's, he, like, loves the Christmas time, and I love it, too. Just love that they never go away. <laughs> 
Like the red solo cup is always present. I feel like there's nothing that you can't do. It has been such an incredible year. And what are the first couple moments that you go back to right away? At WrestleMania was like a long time coming. It was a year long feud, you know, whole SummerSlam 26 seconds and a whole year long of me trying to redeem myself. Finally, Becky Lynch and I had the build to WrestleMania to where I brought scissors out to, to try to cut my brain. I, I made it back here. I've got myself all the way back to the front of the line and I'm here. Very special entrance and I had the HBCU band that kind of like knocked the nerve. I'm just like, just let me have my moment. Just let me have my moment because as soon as I get in the ring, it's going to be all business. The Women's Championship defended successfully in some major, major spots. The physique competition, but no, I love it. I love feeling productive. I want to just use all of my talents, all of my abilities. I'm not doing enough. Uh, I'm going crazy. <laughs> Thank you so much for the time. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Happy holidays. What about this? You guys agree with WWE Raw's women title match? Bianca Belair defend the championship. Becky Lynch defend the championship against Bianca Belair. Oh, yeah. The this, tease this in the was... beginning is worth the whole match because everybody shit themselves right here. Yeah. <laughs> Look at them. They, they thought that this was going to be the worst thing ever. They're live. Everybody saw it. As fast as it happened, they must have seen it like at a hundred times at the slow speed. <laughs> that's what I like about what they did this time, she, what, what you don't see in this clip, she counters the first one. So everybody thought they were in the clear. And then Becky countered that KOD, hit her with the second one. It's like, oh, fuck, not again. <laughs> Love that she pulls her through those ropes with her hair like that. That fucked her up, didn't it? That Molly go round. She the poor girl in the face. She knows she fucked her up too. There's no. Oh my god, dude. Caught her in the face. Yeah, she she knew. Shit, this must suck. And Bianca recovered fast as shit too. And then that girl proceeded to run through the whole roster the rest of that year. Yep. Like she beat everybody. I mean that that's what you should do in that position, you know? Like you have a girl who's naturally a freak of nature. Like yeah, she's gonna cut through everybody. She reminds me a lot of Cesaro in terms of her strength. Yeah, that's a good comparison. This match was great because this feels like it felt like Sheamus almost went back in time with this match. Like it's the best I'd seen him in years. Yeah, and it's interesting because they just show some highlights of it. It's not really on their list. That was a hard, hard hitting match. Sheamus has always had the potential to put on those types of matches. He just doesn't have the people to do it with for any logical reason. Like why would you? You know? Like I'm not gonna have that type of match with the Miz. And I also believe that when Sheamus was having those issues with his neck. Like, you had to have him slow it down a little bit because he keeps going full throttle like that. That's probably cutting his career short. 
even mm-hmm. e- even before that injury though like like he was already kind of slowing down like for for a while and and not because he was sucking or anything i just think he he didn't see a point i, I don't blame him i just don't think he saw a point in going going all in and going hard against people that don't wrestle like that normally and i can like if if the crowd is going to like me to let's say an 8 out of 10 and i'm going to average between a 7 and an 8 out of 10 i'm not going to hit 9s and 10s i'm i'm just going to be a 7 or 8 out of 10 guy if i can get away with getting 7 or 8 out of 10 using about 70 to 60% effort versus 80 to 90 I'm probably going to do 76% effort. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's no point in giving the 90 to get the same result. So I understood where Seamus was coming from. Jamie, I have two favorite holidays of the year. Well, so Irish love Christmas, my very, very special holiday for this Christmas. I'll be in the next best place in Shamey's bar. Where is plenty of Guinness? You know what I'm saying? Plenty of Guinness. Fairly decent record collection. Groovers over there wearing a cowboy hat. they got to meet them in style. What is it that makes you, Ridge, and Butch such a formidable team? We've got no egos, you know what I mean? We're three hungry lads. Has been an unlikely pair, an Irish lad and two English lads. Share the same goal. We live for the scrap. That's all that matters to us, going out there. It doesn't matter if you're the bloodline or Imperium. You step in the ring with the brawling brutes. You are in for the fight night of your life. Get hit with a shillelagh, mate. It's a whole different story. But in that match, you're sprinkling in a bit of our culture. A lot of kegs hanging around the place. A nice bar there, you know what I mean? Oh, they're like ring ge- the ring general and everything. Where anything can be used to weapon. Mate, all that goes out the window. Yeah, but the match they did choose was this one. The good old-fashioned Donnie Brooks six-man tag team match. Imperium's Giovanni Vinci, Gunther, and Ludwig Kaiser against the Brawler Brutes, Butch, Rich Holland, and of course, Sheamus. Fucking mayhem. <laughs> yeah, these guys have grown on me. At first, I thought it was stupid. I really like the Brawling Brutes. They kicked the shit out of each other in this match. They should have done this APA style. Had a big brawl inside a bar. Remember those days? When you had yeah, a basically what this match was. Inside a brawl? Well, That's what it should have been. Well, that was because they had access to Tim White's bar. Is Tim White, is Tim White still alive? God. No, Tim White died. Yeah, he did, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we lost him. Yeah, but we had it's like, like access. Tim White owned that grocery store. We had, well, yeah, Tim White didn't own the grocery store. I always joked that so maybe he did. Let's hear the, the Sami Zayn thing is here. I didn't hear you come in. I'm Sami Zayn, and welcome to my locker room. Year 2022 has really been probably the most remarkable year, certainly in my life, but also in WWE history because of the single most dominant faction of all time, the Bloodline. The Bloodline has dominated WWE in a way that we have never seen before. Immediately thinking of our tribal chief. Take this house, I'm Tribal chief, I want it. Oh! Stop and take a moment to remember the incredible debut of the enforcer of the Bloodline. That was good. He's such a good fit. That's definitely 2022 recognizable. Dude, it's perfect. The, the whole group, the whole unit is like really perfect. Like everyone belongs there, you know? I kind of needed it because half the time they're talking. Kibitz. My dog. Usi. When I fully embraced the bloodline, embraced me in return, and I became a full-fledged. Sammy Uso, y'all. Happy holidays. <laughs> that was different. 
really cool to be from the UK. People that think big, that dream big, do some incredible things. I imagined it every single day since I was six years old. It was almost like unattainable. Nobody. I was the kid who said I'm going to be the first Scottish guy ever signed. Determined figures. The people who were told, I'm living proof of that. I hate these good guy Drew McIntyre promos <laughs> when his goddamn nickname is a Scottish psychopath. And he's talking about how amazing is his part. Like, dude, I can't take you seriously as a heel ever again. And I have a hard time taking you seriously as a babyface. Your freaking name is a Scottish psychopath, for God's sakes. They haven't called him that in years, though. Like, that gimmick died forever ago. He's been the Scottish warrior for like a year and a half now. He still has that mantle. <laughs> I'll never let it go. I'll never let it go. You might as well, because there ain't nothing psychopath about him. <laughs> well, he, he, he did try to threaten to kill that one day with a sword. I've uh, actually got all my presents done early, starting my taxes. The way ahead of schedule, I usually leave that to the last second. I do, they're all over me right now. They're very happy at home. Drew McIntyre, of course I'm referring to Clash at the Castle. The first premium live event. Tell us a little bit about what that event meant to you. Dream was the main event in WrestleMania, win the title, and I was very lucky at 22 years old. I asked management, why? There's such a demand in the UK of such a passionate audience. But the WWE Network, which is now the WWE Network on Peacock, don't give me time difference because there's no crazier time difference than Australia. Thankfully, I'd have been happy to be on the show. I was in the main event. It's something you're obviously so passionate about, is it, that we see another premium live event again in the UK and maybe not 30 years from now, but sooner than that. Absolutely no. There's an audience for it. We're showing the world that right now from Flash of the Castle. If you want WWE, if you want us to come to your part of the world, Make your voice known in social media. That's how things happen now. What does 2023 hold for the Scottish Warrior? It's on Gunther, Intercontinental Championship. I see the chatter on social media. I see what happened with himself, the Continental Champion, and I would love to thank you with that, man. Oh, there's one of my, my favorite things. You get to see a lot of returns. Braun, Bailey, Dakota Kai, EO Sky. Candice LeRae, Hit Row, Triple H went to work this year. Freaking he did. Sarah, Sarah Bogan. We fucking all this up. Emma, Gallows, and Anderson. Emma's the one that surprised me the most. Emma yeah. really surprised me. Mia Yim, Legato the Fantasma, Johnny Gargano, Dexter Loomis. Like this guy, Bray Wyatt. Look at look at the amount of returns on the Triple H regime. He brought everybody back. Cody Rose was emerging from the top of the Cody Vader. What was going through your mind? What sort of emotions were you feeling? When I came up the uh, Cody Vader, as, as you put it, and I love, we did not know what to expect. I was overwhelmed. Family had done for the company what I had done in the first 10 years I was there. It was again overwhelming and meant a great deal not just to me but to my family i'm glad the wwe universe i'm glad wrestling fans and i'm, I'm blessed that i got it talk to me a little bit about seth rollins you guys ignited a rivalry seth and i are not chummy we're not best friends again we're, we're not best friends we don't exchange there with, with it's cody rhodes the only guy to leave the company uh, with a certain looking gimmick and then come back with the gimmick that he picked up over his like, over the newer companies that he was in, like, after WWE? Because usually when someone comes back, they come back where they left off or at a similar point in their career. But Cody Rhodes came back like AEW Cody Rhodes, you know? Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hogan. 
Those are three that come to mind. As the NWO. As NWO? Yeah, you know, you're right about NWO. But um, it is very limited if you, if you think about all the people that, that, that have come back and stuff. Like we're, we're going all the way back to like that shit. X-Pac was really six because when he left, he was one, two, three kid. They just they couldn't call him six. Um, trying to think. Who else left and came back under a different gimmick? He's I didn't say Drew because Drew wasn't the chosen one when he came back. But he he more or less has always no, been Drew he, McIntyre. But he was still though. the same. Yeah, he was just Drew McIntyre. Like, he was kind of the same. He gained some weight, and obviously he's got facial hair now, but but in terms of his gimmick, he was just Drew McIntyre, you know? Like, like Kevin Nash was Diesel. Scott Hall was, like, literally Razor Ramon, like, with a Spanish accent and everything, you know? When it was where they came back as the NWO. Like, something like that, that's the closest, because Cody Rhodes invented this outside of here. I always kind of half felt Christian in a lot of ways, even though he wasn't Christian Cage. Christian? Because the Christian that was like relevant or worth a shit didn't exist until he came back from DNA. Honestly, I don't. Yeah. I, I could have never seen him with a world title or any oh, of the dude, stuff. Dude, like the, the last the, the last couple of months he was with that company back in two thousand and five. I think it was in SmackDown. He was he was pretty over. The, the fans were like they would have accepted him uh, as an upper echelon guy, but you know when he left, like he was he was on his on his way there. He, he just couldn't get it from uh, from WWE. Like the last know. month of Christian that we had on SmackDown was pretty much Christian Cage that we got on, uh, on Impact, you know. Partially, I feel like they got him the rest of it. That's why I said I kind of half feel with Christian. But yeah, really, the NWO is the one thing that comes to mind that I could think of that came from another company this way. I mean, AJ Styles. It's very, it's very rare. But I mean, yeah, but AJ Styles was never in of? WWE. Yeah, like what else was he gonna be? Right, like of all the people that have left and have come back, like like the Dudleys came back. And it's not like they had Bully Ray. They had like you know 2011 Dudley Boys. <laughs> like 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 you know what I mean? Like they just had in the Army fatigue, whatever. You know, usually the, the Hardy Boys, same thing. Um, well, Matt Hardy eventually different. got to. Because uh, Matt was like, Matt, yeah, got to he, be he Matt, was like, Matt brought the broken stuff. Yeah, he brought him. the broken stuff with him eventually. But not, but but not originally. He came back as just kind of regular Matt Hardy, but with with the broken kind of look, but still acted like Matt Hardy. And then over time, convinced Vince to, to let him do more broken shit. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, Cody was a rare case where Vince, according to Cody, told him he said that that's what we were paying for. You know, we're paying for the uh, the new one, the, the yeah. American Nightmare. Yeah, that's what they bought. So I mean, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Is is this going to be the guy who dethrones Roman Reigns? I mean, it could be. That he's a good babyface candidate. Actually, you know, you know, I, I'm gonna throw one more out there. I just remembered this, and this is their own doing. Ricky Steamboat. You remember when he left the company to go to WCW or take take time off, and and then ended up signing with WCW. When WWE brought him back in the early '90s, they 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 refer to him as the Dragon. They didn't even call him Ricky Steamboat. They, he wasn't even really? Ricky Steamboat anymore. Like like everything he accomplished as Ricky Steamboat didn't exist, and he was just the Dragon. I don't know if you guys recall that. I do not actually know. No, not at all. <laughs> that was a horrible time in his career. He came out. He had the dragon wings. He, he had that stupid stick, and he would breathe fire. You know, like it looked cool, but they didn't call him Ricky Steamboat during that time. He was literally just called the Dragon. Hmm. I think I that was their way of that. getting back at him. They, they just took away all of his accolades. They, they, they never mentioned he was the former Intercontinental Champion or, or his, his historic match with Savage at WrestleMania three. None of that existed. He was just the dragon. Oh, I don't remember that. That's crazy. 
always wrestle hurt, but don't wrestle injured. I know a lot of people have a, a outlook are special that I was able to fight. What's up, Quest? Are, are unique. Once I had been told I couldn't hurt it any worse, just that's a, it's a privilege to do what legends of wrestling's past, the ghost of wrestling past, or if I had something special in there with me that night. Transcended, I think, WWE. I mean, the question is, what does 2023 hold for the American Nightmare? A lot of things have happened in my life, not, not just the injury, the birth of my, my daughter, and a torn peck couldn't stop me. I couldn't name anything that can stop me. It needs to be done, and I want to get it done. Discolored, torn pectoral muscle on the right side. And with that, the Hell in a Cell match was chosen as one of the best of 2022. What do you think? God, I remember how uncomfortable this was to watch. But the fact that that dude walked in there with a completely torn peck and said, I'm finishing this shit out. And it turned I have out all the respect in the world for Cody Rhodes for doing this. I think yeah. what he did was unbelievably courageous. Unbelievably. Even though I hated parts of the match based on the fact that I know he couldn't do things, you know, because of his limitations, I will say I absolutely hate the way it ended. Seth Rollins, 1,000%, in my opinion, should have should have won as a heel and bragged about it. And the only way you beat Cody was that he was super hurt already. Like, I don't think um, Cody would, would like benefited from, from the win. Why? You're taking time off anyways. You have all the le legitimate excuse in the world to lose, and you win. It didn't make sense to me. Yeah, um, and it, ma it makes the return feud even more pointless because if you if you can't beat Cody Rhodes, well, he's like basically crippled. Yeah, How are you going to beat him his, healthy? He doesn't get his heat back, which is what it's it should have been doing. Yeah, it, it's absolutely stupid. It doesn't make any like literally. If you couldn't beat Cody Rhodes while he was basically damn near crippled. How are you going to beat him when, he, when he's when he's when he's back and healthy and has all this momentum and is hyped from the crowd's return? Like, I don't I don't really ever want to see those guys feud again. Well, I don't think they to will. Me, like, to me, it's like, dead. Rollins is a baby face. I don't think they're going to turn him again anytime soon. So by the time he comes back, he'll probably be teaming with Cody. Maybe yeah. as a team, maybe. Yeah, or they're I mean, definitely not as a feud. Have each other's way. Like he just turned baby face, so that means that. Cody would have to be gone for like a really long time to catch Rollins as a heel. It would sooner make sense yeah, for Cody. Yeah, that we've been hearing Cody might be back as soon as Rumble. So, <laughs> yeah, it would sooner make sense for That's Cody to turn. Yeah, and then after that, they give you Liv Morgan video packets because she's gone through one hell of a transformation this year. He did. Got the crazy beat into her. I honestly didn't see this one coming, Liv Morgan. I, I didn't see her rise coming. I missed this one entirely. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I didn't. I mean, they've been only asking for it for like years. <laughs> one of these seven women are about to change. watch the culmination of your childhood dream. Money in the Bank was by far um, the 
the most incredible night of my whole entire life. I had like my hand over my heart and my heart was beating out of my chest. And I found people following her. She was like the Pied Piper. It was pretty spectacular. Oh my to see. goodness. Trying to remember everything as best as I could because I just was like, wow, like I'd really. How does Liv Morgan take her game to the next yeah. level? Happy that I have is like, I'm never complacent. And I know like better and better and better and better. Like I said, the best is truly yet to come. How did Rhonda force Liv Morgan to step up and evolve as a superstar? Pure fighting machine. I knew I had all the odds against me and I knew everyone. I think just like kind of triggered in me and snapped in me. I potentially hurt myself in the process, but it's a risk that I'm willing to take. Austin Theory for the United States Championship ends in controversy. Bobby Lashley wants that United States championship. Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley gets highlighted. They don't like it as a, I guess, as a best match to show. It was a good match. This is the best Bobby Lashley we've ever gotten. Right. That is true. Bobby Lashley's not confused. It's wonderful. Yeah, he's never been good. It's weird to see him actually know how to do things. He used to get lost in the ring, right? He used to lose count of how many sides <laughs> there were. I was never really big on Bobby Lashley, you know? Great yeah. size, great look, but he just... He's like Matt Morgan. He, you he just fundamentally is not there. You could find compilations of him forgetting what he's doing in the middle of doing it. Just look up Bobby Lashley as the most confused person in the world. Like, he'll just forget what the fuck he should be doing next all the time up until recently. But this match, on the that other Bobby hand... Bobby Lashley no longer can at her house, but this was fucking incredible. This is the last match they put on their t best of 2022. The WWE World slash Universal title match. Roman Reigns defending against Logan Paul. What a match. I give Logan Paul all the credit in the world uh, for, for the performance that he, that, he, that he put on. It's a shame what's happening to him right now uh, because he's definitely going to lose a lot of his baby face uh, you know, appeal when he comes back, but yeah. Yeah, I heard I had to do it some some zoo NFT shit. We'll, we'll cover it if it becomes a, which it apparently is going to become a thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean he basically scammed all of his fans, right? Like he's pretty much caught red-handed. There's a lot of sources that that that, are, that highlight over it, so it's hard for this guy to be a. But but honestly, like, like, I think he should be a heel anyways. I I, I think that the the whole controversy he's going to get from it works if, if he just yeah. leans into it, and just goes heel. Yeah. People want to hate this guy anyways. Like who's but, really out there being like, 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 like a wrestling fan from their like, like late twenties to thirties to forties going, yeah, I'm a team, I'm team Logan Paul. Come on, guys. Well, you, we, you, you all know we want to hate this guy. I want to boo him. You want to boo him. It's fun to boo him. You know what I mean? He should be a heel. I the definitely want to see him now. They actually have a reason to boo him that makes sense. I definitely want to see him work more. You know? Oh yeah, that dude is ridiculous already. <laughs> You know, like I, I still to this him. day watch the clip of him uh, live streaming when he dove through the table. Yeah, like, it's, fucking, the, uh, it's fucking nuts. I like the amount of respect that that, that, that he's given our, our our industry as well too. Like in his podcast and during interviews and stuff like that, he's always said the right things in, ter in terms of the amount of work it takes to get to where he's at and how hard it is and stuff like that. So I, I always appreciated that. Like he didn't come in super cocky or like that. You he know? took it very seriously. Yeah, uh, he. I consider him one of the boys now. You know, with the the performance he did, I look forward to seeing him wrestle more. You know. Yeah, can't yeah wait in, in a lot of ways, he's here. he's this generation's nineteen nineties Shane McMahon. You know, remember when Shane first started doing matches and shit? He was doing all these outlandish moves, and you're like, whoa! 
Dude, see the Logan Paul's punches yeah. don't kill the business. Yeah, Shane has fucking yeah. rabbit punches. Like, mm -mm. Back, back, back in the Attitude Era, Shane was more more or less known for his his crazy dives. Those punches came a little bit later, but 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 they did come and never left. Fucking Logan, three matches in, already throwing better punches than fucking Shane has in his whole career. Like. <laughs> Raw brought Every time in. I see Shane in the ring, I'm like, please don't start punching. Raw brought in 1.1 million viewers with a point twenty seven in the 18 to 49 demographic. It takes for them to do a highlight episode for them to drop down to SmackDown numbers, which are still higher than everyone else's numbers. That's the closest AEW's been to them in forever. That's right. That's the closest they've been to AEW. And it's kind of fur further because AW was at six hundred thousand, right? That's some low number now. <laughs> Dynamite's bringing in rampage numbers or eight hundred thousand. Who knows? Nothing good. I don't want to undersell doing them. Better than Impact, though. No, I don't want to undersell them with. Uh, I don't want to give the wrong number and undersell them with viewers because I know every number counts when you're them. So, uh, but yeah. That was the best of Raw or the best of WWE 2022. I really dug it. And with that, we're going to talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, Wrestle Kingdom 17. Because it's that time of the year again. Let's get this up on our screen. Wrestle Kingdom. This is going to be Wrestle Kingdom 17. It's going to take place January 4th, 2023, as always, in the Tokyo Dome with a pre-show start time of 2 in the morning Eastern Standard Time. The official show starting 3 in the morning Eastern Standard Time. This is a two-night event. Now get this. January 4th is night one. January 21st is night two. This one's in the Yokohama Arena. I don't know why there's multiple weeks between night one and night two. Yeah, that's that's extremely different. Like, wow. It's funny. I was that eating. A, I was eating a brownie off camera, but I don't care. Sugar free anyway. Okay. <laughs> End of 2022. Yeah, right. Do what the fuck you want. Go, yeah, right. go crazy, man. Go crazy. Yeah, we're we just watch people fall over cameras at a Waffle House. We do what we want tonight, all right? I like you, man, but you're crazy. <laughs> Remember that time <laughs> we, were, we were we were voted on Player FM, the most what was it, the most hardcore sports podcast? I think, that, <laughs> I think that's because we eat on stream sometimes, man. Yeah, King Quest is a good question. Though, if that's the case, what New Year's Dash is in February? Then, like, what? That's a good question. It's not the following day, right? Because yeah, New Year's Dash is always the day after Wrestle Kingdom. Like... Yeah, I don't get it. Anyway, let's look at this card. I'm looking at this card for the first time. I looked nothing over. Back in the day, I did. I looked nothing over before I did one because I want to be surprised and keeps me awake. And two, because there's no time. Fuck. Okay, so what's this first match here we got? This is... Ryohie Iowa, Iowa, I'm butchering his name, versus Bolton Oleg. It's a three-minute exhibition match pre-show. I don't know either of these guys. I'm not going to act like I do. Right. 
I'm not gonna. I'm not familiar with either of them. Could be from New Japan Strong. That's probably why I don't know. Because I know they've been. I know New Japan's been incorporating the strong guys into um a lot more of the main roster New Japan stuff. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to vote on this. There's literally, I have no information here. It's an exhibition. Just warm the crowd up. <laughs> so this guy, Kaza, what's his name? Bolton Oleg. He's from Kazakhstan. This is his New Japan Pro Wrestling debut. And it's the hell of a stage to debut on. My God. And it was a, it's a pre-show. It's a pre-show if, 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 if they're going to have him debut, but still, it's the principle that he's debuting on a wrestle, pre-show or not, he's still on Wrestle Kingdom. Right. That's if, what he's, saying, if, like, he's, if he's debuting there from, from a foreign country, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go Bolton. They always have like a, they always, I feel like they always start with a young boy thing of some sort, right? Yeah. Like, like they, they, young they boy like, or like a rookie, something like that. Yeah. Like back in my day, it was uh, Finley and uh, Jay White with the two young boys who used to open these shows. Tell that, that, that that's how, that's how they <laughs> kick off every night of G1 with a young boy match. Well, yeah, was, I'm telling you, if you go back, back in my day, it was always Finley and Jay White. With young, I'd be, I would roll my eyes like, oh boy, here come the generic black tights, Finley and Jay White. And now one of the main event in Wrestle Kingdom. Progress. That's some shit. All right, well, we showed the match. I'm not going to predict it. I have no clue. I was agree with Askew, the Asian dude, because he's in Japan. Home field. <laughs> well, why doesn't this one even have a graphic of people? What is this? This is the... <laughs> I don't even know what this is. This is the King of Pro Wrestling 2023 Qualifier New Japan Rambo match. It's also on the pre-show. It's a special three-minute uh, exhibition. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's a battle. I think that's what it is. Which, um, speaking of the King of Pro Wrestling, did you hear uh, the change they're making to it? No. Um, it's not going to be a. Um, very soon, it's not going to be a trophy anymore. The King of Pro Wrestling title is going to be an actual belt. Well, that's good, being that they're in the wrestling business and all. Yeah. I'm well, going to miss good. watching Yano run around with that with that trophy though. So. I can't predict this because we don't know who the hell's in the battle royale. You know Yano's in it. That's the one thing we know for fucking sure. Uh, I'll bet I'm, I'm going to vote Yano then. <laughs> I'll bet Yano. All right, next up, what do we got here? This is Yugi Nag- Yuji Nagata, Satoshi Kojima, and Togi Nakabe against Fujinama, Minoru Suzuki, and Tiger Mask in the Antonio Inoki Memorial Match. This is also in the pre-show. There's, there's no way. There was just no way they're going to have Minoru and Tiger Mask lose. Yeah, like, there's no way. I mean, everybody in, everybody in this match is old school. Why wouldn't they? Right. Everybody can be everybody at this. I mean, like, you and the right, Fujinami, even, especially him, I would say. Uh, Minoru, for, for all the people that watch AEW right now. Obviously, Tiger Mask, the, the, the character in and of itself. Um, for me, that would be like the definitive New Japan old school team. Yeah, the, uh, the other team has Nagata. Uh, I'm not too familiar with Makabe, to be honest. Uh, and I've only seen a handful of stuff from Kojima. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm way more familiar with uh, Fujinami Suzuki and uh, Tiger Mask. Yeah, I'm, I'm familiar enough with Toki Makabe to know 
Minoru Suzuki's team can easily lose this match just as easily as they can win it. Like, but it, but it's about what represents Antonio and Oki more in an old school strong style. Yeah, I guess, which I honestly couldn't tell. And you. everybody in this match represents that. I'm going with Fujinami, man. I mean, the Fujinami team does make sense. But I mean, like if, if they split these guys up a little bit, and then they had Fujinami on the left for, let's say, uh, but then they have you know, Yugi uh, Nagata on the on the on the left too. It's tough, dude. I can't call this one either. Yeah, this, it would be, it's really it would hard be a lot tough to call it a fair. If it was Fujinami on the left, like if, if you subbed uh, Makabe for Fujinami, and then on the left you would have Nagata and Fujinami, and then on the right you would have uh, Suzuki and Tiger Mask. To me, that's more of a, like a hard split. Like I I don't know which way I would go. But based on the fact that all three of these guys are in one team, and I, I gotta go for that team. Like, there's ass kickers on every single side of this. And like, this one's too hard for me to pick. Yeah, I don't really have a. The one thing we know for either. sure is Antonio Inoki is going to be very proud of this match. Yep. This, this is going to be a match to do him well. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I don't really have a horse, but you guys see the match there. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. Bunch of old dudes who can still hit really fucking hard. <laughs> All right, next up. Um, Catch two and a half. Is that the name of the team? Francesca, Akira, and TJP. They're called Catch Two and a Half. Is that is my reading right? Yeah, they're um they're actually part of a uh, Will Osprey's United Empire. Okay, well, Catch Two and a Half against Chaos's Leo Rush. No way. Yes, do it, do it. <laughs> Versus, really? Is this really happening? Yes. Versus Leo Rush and. so long oh jesus where's show he's in bullet club oh that's right they split up like they split up like a year or two ago look at that yeah show's been in bullet club for a while by himself iwgp junior heavyweight tag team championship do you say chaos chaos take i didn't even know leo rush was in chaos damn i gotta catch up on new japan the fuck is he doing in chaos he 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 joined up with them not long after he started wrestling new japan strong I mean, to be fair, where else can he go, really? He's burnt a lot of bridges. I don't know. I, th I think Rush and Yo are going to take this one. I think the chance are going to retain. TJP, who I didn't know was here, along with Francesco Akita. Hmm. There's no way I would trust Leo Rush with any sort of belt. I kind of like the idea of, of Leo Rush and Yo, though. I like yeah, the team. Realistically, that's a really cool team. Like, I like the team, but I wouldn't give him a belt. I don't know. I would take I'd a chance. give him there. a belt before I gave freaking Kylie Ray a match, period. So. I'll go know with he'll show up. <laughs> 
I'll go with Leo Rush and yo. I could be wrong, but I'm willing to give it take the risk there. Okay, next up. Kyrie. And yeah, we got should be retired Kyrie Sane. Against Tam Nakano for the IWGP Women's Championship. Yep. Kyrie's taking this. She just got the belt and it's her first defense. It would make no sense for Kyrie to lose it. It really wouldn't. This one was easy. Like, unless she's leaving the company and going stateside again, which she's not, Kyrie should have it by, by default. Mm-hmm. She's the first There's no ever, mystery. She's the first ever IWGP Women's Champion. So, uh, it would be weird to have her a short run. Unless she was leaving. I wouldn't even see her have a short run. I wouldn't even see her be even if she was leaving. But was yeah. she going to go back to what? Be an Oscar sidekick again? Like, yeah, she's Different regime now. Different regime now. It's it's Triple H's ball. Yeah, where she could go here, where she already knows she's locked in, she's good. Like, yeah. And to be fair, she she, she I, could. I wouldn't even be willing to, to chance it. She, she could go to AEW. You know, I mean, like like like, like she would be a legitimate contender uh, in that whole division if she were to go there. You know. Yeah. See, but I don't trust Tony Khan. He'd have yeah, a team with like Ruby Soho or some shit. I think she's sticking around. She missed Japan a lot. I knew that yeah. much. Yeah, no matter what happens, she's staying for sure. But I think she's I think she's holding on to that title. Fair enough. FTR's Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood defending the IWGP World Tag Team titles against Bishaman, which is Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto. I think Goto and uh, Hashi are taking this one. It seems like they're slowly starting to pull some of those titles off of FTR. Yoshihashi's really been yeah, climbing I, the ranks, man, huh? I agree with Destin on it. I, I don't think. I mean, I mean, like it's cool if they have it, and, and and they can already do their Chris Jericho undisputed double blah blah blah. They, they already have that run, you know, with their promos and their and their angles and whatnot. So I think it'd be the honorable thing to do would be to pass it over to uh to, to the local talent and focus more on stateside championships. Yeah, and even even. That aside, too, Goto and Hashi have been champions before, so even if it wasn't like this, they'd it'd still be a pretty good possibility that they could win. I mean, like, it, it could have been anybody on the left-hand side of that screen. It's just they were always going to drop those belts to whoever was they were going to face, right? If this was a random pay-per-view or something, then maybe they'll retain, but this is their big one. This is the WrestleMania, right? These are stateside champions that aren't officially with the company. There's no way they're going to retain it at, at, at their own show, at, at their own, you know, grand stage. There's, there's just, from a business sense, why would you do that, right? Now, if so, they want to shake things up, that'd be a good reason to do it, though. Because you wouldn't expect I mean, just, them to retain. You wouldn't expect anything, but, but, it, but it would just, why, though? Like, it's not like they, they, they have access to uh, FTR, you know, you know, whenever they want. They, they have to wait again before they use them, and the whole division would just be walking around with no point. And I mean, yeah. not for nothing, they wouldn't have to wait that long because it's not like Tony's doing jack shit with them. That's I've, seen them I've seen them, what, twice in the past, like four months in AEW? Well, look, if I was Tony, it's his call. You know, I'm, I'm not going to loan my, yeah, Tony's my call. guys out there, you know? <laughs> like Tony's yeah. Bay's call, he'd rather have Billy's kids run around than the best tag team on his roster. 
Yeah, I definitely see it being uh, Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto. Yeah, it's just a traditional business thing to do, right? It doesn't get any more old school than that. I'm leaving this territory, right? I'm going back to, you know, my territory, which is, you know, across the freaking ocean, right? Here's your belts, you know, whatever. That's how you do business. Okay, next up we got Zack Sabre Jr. against Ren Narita, tournament final for the New Japan Pro Wrestling World Television Championship. Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think Zack's taking this one. Without a doubt in my mind, Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, I would say the same thing here. He can do more with it. Like, like he, he can promote that thing. Like, like he can actually go uh, stateside and give it publicity. You know what I mean? He, he could actually have matches uh, in promotions in America to, to, to give that belt a little bit more uh, recognition. To the, to the American audience, you can go on a little bit, bit of a tour to help build up its prestige, go, go around the world if he, ha- if he wants to, and then come back to it. His name value will, will allow him to do that. Narita, his name value will not. America's not going to give a shit. Right? So but that Zach would even Sabre depend Jr. if they're going to have that belt coming to the States, though. If Zack Sabre Jr. wins it, 100%. 100%. Yeah, that's if he he's, wins he's it. Cause, he's cause going if, to. Cause if he does it. Because if he doesn't, that proves they don't really have any stateside plans for that belt just yet. I'd be Especially because, remember, it's a brand new belt. So that'd be a little that, soon that, to have it jump but, 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 but that's that's Dude, that's my point, though. It's Wrestle Kingdom. It's Zack Sabre Jr., who already has multiple ties to multiple different companies in America. Right? You're promoting a brand new belt. This would be the most... Like... like Using Zack Sabre Jr. as the catalyst to, to have a mini tour across America, maybe even in Europe, with that belt, that would be the, the best way to get the maximum amount of eyes on that belt. Would it not? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, right? could, but then, like, like I'm saying, like that, what I'm trying to say is you could also have Narita there, win the belt, build it up amongst your own company, then send it around the world. It's not going to, but, but you, you couldn't do that, though. Even if he, if Narita has this belt for ten years, he wouldn't be able to do that. Because he's not Zack Saber Jr. He's not. He's not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not, not, yeah I know he's not Zack Saber Jr. That's the whole point, though. No, <laughs> I think he to build Jr. the fucking belt up in their own company first, get it established out there, and then send it everywhere. But you could do the thing with Zack Saber Jr. But you could also they give it a slow build. That depends Why would you on that, slow build, though? that depends on your faith in in Ren Narita, you know, which again is not Zack Saber Jr. to be able exactly. to give it a build. It's not like we're saying Zack Saber Jr. stay in Japan and get it over with locals. We're saying Ren Narita, who's a much less known talent, getting a belt over that's more prestigious than he is. Right? Yeah, dude. Like the belt's gonna do nothing for Ren, right? Zack is gonna do a lot of good things for that belt, though. You know what I mean? Like the, that belt doesn't elevate itself or or Ren. There's zero elevation between those two guys. Zack Sabre Jr. immediately, immediately elevates that belt. Right? The only reason, it, you don't need to have a slow burn. The only reason I would put an argument against is because Zack Sabre Jr. doesn't need it. Ren Narita desperately does. He doesn't need it, but the belt does. Right? If, if you want to give this belt immediate credibility and credence, immediate weight and impact, give it to Zack, have him tour America, have him tour Europe calling himself the best in the world immediately that 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 belt gets prestigious uh accolades immediately people's eyes are on it you know what i mean and it's a free pass to do that 
You know, it's a hundred percent a free pass to do that. Zack Saber went Rita, over. At his time, can can build himself up. Zack Saber, Zack Saber Jr. went over Alex Zane, David Finley, and Evil to get to the point of facing Ren Narita, who defeated Great Okan, Toru Yano, and Sonata. Mm-hmm. There is zero business sense whatsoever to not have Zack win this and go stateside on tour. But doesn't that get Ren Narita's name out there to say that he was the first? Versus Zack Sabre Jr., who he could not win a championship for another fucking like, two years. No, He's still but, Zack Sabre fucking Jr. No, but because like, like the the amount of credibility that you're like, you trying know how many to give chance, to how many people have gotten themselves up there because they could say they were the first. Yeah, but it, it doesn't matter. Ren Arita could, could scream at the top of my, I am the first NJ, you know, NJWP world, whatever champion. Nobody in Colorado is going to give a shit. You know, people in Miami are, aren't even going to be familiar with him. You know what I mean? Like, like there is no you audience about there. Right there. We're talking about athlete. New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, again, but, it, but but that's in Japan. I'm talking stateside. If he goes to America, if he goes to Europe, right? There is no market there for Ren Narita. He doesn't have those doors. Those doors will not open for him. They open for Zack Sabre Jr. because he's well known there. Because people in America know him. People in the UK know him. People in Europe know him. People in Canada know him. People in Mexico know him. He can go all across those places, tour that belt. You know, win matches in other promotions, big pay-per-views or whatever, right? And get different sets of eyes on it. Ren Narita cannot do that. Right? Like, he, Zack Sabre Jr. immediately elevates that belt. That belt now means something because of him. It doesn't do anything for Ren Narita. Yeah. Or the belt if it goes to him. Yeah, if they're going to take it on a global level, yeah. But I'm going Ren Narita because Zack Sabre Jr. doesn't need a championship right now. I agree. No, no championship does nothing for versus the kid. We don't know too much about him. At the end of the day, he's like Wrestle Kingdom seven fucking teen. If he gets his first championship, that's I mean, a marquee know, moment. We know Zach Sabre Jr. gets a championship. Zach Sabre Jr. just wins another championship. We know he beat Great Ocon, Toro, Yano, and Sonata, so we do know something about him. But again, right? You know, that ain't um, exactly new belt doesn't do shit for but, you. But Zach Sabre. Yeah, the belt doesn't do anything for Zach. I'm saying Zach does everything for the belt. How much does the belt need right now? I'm not even sure of the status of the uh, that New Japan Pro Wrestling World Television Championship. Is it not a prestigious title currently? This is going to decide their first champion. This belt's never even had a champion this, this before. This is the inaugural yeah, match yeah, to claim I the belt. Say, I'm not familiar with it at all. So, I mean, yeah, then then you would probably fucking need Zack Sabre Jr. If this is the inaugural... That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. It's the inaugural thing. If this isn't the inaugural thing, I would be shocked. I didn't realize that. I thought it would have been around for like a little bit. If this is the no, inaugural... You, this, this is the first. Then no, they're not going to give it to Ren Narita. The it would be crazy of, to give it to Ren Narita. A, that belt needs Zack Sabre Jr. It needs it. You know what I mean? That belt won't survive without him. Yeah, no. If it's a brand new belt, you can't put it on him. This Joe, I didn't know that. You can't possibly put it on just a new guy. They wouldn't put the fucking world title on Hangman Page, who some people knew in AEW over Jericho. Let alone, <laughs> let alone putting fucking a brand new, not even a world title, but a mid-card title that you're trying to get over on... Like, I've honestly haven't even seen Ren Narita before because I haven't been keep up with New Japan this year. 
it would be the weirdest thing for someone who's not watching regularly, even with the people that he's beaten, because again, we got a factor in Zack Sabre going over Alex Zane, David Finley, and and evil. Exactly. And evil. Let's not forget the end of that. Evil's a more prestigious name than Toro Yano, Sonata, or Great Okan. Just the evil alone yeah. elevates Zack Sabre Jr. He's not going to go over evil to then be beaten by Ren Narita. Yeah, this has nothing to do with deserves. This has nothing to do with skill level. This has everything to do with name value and, and, and getting as much credibility and star power to that belt yeah, for yeah. its if first it, run. If it's a new belt, you need right? the, the, the first name of your new championship to be a name. To be known. To be known. And could you, again, my plan is it goes to Zach. He goes on tour. He goes to Mexico. He, he goes to Canada. He goes to the U.S. He goes to the, the, to the U.K. He goes to Europe. That's massive exposure even, already. Even if he just stays in Japan, you can't keep it on Ren Narita. It's a new title. You know, like Zack Sabre Jr. is known more in, in Japan. It's all right. But you're, you're right. It is about getting the title over. If this is the, the, the inaugural tournament for the inaugural crowning of the first champion, cannot be Ren Narita. Yeah, no. this has nothing to do with getting people over. It's getting that title over. That's what I'm saying. The belt does nothing for Zack Sabre Jr. It doesn't make him better. It doesn't elevate him. It, it literally doesn't do anything for him. But he does everything for the belt. Then you have somebody chase him and beat him for it. Yeah, exactly. Like they did with Jericho, you know, in AEW. But yeah, you can't. I would be... That would be a big mistake. So yeah, I got to go with you there. I mean, I was going with Zack Sabre Jr. Anyway, but I noticed this was the inaugural fucking title thing. They're going to, based on their booking logic, they're going to give it to a known guy. Also, Zack Sabre Jr., I don't know how well that would settle with him as somebody who's like an established fucking veteran to now have to job out because we're going to try to get this title, this unknown title and this unknown guy simultaneously over on, on my fucking back. You know, I wouldn't be all right with that if I was him. Not if I'm Zack Sabre Jr., also, the, the, to be fair as well, too, if if you put it on Ren and the Ren doesn't live up to the hype, it puts a lot of pressure on him and a lot of negative attention, and he's going to be open to a lot more criticism because, you know, he wasn't able to do anything with the belt, right? Whereas if he loses, it goes to Zach. He can, he can just work hard, have matches, and and, and do that rematch, right, uh, to get that win back. And there's a lot less pressure, a lot less criticism, a lot less expectation on Ren Narita Versus if he's the first of something and then everyone's eyes are on him, people are going to criticize and people are going to you know put this unnecessary pressure on him that he doesn't need to have. Zack Sabre Jr. is a seasoned veteran. He's been around the block. You know he can handle that pressure. He can handle the uh, the weight needed to actually you know elevate a belt. He can do that already. Yeah, yeah, I gotta go back for that one. Now knowing the whole situation, I really do gotta catch up with my New Japan though. All right, anyway, next up. We got Carl Anderson defending the Never Open Weight Championship against Tama Tonga. Tama. I mean, Tama, because they got he's he I guess Tama. he's there to he's there to hand the title up. I'm assuming, right? Yep. Dude, like, like, this is their end of the year, basically. So all the guys that aren't permanently signed with that company, if they have a belt, they're bringing it back home. And Tama's I would be been having super the best year that. that he's had in a long time, like. I don't even care if Carl will stay in the New Japan. Thomas taking that shit. You don't have a year like when when either of the Gorillas of Destiny has a really good year, they win at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, like there's nobody worse that you want to have to get lined up with with good momentum than Thomas Tonga. That's gonna be that's 
I think this is the first event they've wrestled each other at since Tama got kicked out of Bullet Club, if I remember clearly. Hmm, I couldn't recall. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, it has been because it's been it hadn't been that long since uh they booted uh God out of um since JY got God kicked out of Bullet Club. But it was definitely when um when Anderson and Gallows were were back there. So this yeah. does kind of strike me kind of like the blow off. Yeah, but definitely Tamatanga here. All right, what do we got next on this? Let's have a look. Los, Los Ingobernables de, de Japan. Tetsuya Naito, Sanada, and Bushi. Against Shoto Umino, Hiroshi Tanahashi, and Keiji Muto. And this is Keiji Muto's last New Japan Pro Wrestling match. See, I have a little trouble picking this one just because New Japan's not like a lot of other companies. Just because it's your last match doesn't mean you're winning or losing. Like when when Liger had his last run that weekend, he had wins and losses throughout that weekend. I'm going to go with whoever, in my opinion, would get the biggest pop or reaction from the crowd. And I think it it would probably be with, uh, with Muto Tanahashi and Umino. I'd like to see that. I think that would get the biggest reaction, like positive reaction, uh, and possibly loudest pop. And realistically, Los Angeles and Bernalbles, they can lose at Wrestle Kingdom, and then next year is just smooth sailing either way. Losses at Wrestle Kingdom don't tend to really affect them that bad. They tend to shake those off really quick. Especially Plus Naito. I, I like seeing Tanahashi win at Wrestle, uh, Wrestle Kingdom. I do. So. You thought Naito was retiring soon too? Really? I haven't heard anything about Naito retiring. No, I, I said I like seeing uh, Tanahashi win at Wrestle No, no, I was talking about King Quest. What King Quest saying in the chat. Yeah, I haven't heard Naito retiring? He, he, he was that. saying he thought uh, Naito was retiring soon too. It's like, uh, I'd be surprised. I'd be really surprised. I know this past G1, I heard them mentioning um, on commentary, like, Naito doesn't know how many opportunities he's going to have to win G1 and win the world title again. So I think they've kind of alluded, like, he feels like he might be running out of time, but he hasn't seemed to slow down at all. So. I mean, he's, still, he's, he's getting up there in age. I mean, he did get hurt, like, at the start of G1 this year, and he was out for the whole G1, so... But hey, if, if CM Punk can still win a world title at this stage in his career, so can Naito. That's not canon. <laughs> we don't talk about Phil here. <laughs> Naito he, knows how to behave on a press conference. He's old, sort he's of. tired, he's working with fucking children. <laughs> in other words, nobody wants to blow him anymore. Like Anyway, KG Muto. I think yeah, I think, yeah, I think Cage is going on top for his last match. Tokyo, don't be a nice place to send I'm it off. I know. I'm going to say Tanahashi helps him with interference, and Muto gets the pin. Next up, we get Taiji Ishimori 
defending his IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship in a fatal four-way match against Hiromu Takahashi, El Desperado, and Master Wato. I love how this match has become a New Japan tradition, the four-way for the Junior Heavyweight title. Yeah, right. And fucking Hiromu always finds his way in it. <laughs> what do you guys? If it were me, yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if it were me, I, I I'd probably give it to Desperado. Um, but I, I I feel that he'll probably retain. To be honest, I think either Taiji gonna retain, or I'm gonna swing wild this year. I think Master Watto might catch it. Yeah, because. He's the last few times I've seen him wrestle, dude has gotten better and better every time, and I feel like he's been dancing on the edge of capturing that junior heavyweight title. Perumbu doesn't need it at this point; he's damn near run that division, so he'd be perfectly fine not having it. I don't think he needs it as much though. Like I think that's he's, what, like, that's that's what I'm he's saying. fine like, every, it, almost, yeah. He finds it first of all. Hiromu finds his way into this match at Wrestle Kingdom. Every year, which is I don't know which how is great, which is great. He's, he's kind of like the snake character that weasels his way into it, right? And the so fact I'm, is, he, I'm okay with him not winning because that adds to his character, that adds to the weaselness. I see the thing about it is he doesn't even weasel, he's just so damn good. He manages to keep staying in contention for this belt, but that's that. But that's where the, that's where the double edged sword is. He's so good, he at this point, he doesn't even need to win it anymore. Whereas I don't think Watto's ever had it, so I feel like he could benefit. Probably more than everybody else, assuming that Ishimori does See, I don't know about Desperado. I think in, in I, terms of in, in terms of their character, w- would you say that Desperado would be- benefit further from having it? See, that's the thing. When I look at New Japan, I don't even necessarily look at anybody's characters. I just think of like when it comes to how their years been. Who's gonna? Um, who, who's who would probably? benefit from catching at Wrestle Kingdom the most. And like I said, with Watto, Watto's impressed me the most out of everybody I've been watching this year. So you don't factor in the character at all? Not so much to where it would be the deciding factor if somebody would win or lose for me. Like like well, like uh, with Hiromu, for example, I don't necessarily, I don't ever really key in Hiromu being sly and snaky. I, can, I just key in the fact that dude's been at the top of the junior heavyweight division basically since I've been watching. So it's ne- so it's never even a question of if he can or can't win it. It's usually will he in this case. Yeah, this one's a tough one here. I would think either Ishimori retains it or Hiromu wins it back. So we're, we're all going different here. You, you're picking Watsu. I'm picking Desperado. Rick, you're, you're going with uh, Takashi. If if uh, Ishimori doesn't retain. Yeah. Yeah, this one's anybody's game. This is, <laughs> is going to be fun. They're going to have one hell of a card here lined up. All right. Next up. Will Ospreay defending his IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship against Kenny Omega. Ooh. I'm not sure about this based on whatever deal that they may or may not come to an agreement on with AEW um, I think if, if they don't have a deal in place or they don't, they don't plan on having a deal coming to place for uh, Kenny Omega to do some uh, some, some work with, with their talent over at AEW television then Will Ospreay retains it 
Um, if AEW and New Japan does work out a deal where they can cross promote a bit more, then it'll go to Kenny Omega. Because I think that'll help benefit them uh, more in the long run. It'd be really interesting to see Kenny Omega win it, right? I think Osprey taking this just because Osprey long term, with like, like with everything they've been doing with Osprey ever since he broke off from Chaos, he's only continued to go up and up and up. You don't go much higher than beating Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, but you can go higher in terms of what belt you have. Yeah, but for what he has now, if he beats Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom, that puts him on a whole different level than any other previous U.S. champion. Like, there's a lot. Like, I feel like I feel like Osprey gains a lot more for the next year going into Wrestle Kingdom 18, saying, "Hey, I beat Kenny Omega basically in Kenny's house at Wrestle Kingdom." Sure, but but that that's only if you're looking at it for just the benefit of Will Osprey. I'm trying to view it from the benefit of New Japan Pro Wrestling, right? Which benefits everybody, right? So, what would get the most promotion for either the belt, or what? What's the best storylines that they can do after, or what's the best, um, you know, angles that they can come up with for both guys after the match? And I think more opportunities are present if Kenny takes it and is able to do stuff with it on AEW, right? Which ideally is what you would want. I don't know if they have the, the structure in place for that, but that's what I want. Just because I think it would be the most interesting is if Kenny Omega was to take it. And that's what I said. Like, I don't know if, there's a deal, if there is a deal or if there's going to be a deal. And we're not privy to that. But if there is or going to be, then Kenny Omega should take it. If they, they don't have a deal, then it, it should just be Will Ospreay to retain. I hope they have a deal. Because that would make really interesting storytelling, especially the fact that he could defend and retain it in, in AEW and Dynamite and other places. I mean, they, they have a really good opportunity in New Japan to, to really promote their their championships here. If, if Zack Sabre Jr. wins it, which he should, he can go on the road on uh, UK, in, in Europe first, right? While you can have Kenny Omega go back to America and help promote that belt. He's going to get a lot of airtime. He's going to get a, a lot of prominent airtime where he's going to get praised, where he's going to be put over it tremendously. And, you know what I mean? So it's like, if I'm looking at this, get more eyes on my product and more prestige to my bodies, which are my two championship belts, letting Zack Sabre Jr. or other promotions to do that, especially with AEW, ways to do it. Yeah. You know? Well, that's what I'm hoping at. And that'll bring us to Jay White, his IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. In my opinion, so they can end it with the the, the money thing. <laughs> the, the- I've never liked Bargain Bullet Club, honestly. Transition, this Virgil-esque Bullet Club that they have now. Bad, you know, they did the I best mean, thing. Like, everybody left. They, they, they did- let's disband it. And realistically, I think the Bullet Club has been whooping Okada's ass for like two years now. The fact that like, Jay White's had his number left, right, front. So Jay White beats him at Wrestle Kingdom. He's put himself miles above Okada. Okada, this for Okada's legacy, he has. This is Wrestle Kingdom. This is his house. The last thing I, is for Jay White to be able to show up at New Year's Dash whenever that's gonna be you in your house too. Because <laughs> like I said, like I think Okada, out of maybe half a dozen attempts, even without that, Jay White doesn't need the belt right now. He he still has a whole bunch of things that he can do with his group alone. Without. 
Uh, it makes the most amount of sense to give it to Okada. And like I said, it's Wrestle Happy and, you know, let the crowd go home happy, have the big celebration with the confetti, Rainmaker money, whatever. Uh, and, and just give everybody what they want, which is the nice happy ending. Unless they want to end the New Year sad. Or AJ White retained. End the New Year sad. Hopefully not, man. It's funny because, like, but just watching all their matches, it wouldn't even fucking surprise me. By the way, Rick, because you, you called them Bargain Bin Bullery with you. I, I say it's unfair to call them that based on the circle. Is there, is there a star that they could have had a free agent to avoid them Bargain Bin Bullet Club? Like, would there have been a star big enough that elevated the group to normal Bullet Club status? Depleted. After Kenny Omega? Mm. After big enough to avoid them being Bullet Club. Not that Within I can think of at that time. They needed to just... Dis- they sell too many shirts for them to disband it, though. You know, when Triple H was going to disband... Uh, or when he did disband uh, the interview where... where, where um, I think with Road Dogg himself, though, was, man, why are we breaking this thing up? We're, we're, we're selling out shows. Let's, let's ride one. And then Triple H was like, nah, man, we, we, we've done enough. We can go. Um, we got to go our separate ways. And, and that was... I think at that time... They were starting to slow down with, with certain things, TV ratings and stuff like that. They, they weren't getting the uh, the pops that they used to get. Bullet Club might not get the pops. So for that reason, they're not going to... King Quest said only if Zack Sabre Jr. had a major heel. Surprised that Kenta joined as like a minion instead of taking over the whole thing, buddy. Kenta should have been the main guy. He's just another one of the boys there. It's Kenta. Would he have been big enough for you to not or look at them like bargain bin bullet club? No. Big enough. So even if I Kenta Joyne was the main guy, it would still bargain bin. Finn Balor to AJ Styles to Kenny Omega to Jay White. He wasn't as big. He was cool. He was cool as fuck. But he wasn't. He so they, they got they, they got an upgrade from from Prince Devitt to to, uh, to eighth grade. And then Kenny, right? Kenny Omega was like a side grade. But then from Kenny Omega to Jay White, that, that that's an obvious downgrade. Like Jay from, White, but that's an obvious downgrade. Like a massive one, yeah. Ingo, when I think of somebody who could have filled the role because he was one of the gamma. And then and then the problem with Bullet Club is this whole thing was supposed to be the, this other with their stuff, and it's like the, most of them are Japanese now. They got ghetto in the... Yeah, you, it, it, I agree. The Tama, if Tama became their leader it would still be barbara got, got a promotion for, from the original nwo to start being feet whatever and they gave the the reins to stevie ray you would still look at it this is not hall and nash anymore this isn't even freaking scott steiner and buff it's it's a clear downgrade i think i think they're within the same like, like i i popularity uh and 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 you know mark jay white to me they're on par you can give jay white all all of the headlining spots whatever to me he's no more well, here's hoping Okada's to happen. It should. Late was from to have it. Or to, to, to keep it past this event. Well, yeah, there's definitely, like I said, there's hoping. But it looks like a really stacked event, I gotta say. What if Adam Cole went to Japan? That, I think that. If, if, if Adam Cole chose Japan and New Japan Pro Wrestling instead of Bullet right? Club, I could go with that. Yeah. And he's the Bullet Club. That's a good so, so it's like Jay White, you know, Kenta, uh, whatever. Who wouldn't have personally looked at them like bargain bin? To you, that would have been new club stuff. Yes. Yeah, because he was basically the leader when he was here. Well, when he was still in Bullet Club. Elite when he was uh, when he was there because you know his segments were with uh, the young. Um- 
It's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Not forget this Wrestle Kingdom seven going to be January fourth, twenty twenty three. What day is out of the week? I'm gonna look here. That is a Wednesday. So January morning. So Tuesday night going into Wednesday. As a matter of fact, calculating this correctly, because I know I've been asked if there's gonna be. Because generally on Tuesdays, Fantasy Star goes game starting at 9 p.m. until about 2 in the morning. M17 watch along, should we choose to have one here of when it's going to be going on? If it's not on, just check the lounge. Maybe we're doing a private thing. Who knows? We're definitely going to be looking into it either way. But yeah, Eastern Standard. With that, I'm going to leave you guys off with one more video show. This is Sami Zayn arguing with Ref Jessica. This was fucking awesome. She's my new favorite referee after this. <laughs> I love it. it is clearly, if Jack Tunney were alive today, he'd be rolling over. Oh. <laughs> The hell yes. It'd be alright. <laughs> Some of y'all oh, motherfuckers gonna be drunk off y'all ass tomorrow night anyway. Shut the fuck up. Well, it's recorded. They could just go back and remind themselves. <laughs> Immortalize your horrible human being and not just no hiding it. It's, it's gonna be a minimum of 15 to 20 years. <laughs> we'll see. They're gonna That's come back. Karma. They're gonna cancel. <laughs> no, they're gonna try and fail fucking miserably. They're gonna the, fail. Flops. The ex president Jack Tunney fan club. They're gonna come. Yeah, we'll so, with that car in a Waffle House too, So we're everybody that's hung out. We still have a busy week of content. So record in the Twitter for any announcements of anything else that's going on. One year I named you early. Also, King Quest, who's always much appreciated that you hang out and that you're part of this as well as that we're here today. EB Gamer, Willie V2, Course, Stasis, Six Slayer, Adzen is with us on a regular basis. Thank you so much. Hadis and many, many more. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Top Five, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dyer, a.k.a. Captain Brunch, for myself, Frazier, and Anthony Askew. We're out of here. In 2023, guys. Oh, yeah. Shut it down.